the interesting thing is, though, um, Linda. Yeah. What I have, what I have seen is that sometimes they get people agitated on the calls, and it's not, it's not the TIs are getting them agitated, but the perks that have joined the call and yep disrupt it with misinformation or information that's not even warranted or, or yep. that has nothing to do with the call. Exactly. Go up onto oh, isn't that annoying? And go on and on Very. and on and on. You know, I agree. We can hear, I can hear, Margaret can hear, Lonnie can hear. Um, Where'd it go? Yeah, what happened? Are I don't know. I can hear. Still, it just Linda went. Linda went somewhere. I think. Oh, I did. My call got. They dropped me about every five minutes. Oh. The call. The okay. um. Not Ryan. The you know the. Yeah, I know. People interrupt. Yeah. I have a name for it, but I won't speak it. <laughs> I think I know what it is, darling. <laughs> I think we all got it subliminally or something like that. <laughs> we got it yeah. over the way. Yeah. Um, I knew you were on my wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how we got it. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, that is good. <laughs> You're a smart mm -hmm. cookie, you know, Margaret. You're a smart little lady. Really. <laughs> I think this is called uh, exhaustion. <laughs> well, yeah, but our mind just goes places. I don't know. Huh. Huh. Tanya, these these people are getting desperate. So I'm wondering what's happening out there that's making them so desperate. I don't know, but I agree. Something's going on. Of course, I <laughs> I I wouldn't even say what I, why I think it is though. If I think it's I think it's calming down. It's getting desperate, but at the same time, a little bit of it seems to be changing. You know, some of the more yeah. severe, you know, damage that they've been doing. You know. Seems to be likely, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I'll probably regret saying that, but, you know. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that that is the case. Um, the important thing is that the um, those 23 people that won their case against the FBI. Yes. They can take that down to their local city and county level. Yes. To pursue um, restitution for all their losses and for them not protecting them. 
Yes. It's about, oh, boy, that's such a good point, Margaret, you know, the fact that this is going, not only are they not protecting us, they are advancing this cause against us, you know, like the FBI, um, you know. The interesting thing is they're aiding them. Exactly. The The local law enforcement, and I'm not saying every one of them are assisting, but... I will tell you that the local law enforcement is assisting these. Mm-hmm. I found a good name for them today when I was looking up uh, information. Um, they actually are criminals, true criminals. Yep. I mean, this is what they call them today is that criminals under an arm of protection. Yeah. Yeah. It is so amazing to me that and all the people that I've heard on these calls and and believe me, uh, there is a filter there that I use when I say that because I know there's perps that have spoken on the calls. Um, yes. What is very interesting is that there's no way, and pardon me, it's like when it snows in hell that they could be uh, a terrorist. There is no person, no TI on these calls that I feel like could be a terrorist in right. any or any imagination. Yeah. And even that, I mean, even that should speak volumes when when people look at us. Yeah. So I find it. Yes. I find it a game. I don't find this as any, any way reality of fighting terrorists in the United States. This is a game for the men to play and women because I have women stalkers for them to play. And I mean, I don't know if the hunger game started or, I mean, I don't, I don't know the new TV shows I'm not familiar with, but say all about stalking people or something of the same nature is what my cousin was telling me, that some of the TV programs now are mimicking exactly what I told her. Huh. So I found that very strange. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's... I've seen something new. Yeah, I think there's something new coming up. But, you know, I I couldn't, I can't remember the name, but it was like, whoa, this is becoming really well known because it's on TV, Um, you know, in a series. If they make a program about it, it's pretty wide known. Yeah. Yes. When you think about the library... Uh, if you go to the library, they track everything you do because they've been told 
that you are under surveillance. When you when you go to your bank, your bank knows that you're under surveillance. And when you go to yes. the post office, they know you're in, under surveillance. So how many other organizations, well, I was told that even the grocery stores know that you're under surveillance. So... How do these people, how are they informed? If there is written documents that has uh, informed um, businesses or, or, you know, we're on a list that's being distributed to 650 businesses, um, yes. that yes. would be great evidence in the court. Uh-huh. Whoa, you're so right. Oh, my God. You are so right. If they, I, who can we get? But right they tell down. them, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, they tell. Down. Yeah, I like it. But they tell them if they tell us, they will be arrested, which is a crock. There's no crime about telling us because there's no legitimate law being. I mean, it's all such a. Well, smoke there's screen. no law being upheld. They're not upholding exactly. any law because we're we're not criminals. We've done nothing wrong. That, that is so um, fake, fake, fake. <laughs> it's all fake. I just think it's it's a way for them to have a game that pulls together a society that enjoys putting hurt on another person. Maybe I don't know. But they have to be a society that have already compromised their morals, their ability to uh, think future this could happen to them. Well, don't you it, also give it, Margaret, don't you, you know, these letters, these notifications, I, I think they require, they demand cooperation. And if they don't cooperate or they tell us, then they're in big legal trouble kind of thing. I think they use a lot of threats and intimidation, frankly. Well, I'm scared that they threaten them that they'll be next. You know, they'll be yeah. in this in this hunger game with us. Yep. I mean, boy, you know, when I saw Hunger Games, I thought, whoa, my God. You know, it so says what we talk about, except a little extreme, yeah. but still interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes. <clears throat> but um, I I never watched Star Wars or any of those movies. Uh, frankly, yeah, not not interested. My my kind of guy is uh, I don't know if you uh, watched Hacksaw Hill or not, but no. he was conscientious <laughs> objector, and he was the only conscious objector that got the Congressional Medal of Honor. He um, he saved a hundred guys without a gun, uh, and he brought them to safety by himself. And he climbed up this bank where he was out in the wide open, and they were firing at him all the time. He did this, but he never carried a gun in the military because he was a conscientious objector. But man, what a guy! I'd love to meet huh. him. 
<laughs> yeah. That was was that was that World War Two? That was a good yeah. movie. Hacksaw Hill. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw the movie. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. That was a miracle. It was amazing. Really. Yeah, he was a beautiful um, person. Yeah. He's probably gone now. But it was it was a real guy. That's what is so amazing about it. Mhm. Yeah. Somebody somebody heard his story and uh, they made that movie. But um, the thing is, you know, my father was in World War Two. Yeah. What makes us? Yeah. When your dad is getting older, but. Uh, the year before he passed away, it said 1,100 World War II uh, soldiers are dying every day. And I yeah. You know, I was, um, my dad was in the shore patrol in New Orleans during that because his brother died on the USS Arizona in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. After right. those, there were five. There were five brothers that got killed at, at, all at one time. They were all in the right. same unit, so they didn't. They decided not to um, send uh, brothers as much, you know, as they had been doing. They just sent everybody at first, and um, yeah. so when they all, everybody volunteered, but um, he was ending up in the shore patrol. But what got me was, I mean, for 62 years, my daddy mourned him, and the news oh. came out. It was the it was the History Channel came out with the story that, um, you know, that Pearl Harbor could have been avoided, that, um, you know, it didn't have to happen, that the people in Washington had heard about it and they were sitting on their hands. And it's just so many stories like that. I felt so bad. What I did was on that, I think it was the 60th anniversary or 50th anniversary, something like that, I sent to Pearl Harbor where the um, they flew a flag over over the Arizona Memorial, and then you could get it and take it back. So I gave it to my dad, and he had just seen it, and he was already an invalid by then, and he just kind of threw yeah. it down. I felt so oh. bad for him because that was. Uh, I know. Yeah. It, it broke his heart that people died. They, they, yeah. they died when they could have been saved. No. Yeah, it, it might have never happened. The only thing is, I don't know what would have happened to the world if we hadn't gotten into World War II. I mean, you know, we we saved the world. The United we States did. did that. We did. Yeah. yeah. We did. And I, I guess my father the whole was, idea was... Uh, Go ahead. My father was actually a maintenance huh. guy on airplanes. And uh, he was... He was quite the guy. Kept, yeah. Kept the bombers going. Oh yeah. A lot of stories come out like that you yeah. don't know about until very late. So. But um, your your father, how old was he when he passed? He was eighty-six. His brother was a twin brother. So they were identical twins, and that's what hurt so much for him. I remember when you know, Mother said, uh, "Yeah, I'm sorry." What'd you say? They 
they say that identical twins actually can feel each other's pain. Oh, yeah. He said when they were children, they could just be walking along together and somebody, one react to something that the other was thinking. You know, like if you'd say something like that, that's a pretty girl or, you know, or I'd like to steal that watermelon or something, you know, whatever it was. And the other one would <laughs> react to it. You know? It was funny that they could. They were very close. My mother it's said, funny that you would say steal that watermelon because back in their day, that was a big deal. That was a big deal yeah. to steal a watermelon. <laughs> I know it. It was. It was. And, and they yeah. thought they were so clever getting away with it. <laughs> Right. And look at where we are today. <laughs> I know. It's a different world. I, I'm glad I'm not going to be in the next part of the world. I'm, I'm glad I got to live in that early time, you know, and know people like that. People who lived in a world that doesn't have this kind of, uh, oh, this kind of problem. It doesn't seem yeah. to be getting better with it worse, I guess. I agree with you so much. I agree with you that I am so grateful that when I was a child, we we made playhouses. We we really entertained ourselves. We had a great life. Yeah. I know it. And we made it up ourselves. We didn't have to have. I remember. I remember when my little nieces came along. You had to have the toys all the time, right there in front of them. You know, and I thought, let them make up something. You know, let them just get out there and we used to eat. Let their imagination go. Yes, exactly. And no sense in trying that anymore. We built, we built little towns. We built we built the drugstore. We built the um, we built the hospital. We did all kinds of things. <laughs> And we were taking one of the brothers or sisters to the hospital all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't you love to great. be the nurse? <laughs> I liked being the nurse. That was the one I wanted all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the imagination, but their access to information is so much better than what we had. Um, yeah. I know that if they're doing projects now, they can, you know, at the click of a button, they can have information in front of them and um, in any question they have, they can get them asked immediately. It's it's just amazing, all the it technology. Really I was just thinking about, there was a book that came out in the 60s, that 50s, or maybe 60s, because I heard about it in the 60s. My art teacher said I should read this book called Understanding Media, and I got to thinking about the change. You know, it hasn't been, but just a little over, just a little over a hundred years ago, pe- the the way people learned things was through the written word. It was either newspaper or books, you know. And then they finally right. got radio. Then there was radio, and then there was television, and that was coming along when I was around. And then we got computers, and now we've got cell phones, <laughs> and you know, it's just gone. I think it, I'm afraid it's gone too far, but it really is very different, and it's enjoyable as much as it is dangerous, you know, so we've exactly. got um, a totally yeah, different exactly. world. And in 100 years, that's just amazing to me. 
and people were yeah, riding horses. <laughs> yeah. Taking. Ooh, Absolutely. Uh, my uh, my father tells a story about the first radio in his community. Um, uh-huh. They they had a, a small community, and there was a lady that uh, inherited a lot of uh, money, I think, and she got the first radio. And so on Saturday night, she opened her house to listen to the radio. They they um, uh-huh. charged they charged the battery driven radio. They charged the battery, <laughs> and they would they would run that radio. My dad said until until the station went off the air on Saturday night. And he said the whole community showed up. I bet so. You'd have a... And that was a... Yeah, that was a hundred years ago. It was a hundred years ago. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I remember, I was a little girl then, but I remember the guy down the street, was he was really into electronics and everything. And uh, did that know what is that? Huh? Is that me? You say a noise? I'm typing. Yeah. Typing on my journal. Okay, I'll silence myself for a minute. I, just... I don't think it's you. It sounds like a big oh. wind or something. It's not. Oh, okay. Like... I was just talking about the guy down the street from us in the little town we were lived in. And uh, he's the first one who got a television. And I remember we all went down there to look at his television. And the screen was about. 12 by 12, you know, and all it shows <laughs> yes. were these, these two guys giving the news, and they were way back in the distance, and they were sitting there, you know, behind the behind the table there giving the news, and I thought, this is television just for the birds, you know, I thought <laughs> I could do something else instead of watching. Spanky and the gang bad. wasn't on, Spanky and the gang wasn't on then, was it? <laughs> No, that was still in the movies, you I think. That cartoon, Spanky and the Gang? I think my mother, that was when mother was a little girl. And she liked, she liked those. Oh, oh, you mean the little rascal guys? Yeah. Those little rascals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I thought they were That's great. Little thing. My mother did. <laughs> mother said when she was a little girl, I mean, this is back in the 20s. No earlier than the 20, and I don't know when that was. Yeah, 20. She said that uh, she watched The Little Rascals at a movie, and she went home, and she decided to run away, and she took a handkerchief, and she tied it on this stick, and she walked down the street because she thought she was running away, just like one of those little guys did. You know, it's funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they were doing that all the time. <laughs> I'm leaving town or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, things have really, really gone too fast for me. Yeah, me too. Well, um, what did y'all think about the guy that Ella had on tonight? I, th- um, I just heard part of her. <clears throat> What's his last name? Did you get his last name? I don't know. Name? No, I only knew it was, his first name was John. Yeah. yeah I didn't know his last name either. 
But um, he said he had his own web page, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he's got a website, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't talk too much about what was going on with PIs as much as he was talking about the past. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know for sure what was happening. I didn't agree with him on much, but that's okay. Yeah, I I just listened. Um, I thought he was covering some history, you know, that we wouldn't have been privileged to otherwise. The Hinckley story, the Marilyn Monroe story, the yeah, you know. But I was kind of interested in what brought him to be a T.I., and that was the bribe that was given to someone, I think, in the amount of $250,000 to allow them to bring 153 illegals across the border. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first part. The uh, part I heard was, I think he he has been with the Secret Service, but he was talking about... Assassination, the assassination could have been prevented or something. And uh, let's see, the threat was somewhere else. And they decided not to do it there. I don't remember where he said, I won't say. And he said they changed it for Dallas. So that's when it, and I don't know who he's talking about when he said they. And then he said, I could have prevented um, the attempt on Reagan's life. But he said something happened there that got shifted around so I don't know what uh, I, I guess it was just Secret Service that he's been with but he seemed to know a lot so right and I don't know what his uh, job was on the border of Mexico do you he uh-uh. had a job no, there I can't remember. yeah I was after that I came in after that <clears throat> but it was interesting but I, I kind of got lost in all the stories I did too. <laughs> too many. Too much. Did, did anybody ask many calls? I mean, did many people have questions for him? Um, it seemed like there were a number. Um, Melinda had had them. Um, I don't know. Did you did you hear Lonnie? I heard Melinda, Melinda that, asked a lot about Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they had some pretty. I was trying to lock up the garage and do all this other stuff. So I was listening, but not um, closely. Let, Melinda yeah. kept mentioning different movie stars, you know, and he yeah. could, no. he knew all about all about their stories. So that worked out well. And then somebody else asked, uh, "What was it? Oh, about you know the." The child molester that just died in in prison, in jail. Yeah, you know, he talked about yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. He talked about why he, he didn't think it was suicide, or why the, he, he thought they Seems killed like, him. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And everybody's got a theory. I've heard so many theories on that. I'm not sure, but um, he said he may even be alive <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, that guy's got so much money. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What what he what could he not buy him way his way out of never oh. mind. 
yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> enough money for everything. Anything. Well, there's a theory that said he didn't die, that they took him out of prison because yeah. he paid them off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. when will we ever know the truth? I don't know that we ever will. I don't either. I would have had to have seen his body and checked his DNA <laughs> yeah. before I would believe this stuff. It's ridiculous. I agree. Am I still on here, or did they? Yeah, you're on. Oh, thank you. Okay, just checking. I'm getting rid of old emails, of which I have many. I'm trying to clean that out right now while I'm listening to you guys. Good girl. Cool. I can't. I can't even get rid of my email address. I haven't been to check it for two years. <laughs> well, I bet they. I bet they love you. <laughs> That's oh, great. I know they did. <laughs> well, they locked it up, and I don't remember anything about it anyway. So, yeah, I hope nobody. Well, you know, because they're not getting back. Comcast, <laughs> yeah, really, it wasn't important. Comcast sent me a, a, a an email. It, it said it was from well, Xfinity. They said it was from that company, but it said you must contact us within 24 hours to confirm your account. We will want your social security number, your driver's license uh -oh. number for your sake. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, it was like five days ago you know, because I don't read my emails. And they said, you must do it by in 24 hours or your account will be frozen and never opened again. And so I, I, mean, I didn't even see it. So I didn't do anything. And what do, what do you know? It's just working just fine. They're trying everything they can to get his... <laughs> Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I love those threats. It's crazy. Is anybody here, do you go to LinkedIn? You know, that group? I think that, that's one. It's weird. That's one, what? Isn't that the one? Isn't that the one that James Waco was on? I, I used don't to know. get emails from him. Yeah. It was on that at one time. And then somebody else, oh, some other, you know, uh, site on uh, YouTube says LinkedIn. And, yeah, and that's I, the only two yeah. times I've heard of it. I, yeah. I don't think they do anything. I I get emails from people that, that tried to connect. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. They want, want me to join or something? It's like, oh, okay. I'm not even sure, you know. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know them, but okay. Crazy. Uh -uh. <laughs> That's crazy. Huh. Okay. How many emails a day do you guys get, do you think? I've been checking on pretty regularly. Oh, and, man. And I, I blocked a lot of stuff. I'm only getting about 15 a day. Really? Boy, I'll tell yeah. you, I... I blocked, um, <clears throat> I keep blocking them and they keep coming through anyway. Like, who cares? <laughs> Cracks. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they know that you're not going to report them and they know they're not going to pay a fine. 
Um, it what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Midge is so cute. Get all these emails. Bless her heart. She's just so involved. I just love her for that, you know. Well, besides that, she's an adorable person. But I just love that she's so involved in this, you know, targeted justice and and, and the new, you know, what's going on in Washington, D.C. And it's just wonderful what she's doing, you know, with she and obviously Richard. Yeah. I'm so glad. Oh, man. Uh, connecting it. Well, I like the fact that people are going in different directions with it, you know, and that's important, I think. Like Ella with the billboards and, you know. Yeah. uh, Yeah, taking good solid steps forward is so important, you know. And the different media is important, too. Radio, flyers, you know? Yeah. Do you, you say, Go ahead. Go ahead. Nothing uh, question. Did you go say, ahead. Were you talking to Patrick earlier? Did you say? Oh, me? Yeah. Something about, somebody said something about Patrick, but um, there, yeah, I think there was I said an something. article. In, okay. Yeah. Well, he was, he was very, very, very interested in the, you know, the uh, China uh the uh-huh. embassy, you know, China problem thing. And um, there was a really, really, really good article in this newspaper called the Epoch Times. And it uh-huh. just came this week. And starting on the front page, and then it's got a huge page in inside, all about how China, uh, people in China, thousands in China had been uh, under mind control technology. Har- you know, harassing this exactly the same way that I've heard people talk for years. Exactly the same same thing going on here as it was over there. And they know, of course, there who's doing it because it's, the government's the only people on the game in town there. So they're, um, But the article is really good. And I'm hoping that there's some kind of connection made, you know, as to what's going on over there, as to what's going on over here. It said things like he got into a room he was. Um, he got a lot of the V2K stuff. One one of the people did. Uh, let's see what was it. And he said he got into a room. He did a lot of research, and he got into a room that had uh, metal radio, um, some kind of for radio waves, something, whatever, some kind of metal. And he said it blocked it completely, and that worked for him. And yeah. what else did it talk? About? Just things that. Um, People have been trying to figure out here. They were trying to figure out there, and everybody has a, um, trying to figure out why they they were targeted. It's just uh, fascinating. But I think that would be a really good news organization that would uh, deal with it because they deal with things that other people don't usually deal with. And like us, <laughs> we're, we're kind of a no-no for a lot of it. Anyway, I thought Uh-oh. actually we'd get on to it. Oh, we got a breather? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Uh-oh, you guys. 
oh, I got another, somebody's writing me a big game about the fact that they want to send something like 9 million plus to my bank account. All I have to do first is give them my bank account number. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh, oh haven't you? Oh, my. Deal. Oh, I've been getting these letters at least, at least three times a year for years. They say, oh, you missed it again. Yeah. We we still have your money for you. Okay, thank you. I just. <laughs> I think that kind of a that kind of bribe is on the same you know level of mentality as the guy who stole the camera and took a picture of himself. You know, <laughs> take, taking the camera. You hear about him? Yeah. No, that's priceless. That's mm-hmm. great. I want to ask one thing though. Why do you suppose we get we get letters and re- emails from from people that are running for Congress, like in another state, you know, and they're writing that to us for for donations? I I don't know. It just seems mm-hmm. like you know I don't mind donating to my congressperson, but not everybody in the country, you know. I don't, get, I don't know. quite understand that. <laughs> I got there was somebody I liked in California, and I, if I'd had any money, I would have donated to him. But he was on some kind of a committee, you know, that was doing yeah. work that I liked. So uh, they know what you like. <laughs> somebody somebody knows. All these <laughs> databases know something about you. Wow. So I thought, oh. Yeah, if you listen to to um, <laughs> Edward Snowden, they know everything. They know when you call your doctor. Well, they know the number, so they look up the doctor real fast. That kind of, you know. They know where you're going right. when you're... When you're talking to your mother in the in the hospital, which is specifically for cancer, you know that sort of thing. They find all of your everything, everything. You know. That's Margaret, you still there? Old. Yeah. Did Margaret leave us again? Margaret. Uh-huh. They kick her off. She had a big truck that parked near her. I'm wondering what that was. She wasn't sure what it was. Bless her heart. That's unusual. Is that what? Yeah, I think she thought it was like a military truck or something like, you know, um, oh. with big bright lights and doing something. You know, I, I just worried about her a little bit. Maybe if she was still here, you know. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, David, what you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just deleting what? emails. I'm just deleting emails. Oh, okay. That's my big project for the night. Really? You got a lot of emails to delete? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little annoying. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, if you're going to go through each and every one of them, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, it is. Especially when you keep removing yourself from their website and they put you right back on. You know, they don't care. You have to get some FCC laws or something, but I don't know. So what are you doing? Did you just wait? Did you just come back? Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, I'll do for a little while. Yeah. 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 Huh. Oh man, everybody, 
and their brother wants make wants money from you, wants a donation, you know. Annoying. So what were you doing tonight, David? Just laying in my closet. I started Aww. listening to Frank. I started listening to Frank Allen's show, but his guest started sounding like he was bullshit. So I got tired of hearing that after about I don't know when they went to commercial. I left. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, I'm sorry. You're still sleeping in your closet. <laughs> I feel bad before you. Really? Yeah, I I hope so. Well, I wish that wasn't happening to you. That's not fair. Yeah. Lonnie, do you know David? I don't know if she's still here with us. Yeah, I'm listening. (laughs) There you are. I had to plug. Hey, David, you sleep in your closet. Yeah. Okay. I was reading this. There's this guy in China. Who had the same trouble, you know, as as a lot of TIs. I don't know what your situation is, but he used, uh, let's see, newspaper printing metal plates, which can block electromagnetic uh, waves, and he covered the walls and the ceiling and the floor, and it worked, you know. Wow. Oh wow. Well, uh, that was. Wow, I think it was for I know. That'd be pretty good. Huh. Anyway. Do any of you guys shop on mute. shop for Amazon? Did you shop on Amazon? <laughs> they keep they Not keep me. sending you well they send you notices of of what uh, you know, you have packages coming, but they don't tell you what's in them. So it's like you know something's coming. You just don't know what it is. It cracks me. Up. Seems kind of useless, is all. I decide to say that. So David, how big is your how big is your closet? Probably like I don't know. Probably like five by eight, maybe. Oh. Well, yeah. you've got. You've got something to listen to, right? What do you mean? I mean, you've got something you could do in there, like listen to things. Or do you have a TV in there? Oh no, I don't have a TV in there. I got rid of my I got rid of my cable service because I wasn't watching it. Yeah. I watch Fox News for a couple hours a day. Sometimes, other than that, nothing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I got bored with it. Yeah, it does get a little old. My mother. Same. Go ahead. No, you know what it was. What really, what it really was was I'd be watching. I'd watch the ID channel. I like to watch these murder mysteries and stuff. And I watch yeah. them all forty-five minutes. I'd watch it. I'd watch the program, and then when it comes about down to like the last five, ten minutes, and I start, I start having all kinds of problems watching the show. They'd have all kinds of like distortion. The show would blink out and I missed the ending, the conclusion of the story, like the sentence of the murderer and shit. Things like that. A lot of that was happening. A lot yeah. of interference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, screw it. I wasted, 40, I wasted almost an hour of my time and I now I gotta like wait till like later to 
try to catch the last 10 minutes of it when they replay it to find out what happened. Yeah. You can do a Google search. If you know the killer's <laughs> name, I guess you could do a Google search. <laughs> yeah, at least you could watch the end of it, right? Bless his heart. <laughs> My mother uh, used to sleep in the closet when they got older and Daddy started snoring a lot. And he had these bad dreams. And one time, this is kind of funny, but one time, uh, she's leaned, you know, she's got her back to him, and he is having this dream about doing. He used to, as a kid, he grew up in on a farm, and he used to plow the fields. And he slapped her on the bottom and said, "Get up, Nellie." And mother, so mother put this little uh, twin bed in the in the closet, and she sat in the closet there for. The rest of their marriage. You know? Oh my! <laughs> I mean, that, they were pretty old. They had been married for fifty something years after that. But anyway, that was funny. He just started having wild dreams, you know. Um, so she thought, none of this. <laughs> I'm going to mute for a while. I'll listen to you, but I got to go do some stuff in the okay. in the house here. Okay. Okay. F-O-I-A. What's going on, Mr. Linda? Well, I'm just, goodness, eight or or Karen Romero said the other night on a call that the the letters they send are national security letters that they send out to your neighbors and other people to that alert them that you're under whatever watch. They also tell the recipient that if they mention it to us, they will be arrested. Um, this is really an interesting way to get people to cooperate, and I think they do that a lot. I've never thought about that before, but she was talking about it. She researched it. She found the information. She talked to a lawyer. No, they cannot do that to us, you know? It's very interesting. Yeah, once that stuff gets out there, man, you're screwed. Yes. You know, well, yeah, but hopefully we can shut them down. I mean, hopefully there's a way we can, like, do a FOIA request or find something, find a way to get a hold of that, because that needs to be exposed. I mean, maybe Edward Snowden knows about it. I don't know, but that's that's really good information, you know? Yeah. Obama came out in 2013. Remember uh-huh. that? No, you got cut out a little bit. Obama what? I said Obama went spastic when Edward Snowden came out in like 2013. I, yeah, I guess he was fighting against that, and that disappoints me. Biden was also... I don't know why. Well, I didn't expect uh-huh. him to be that way. I didn't expect Obama to be like that. That's what he's all about. Mass surveillance, mind control, that's what he's all about. I think we should send FOIA requests to somebody about these, the national security letters to get information about them. See, See what we can come up with. This is good stuff. Yeah. Ah, 
because that's great stuff. But we do need to, you know, that's one, one of the great things that Richard Lighthouse does is he gets all this information going, you know? I think it's great. I mean, he goes, he finds out, he asks questions, he digs into stuff, does great research, you know? I just think it's going to be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, things are moving. People are moving forward. You know? I think... Oh, come on. Go ahead, sorry. I'm just we, got some good, we got some good news earlier to President Trump. Yeah? That? What yeah. good news was that? What good news was that? Then that transcript get released? They're not going to be able to go through with the impeachment on the Ukraine phone call? I don't know what happened. What do you think it got? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I don't have to hear about the ridiculousness anymore. Yeah, that's pretty lame that uh, so many can two more yeah well these are what yeah but this is what whistleblower um, protection is about is to let people know if someone's if someone's threatening our stability you know I don't know. Whatever. That's right, Linda. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, doing that put him in a position to be blackmailed or to be having another country have power over him. You know, like exposing that. Um, that's too bad, I, I think. I have trouble with it. But I, I'm not sure that they're done looking into this. Oh, they, they did go on there. Jesus, they just got back. From something, and now they're on a two-week break again. <laughs> I don't get it. Congress is. I don't get that. Well, uh, okay. Uh, we'll see. So far, so fair. <laughs> I'm not sure what that. What did that mean? It's pretty despicable. What is? Putting pressure on another country? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Can't do it. You can't. <laughs> we, um, we can't um, use, you can't use our tax money to, I don't know, never mind, never mind. 
So what's that, Linda? Well, to say to well, never mind. We're gonna we're not going to agree on this, so not to worry. You know. Go ahead and say it anyway. It doesn't matter if no. we agree or not. Go no. ahead. I don't feel like I don't feel like getting into it tonight, David. Sorry, getting a little late. I was just wondering what the waste of the tax money was. That's all. Well, I'm not saying he's wasting it. I'm saying using it, using tax money to to put pressure on tax money that's already been approved of for their for their security because they are always trying to fight against Russia. And he held that um, he held that money up. I mean, he 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 supposedly gave other reasons. This is why I held it up because. They're a crooked country, and I, I don't know. I just don't. I just would like him. To, I don't believe he tells the truth. That's all. That's all. But no big deal. That is true. It, it is very hard. Um, gang stalking, um, coming over with people's brains with with uh, remote neural monitoring. <laughs> it's very hard. Who's doing that? What? That's not that's Marcus. Yeah, that's good old Marcus here. Yeah. Hey Marcus. Marcus hey, David. did you watch that did you watch that Tales from the Crypt episode? About V two K? No, I was supposed to, but I never did. Huh. It's on YouTube, man. It's only like 20 minutes. You should check it out, man. It's kind of funny. Huh. What's the name of it called again? For Crying Out Loud. <laughs> For Crying Out Loud. <laughs> right. Do you remember that old comedian that passed away in the early 90s, like right when he came up, Sam Kennison? Uh-huh. He died? That's right. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. passed away like how long after he like I don't know yeah. got big yeah, yeah I, like natural they say natural causes I don't know if he like maybe yeah. a drug overdose but, but he is the guy that does the V2K voice in that Tales from the Crypt episode it's pretty good yep. it's funny huh. you should check huh. it out it's on YouTube if you want to watch right it right on well, let's do yeah, it man, man. Let's, 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 yeah. let's have a, a slave show let's do it Amen, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, Linda, how much money? Yeah, go ahead. How much? What? How much money are we talking about? With what? Well, oh, to Russia. Well, it was to it was to the other country, but uh, West Russia is a country that needs protection from Russia. We were, I think we're talking about just a little under four hundred million dollars or billion. I'm not sure which. A lot of money. So I think maybe maybe it was three hundred ninety million. I don't know. A lot of money. What about that hundred and fifty billion? That's how much it was. I don't know. No. Talking about Obama to Iran for those four oh, hostages. No, that was their money. It was their money that we'd already taken. We used it, uh, or we we used it for, as sanctions. But it was their money we were keeping. 
All he did was release the release the money that was already there. You know? Trust me. That one ain't no. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what um definitely distinguished um battered down. I've been battered down so bad that I don't even know how to talk anymore. I, I can't even talk anymore. Yes, you can. I know you're in a bad, bad spot, though. I'm sorry. No. So what else? So what are you doing tonight, Marcus? Uh, just chilling here, um, listening to uh, the calls on the tonight. I've been drinking alcohol. Yeah. I've been drinking uh, yeah. lots of alcohol tonight. So yeah. I don't know what, what else to say. What else? What else? What else is there? Right. You know, the first, this is, I, I should not even say this, but for the first time in a lot of years, I have not, um, I, I have at times felt like drinking. I don't want to feel like that at all. Yeah. I heard that. No, oh, <laughs> I think you. <laughs> yeah. you got you got too yeah. many years under your belt. Good girl. Yes, I right do. Here. And I would not <laughs> be here if I kept drinking the way I was. So you know, it is what it is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna you again. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Ah. Did you know that Sarah Palin and Todd Palin are getting divorced? I just thought to add that. I know. Is that a group or what is that? What did I just say? <laughs> I just said something. What? 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 Sarah Palin's divorce? Yeah. Yeah, they'll talk to you even if you're getting a divorce. That's what? It was just That's in. It was just. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was just in an email, not not particularly big. It just, you know, I thought, oh. what the hell, you know. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I just was updating people <laughs> about the payments. 
certainly a group we want to. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is, are there a lot of people here? Oh, Margaret, you still know. there? Margaret. Oh, yeah. She's still yeah. here. Wow. <clears throat> I'm listening. Hi. You all have very <laughs> nice voices. Very nice voices. Thank you. When I first got on these calls, I would listen to them so I could go to sleep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank God that we have these calls. I don't, if I hadn't have found Ryan's call, the late call, I yeah. think I would have cried up to sleep every night. Oh, yeah. I was struggling. I was struggling to make it back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. They could change. I'm, uh, they're giving me tinnitus tonight. And they change from one ear to the other to the other. Okay, guys, I know you're there. Cracks me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are we really going there? Bake my cake. They what? Bake my cake. Yeah. Bake just... my cake. Yeah, <laughs> that is important. <laughs> All right. Oh, take it across the street. That's where they are. Oh, I know. You know? They're... Yeah. The guys that are hammering me are... One is sitting in the east and one is sitting in the west. Yeah, really? East to west. Yeah. yeah. East to west meaning from your, you, you mean, from, what do you mean? <laughs> one, is, one is on yeah. the east side of the house and the other one is ah. on the west side. Gotcha. And tonight they've got those machines going and it is horrific. Yes. It is horrific. I'm sorry. But Jesus. Uh, what happened? I've been dancing. I've been dancing with them for the last thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it, but we're dancing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, boys, keep it up, right? <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's all right. <laughs> Poor little midge. She's so cute. Yeah, have you all heard from her today? Yeah, we talked a little bit. Yeah. She's you know, she's busy with her she's busy with her um, you know, grandkids, bless her heart. Her daughter got home, which is cool, you know. Um so she's spending time with her. But but she that's a she yeah. Bless her heart. It's a great distraction to have that old chore. It's what? Help with it's a great distraction to have uh, grandchildren that you help with because it keeps your mind yes. so busy. Yeah, the, the interaction with the little ones and their smiles and kind of brings you up, you know? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't know though. I, I don't, my son doesn't talk to me. What, hon? What? I got to, I got to see my two little ones this week, uh, and uh, oh, they they just cuddle with me. They're five and six, and uh, uh, they just say, "Oh, Grammy, I want awful. to live with you. I want to uh, stay with you." Oh, 
Little do they know. They're, they're, <laughs> you yeah, know? They, you don't want to get tired of here. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> they, they loved the farm. You know, when I had the farm, they loved it. They, yeah. um, we always had little uh, baby rabbits and little baby chicks and things for to yeah. you know, spend so they love that. They miss oh. it. They miss it. Yeah, but you do too. You know. Yeah, I, I do. I I can't help it. Can't help it. It's such a good uh, thing to be involved with. Yeah. And, uh, so healthy to to see new life and things grow. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Well, okay, now, Nikki. Yeah, go ahead, honey. I was just going to be silly. Go ahead. I, I like you being silly. Um, no, <laughs> I was just saying, I, I wish we had some good stuff in the news. We just keep hearing all the junk, and I'm just so, yeah. um, I'm really, I'm concerned because all the issues that are in Washington for the, congressmen and the senators to get handled none of that's being handled this is all you know sidebar you know they're doing this other stuff that has nothing yeah. to do with the american people it just has to do with um you know retaliations or or um you know just it's just political and it's not it's not doing america any good so I I hope they I hope they um, straighten this out real quick and get on get on with the whatever yeah. they're going to do. I I don't care what they do at this point. I'm just sick of it. Yeah. But yeah. I I would love I would love to see them do something about health care. I'd love to see yeah. them do something about um all the veteran stuff I, I'd love to see them get the veterans straightened out I don't know if they're they're supposed to be investigating the hospitals um, all of them and realigning the uh, leaders in the VA yeah it would be nice yeah and that I, I'm hoping done. that, uh, that uh, we do make sure that Everybody has affordable um, health care. I, I really hope that gets done. I, and I don't know what they have to do to make that happen. Um, and, I, and I honestly did, didn't get affected by Obamacare. I did not get affected by that. But yeah. um, I, wa- I wonder if it's still working. Um, huh. Well, I think it is. I don't know. I, I they froze my mail. Okay, I I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard about it. You know, stopping. Have you? Well, I heard some people couldn't afford health care, and they had to just opt out, and they don't have health care. Oh, really? They couldn't well, afford. Think, yeah. Yeah. They couldn't afford it under Obamacare. Oh wow! 
Oh, wow. I don't know how many of them are out there. I don't know how big, how wide range it is. I don't know the particulars. Well, that's too bad. If that shut them down, if it was too expensive, is that the thing? It was too, I'm trying to get my... It went went up so much that they, they couldn't afford to keep it, yeah. Oh, that's that's too bad. That's really too bad because I think it was that was the whole idea was for they you know they just froze my computer. I I could hear the sound, but I gotta uh, I, I gotta shut down. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I can't. Okay. It, All right. it won't let me. Okay. I'll be right back. I think a lot of it has to do with the greed of the insurance companies. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. But I, I sure am feeling the pain for those people that, because we were talking at, at my aunt's house this afternoon. There, I, I haven't had a doctor's appointment that was under $100 in years. So I, I wonder how much it is for people that don't have insurance. I can't imagine can't imagine how much they're having to pay out of their pocket. Probably quite a bit. But then again, it was kind of a bad idea to get the insurance companies in the middle of it anyway, because every time you add another layer, you know, they got to gouge the consumer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But... That's not even being addressed now. That's kind of on the back burner. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Right now, all it is is, let's see, uh, dog and pony show or something like that. I mean, all it is is a big distraction. I call it sidebar because we're not interested in it. I mean, for heaven's sakes, Go ahead and impeach him and get a president in there that can do the job. I don't even care anymore. I'm so sick of it. So sick of um, all these actions that people are taking and um, making life miserable for all of us. America, I mean, this is going to split America wide open if they don't cut it out. Yeah, well, let's face it. We haven't had a decent president since Kennedy, and they killed him for trying to tell the people the truth. Yes, that's true. I I cried that day. I cried when he died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bobby Kennedy, too. I mean, I think Bobby would have made a fine president also. Yeah. I think they were... I think they're on the right road. I do believe that. Hey, at least he tried to warn the American people what was going on. But Exactly. Well, they've gone down that road uh, a far piece now. I mean, we're feeling the effects of it. They've gone oh, yeah. down that road a lot. Yeah. And, uh, hey, at this point, they'd probably one, be better off 
grabbing just any old person off the street, take all the politicians out of there and just grab people off the street and say, okay, you got four years to fix it. Let's see what you can do. Right, right. At least they're not going to be, hopefully they got you got somewhat of a chance of them not being owned and not being bought, you know? Exactly. And that and that's what we need. We need somebody yeah. that can't be that won't compromise justice for all that will stand up to other countries and let them that we're not gonna be rolled over like marshmallows. Yeah, and let's face it, I, if they know I, that they're gonna have to live in the world that they create in four years they might do a little better yeah. job than these people that have exactly. no concept. Well, I think with the... Go ahead. None of the politicians in there now have any clue as what to what the average person goes through in normal day-to-day life because, you know, they got money out the ass, they're bought and paid for, so why would they care, you know? And there's no limit on how long they can stay in. Right. So they don't care. No. I'm... <sighs> I just thought America was better than this. I mean, when I found out I was targeted, I just couldn't believe this was America. I just... Yeah, it takes a while to get over the shock that you've been lied to yeah. your whole life. Right. And uh, I didn't know they were torturing people in America since 1974. Oh, it's Probably been before that, actually. It's been yeah. before that. Yeah, I believe it. They They started doing some of their shit back in 1953. I think I I read something where it said in 1954 an engineer was working on some of this voice-to-skull stuff. I don't remember who it was, but I read a lot about it. But, you know, I just... I don't know why the FBI and the Justice Department went along with this stuff. It's just beyond my understanding. Because they're all a part of it, that's why. Their own people. Yeah, but isn't it it strange that they're going to try and harm all these people of the United States? what are they going to do for laborers? What are they going to do for just the They got robots. Account? Oh, that's right. I forgot. There's a show coming on where the robots are coming in and taking over people's jobs in that store. <laughs> they oh, were yeah. advertising it tonight, and I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's what's coming next is that these people are going to have to watch a robot learn their job and then they're going to give them the pink slip after the training. <laughs> they're going to give oh, the humans yeah. the pink slip. Well, it's let's face quite, it, they don't have to pay the robots. 
That's right. They buy the robots, and the robots are theirs to maintain and uh, take care of. Or maybe they just rent them. Who knows? Who knows what it'll be like? (laughs) Yeah. If my father could hear this conversation, he would not believe it. (laughs) Yeah. He would not believe this. Uh, he was a he was a little boy during the depression, and um, that you know there weren't many jobs. There was uh, plenty of food because they lived on the farm. But um, to earn extra money, they would clear land, and uh, they paid them ten cents a day working uh. hard labor. Ten cents a day and a great meal, he said, with, you know, ham and turkey. And they would have a great meal. And he said that was just fabulous. And he said everybody wanted to work uh, to clear the land for, uh, it was really actually for the rich people in the community. But they would work for ten cents a day and the food. It was so good during the Depression. And yeah. he just wouldn't believe, he wouldn't believe that there's going to be uh, computers doing manual labor and uh, cars that drive themselves. He he couldn't, probably couldn't fathom that we, we have been there, how far we've got. Yeah. But the, the trains drive themselves now. The conductor's just there in case trouble. Yeah. The trains are programmed. Yeah, true. Oh, if anybody's making iced tea, I'll have a glass. Was that Linda? Oh, I don't know. Is she back yet? I don't know. Somebody was shaking something, and it sounded oh, like that's... ice cube. Oh, no, that's probably me. I was doing seeds for the guys. Oh, okay. i mix them up a little bit. <laughs> that I usually have myself on mute because I'm usually... Trying to get shit done, but. Well, I'm glad you're talking tonight. Yeah. Are you from, where are you from? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. My favorite cheese comes out of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, um. It's starting to get cooler there, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't really have much a very warm summer either, so, you know. But, yeah, it's starting to get... Yeah, winter will be here soon. Yuck. So how cold is it in the mornings there already? It gets, it's been getting in the low 40s. Wow, wow. Well, we can't wait because here in Georgia, it's been in the 90s for almost two and a half months. Oh, I would, I would have traded you. 
<laughs> I'm not sure you would. Uh, they're considering. Oh, yeah, because I like it. <clears throat> I you, actually you like, like it hot? warmer. Oh, well, you would love this then because it has really been a scorcher. Scorcher summer. Yeah. Of course, they do have their weaponized weather, you know. Right. Oh. Right. I was going to ask Linda if we were getting very many new TIs because of all the, you know, publicity that's coming out. I thought maybe more TIs would come forward. I haven't heard anybody say. Yeah. I know there's been some new ones on the calls and stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I've been helping Ella with the calls, and um, most of the people that are calling in have already been on the calls, but they just have a bad day, some of them, really sad. And uh, they just need somebody to talk to to get through that day. Yeah. One lady was losing her... um, she was renting a room and she was losing her room and didn't know where she was going to go. I called her back and she had been, uh, the county had put her up in a hotel room for a, a few weeks, so she was safe again, you know. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, but most TIs struggle a lot. Oh, yeah. That's why I can't understand it. They keep having these people on some of the calls and they're always asking for money and it's like most TIs don't have any money, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's the wrong place to go to if they're looking for money because everybody's doing the best they can to get through this. Yeah. And uh, from what I what I see is they want to break you. They want to break oh, yeah. you every way. Yep. Basically, asset strip, take everything you got, and throw your life, and yeah. How long ago did you realize you were a TI? Um, I found out what the. I mean, shit was happening. I thought I was jinxed or had bad luck or whatever, you know. <clears throat> but uh-huh. I didn't find out until um, July of 2017. Wow. That it actually had a name, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a pretty horrible name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's better to know than not know, I think. Oh, I think we're the lucky ones. The ones that know yeah. are lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot I of wonder people how that don't have a clue. I wonder how many people are on the call. You know? I don't know. But, you know, like Ella's call, sometimes there's like 120 people on the call, but only yeah. a few people speak. 
You know, yeah. very few people speak up. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know how many's on here. Linda might be able to um, tell you when she comes back. I know she said she was coming back. Yeah, she'll come back. Just redo her computer or something. Yeah. The computer helps her keep up with the call. Yeah. But it's so wonderful that they have these late-night calls because when you can't sleep, it's so good to know that you can at least hear from people that understand what you're going through. Yeah. I thought I heard Linda. Maybe not. So are you still working? No. No. I'm not either. Who who was the gentleman that was on the call earlier? I think David was here. Oh, was he? Yeah, I thought I heard him. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know if you were on the call when I was, uh, I was reading a lot about the jammers today. And, oh. Uh, I was told that the jammer that we need is one that's between 3,600 or 36,000 per most of us is price range <laughs> but anyway um that that particular uh jammer is very expensive. I think it was like almost five thousand dollars uh. but i I also read down at the bottom that it's illegal to have them, that you can't have a jammer. Yeah, well, but, what do you think they're doing? Is that is what they're doing to us really legal? Yeah. Well, no, but they, they got it so far out of the price range for most of us, it's not can't do us any good anyway. That's right. You, know? you can't you can't purchase them. They're so expensive, you couldn't purchase them anyway. But I, I was just trying to figure out how can we how can we fight back and be legal fighting back? How, what can we do? I mean, is there any way? I heard uh, Karen Stewart say that if you kept the air in your house moving, in other words, have a high uh, 
Velocity fan, you know, going. Yeah. You said that you move the frequencies around and it's not um, as terrible with the yeah. lot of movement of the air. But I, I still am trying to find a way to interrupt the frequency and I yeah. have not found I haven't found anything that really works yet. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Are you getting direct energy weapons or which what's Yeah. I Yeah. Okay. Definitely do hit your pets too. Oh, they hurt mine. Yeah. I had to put both of mine down. Uh, But they were older, uh, 11 and uh, 13 years old. But uh, they were were tormenting them terrible. Uh, The little Cocker Spaniel, uh, she was totally blind. And then my big dog, he was... He was down in his back. They had done something to his back. He could barely walk. Yeah. Uh, they they actually killed all my animals. I had a farm, and they they killed them. Yeah, that's Yeah. I had beautiful palm turkeys and um, diff- different big, you know, birds, the guineas and the some ducks. Yeah. And they killed all of them. They killed all the animals. They're definitely evil. Yeah. Sick and demented. My father- and my father always said that if a person can kill animals, they can kill humans. But oh, yeah. not much in the two. Yeah, I think he was right. Yeah, I think he was. Those running this program definitely are evil and demented and sick. Yeah, I don't have any kind of. Yeah. Their consideration for human life is very low. Well, let's face it, their consideration for any life is really low since they want to depopulate everything so much. And they don't care, care. if it's human or animal life that they kill, they just want to kill stuff. And they're well, doing the it. interesting thing, uh, the people, you know, the people they have out here doing the actual acts of torture, those yeah. people are going to be killed. I mean, they're going to be eliminated too. Yeah, but so, they're not smart enough to realize it, are they? No. They can't they think be. That, you know, they're sure. they're told, oh, you, you're safe, you work for us, you can do whatever you want. 
and they're going to be the first ones thrown under the bus. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they may be put in the program because they may, um, you know, need to uh, quieten some of them down. Oh, yeah. But I do hope they get smart enough to do something, report some of it or something. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, sure Absolutely. is. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But do you have other TIs in Wisconsin that you can uh, correspond or, or talk to? Um, there's <clears throat> a couple of them, but most of them are kind of like far away. But I have talked to yeah. a couple of them on the phone. I know there's more than that, but a lot of them, you know, they're just basically trying to survive, so... Yeah. No. Yeah, do you have birds? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one with the birds. Me and oh, Mom okay. got birds. Okay, so that yeah, it sounded like the uh, rainforest there for a second. <laughs> yeah. I said yeah, I picked I love, the wrong place to live. Yeah, um, my, um, one of my goddaughters sent me a picture of and I can't think of the name of the bird, but it has aqua blue feet. And then there's oh. there's one that has bright red feet. And I'm talking about bright, bright blue and bright, bright red. And uh, they're they're just beautiful. I didn't even know there were um, birds that were colored like that on their feet. Yeah. And then they have. They have a few blue feathers on their on their um, backs and under their uh, throat. Mm. So it is a beautiful b- bird, and it looks it, it makes me think that it's tropical, you know, somewhere tropical. But yeah. it's so beautiful. Oh, that's uh, cool. I'd never seen a bird. I'd never seen a bird color like that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I love your birds. I hope you always let them speak. <laughs> yeah. Now, how many do you have? Fifteen. Oh, my goodness. You're awesome. Now, do they talk? Um, Yeah. Sometimes the, the macaws and Amazons are a little hard to understand because they talk, talk in a parrot voice, but the African greys can do perfect imitation of people and whatever else they want to do, too, pretty much. Awesome. Used to have more, but... Wow. Yeah. Do you raise them to sell? Um... I did for a time, but mm-hmm. then we started getting some back with issues, and so oh. we kind of quit doing that. Yeah. Because we always had in the contract that if they couldn't keep them for whatever reason, you know, that they'd bring them back. 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of, we figured, you know, we were responsible in a way for him, you know? Yes, but. and, and blame you for giving him that caveat because some people have this grandiose idea that there's no work to this, I'm, I'm just going to get me a bird, but there's work to every pet. Oh, yeah, and birds are a lot of work, and they will eat your furniture and chew your woodwork and all that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> I mean, if you give them enough of their own stuff, they're less likely to do that, but they can still do it because they come with their own right. tools, you know. <laughs> and and it's in their nature to chew on wood. Oh, yeah. That's how they, sh- they sharpen their beaks on it. That's, yeah. You know, that's part of their natural uh, care of themselves. Right. And, you know, I mean, well, we tried to be honest with people. You know, they make a mess. Yeah. They, you know, they do this stuff, and this is just, you know, part of living with these guys, you know? I know. I think it, I think it's uh, good of you to to share that information with people. I uh, I had um I had four donkeys and um two of them were born on, on my farm. No, I had five. Oh, cool. I had I had a male and two females and then they both had babies. And um the um the donkeys bray and so I ended up getting rid of the two male donkeys and just keeping the girls. And um, one of the donkeys, one of the girl donkeys, she took over, you know, the uh, security. In other words, she would try to keep them safe and warn the others of trouble and stuff. And um so I had to give one of the girls away, and um, this lady put her in a, a full-board fence pasture, and she started yeah. eating the boy because she was oh, so yeah. upset that she got separated from her her uh, group. But I, I well, yeah, they kind of would... are a pack, you know, pack-type animal yeah. or herd-type animal, right. so they don't really like to be by themselves. No, they don't. But you, I mean, get whatever comes with the territory. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I I did. Um, there was a family friend that had a bird, and a I don't remember what what kind of bird it was, but. Um, she passed away, and there was no one to take her bird. So they uh, they gave it to a pet store, and it got adopted out um, fairly quickly. Yeah. But that bird was her company, just like a, a puppy is a lot of people's or a cat. She loved that bird just like it was a you know, a four-legged animal. She was she was okay. really pleased. But they they do keep you company. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, they do. She she could talk to the bird, and the bird would talk to her. So oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I well, always I say if it wasn't for the guys here, hey, I wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, now, is there any of the birds that when they hear a noise, they let you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, the, they're quite good about that, and especially the macaws, if they, like, they have good eyesight. And if they see something outside that don't belong, they do their warning call, which is really loud, and you pay attention, you know? Wow. That's wonderful. I mean, I I just think um, that that's what the donkeys would do, too. The donkeys would warn you that something unusual was outside. You can go out there. You can go out there, and there would be a deer standing in their pasture, and, mm. and they would let they would let you know that that animal was there, and it should not be there. Oh yeah. Yeah, the macaws don't and, go off. They do a greeting call to the deer because they're used to them. But if there's something else out there, um, they do the warning call. And that is extra loud, so it gets your attention. It'll wake you up. (laughs) I started to say, you probably are used to the normal sounds, but that they have an alarm that they wake you up with. Right, yep. Well, I'm going to close out for tonight. Uh, You stay on the call. Tell Linda I said good night. And uh, good night to you. I hope you do well. Take care. Oh, yeah, and you too. You too. Keep hoping we can survive through this mess till it's ended, but it sure is taking a long time to get it ended. Stay safe and have a good night and
talked about this is if everybody understands So, John, I mean, I want to kind of uh, every time, you know, we've had you on the program, we've talked about this as if everybody understands how this works. And most people, when they hear about it, I think they immediately have a little bit of cynicism about it, saying that, well, here we are giving a forum for people who may be schizophrenic or manic depressive. How are we how are we differentiating between those who are. I guess you could say having uh, some sort of uh, psych psychotic break or they're having some sort of a schizophreniform uh, type of uh, condition. I mean, how do we differentiate? Well, I mean, one of the things that, that I always tell people, and, you know, I, I am a medical doctor, I'm a physician, so I'm not going to sit and deny that schizophrenia doesn't exist or anything like that. It certainly does exist, and we've known about it for some time. The difference between someone who is truly schizophrenic and someone who is identifying themselves as a target individual, for one, schizophrenia starts at an early age. Most of the time, those are people that are recognized as not mentally correct or not mentally right early on in, in, in males a little bit sooner than, than females, but typically in childhood, um, certainly by 20, 21, 22, um, are usually devoid from reality in some aspect, whether that's visual delusions or auditory delusions or, you know, saturated in a belief system that is as always unreal. Now, the difference between that and someone that's targeted, uh, most of the victims that I've been exposed to and I've interviewed by this time, probably tens of thousands, uh, typically will come forward with these types of complaints, usually late 30s, early 40s. Um, on some of the last statistics, majority of the uh, victims were female living alone, and um, it's they usually identify uh, first with stalking uh, that they notice, like strangers following them around. These aren't boyfriends or loved ones or, you know, private investigators that are investigating a crime. But usually it is organized private investigators following them around, getting biometrics on them, breaking into the home, going through their stuff, getting anything that helps further the anxiety and the stalking. Uh and then after they get biometrics on them, then they are able to use electronic stalking with them. And then that's where what most people you hear talking about that, that sounds insane is being communicated to it in what they would describe as a synthetic telepathic uh, type of way where you're hearing voices in your head of the people who are watching you. And you can respond back to those people um, in thought. Yeah. Um, and that does sound schizophrenic. And and it, it was designed to sound schizophrenic. It, it's obvious that now we have uh, a reason with the surveillance state increasing its power to try and single out, or like I say, psychologically out people, whether it be to reveal their deepest secrets about their psychological uh, help or trying to out them in a way where they would embarrass them or otherwise stalk them and raise paranoia within them that immediately they find themselves in a jail cell. We'll be back with Hey guys, it's Clyde. I want to talk to you about something we tend to ignore or may want to consider. Now is a great time to focus attention on the importance of preparing our families, homes, businesses, and communities for disasters that threaten our lives, property, 
and homeland. Preparedness is a shared responsibility. It is critical to maintain readiness. Each step we take to become better prepared makes a real difference in how we will persevere when faced with the unexpected. Well, there are two things you can count on. You buy from My Patriot Supply, getting high quality food for the best value and freedom. The emergency food you'll depend on is made from the freshest ingredients. Meals are freeze dried and sealed airtight with an oxygen absorber enclosed in a resealable zipper pack for a long term storage that lasts up to 25 years. That's amazing. To order, go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com or call and speak to a preparedness advisor at 888 8150. That's 888-440-8150. Be sure to mention Prepare with Ground Zero. 888-440-8150. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. to keep if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord my soul to take before because of uh, the way they're going to be uh, issuing extreme risk protection orders and how easy it would be to actually target someone and make them feel paranoid or otherwise sick or feeling they don't have control of their minds anymore, uh, telling them they can't take their medications if they need them. Um, and, and not only that, but you know, we know that DARPA and several other groups, Pentagon, they're proud of these weapons they use. They're proud of these things. And uh, Dr. John Hall's with us tonight. And, and another thing too, is I, I, I hadn't, uh, I wanted to pretty much go with the idea. Oh, I wanted to kind of have you explain some things because everybody knows what TI is, but I wanted, I wanted you to kind of describe for me, uh, just what someone who is targeted, what they need to be looking for, what they need to, what are the things that best describe, what are the symptoms that most people who are targeted tell you, or what is it that uh, we need to look for? 
Well, I can tell you the most common things, and usually the, the first thing that someone will notice is what they think is stalking, and the stalking initially is very subtle, um, and, and that's why people don't report it, and if you can actually figure out that part of it, that's the best time to, to curtail it, because initially, whether you, this is hired, done to you, or you're just randomly chosen for this, because it, it, at its basis, it's all experimental it's non-consent a form of non-consensual experimentation but the private investigative groups that do have this technology that are mostly composed of former former cia and former fbi agents can choose people randomly and, and they'll have their own biases on on who they um decide to victimize and, and it can also be hired done to you you know if you're a ceo of a big company you may be targeted by another company who's wanting to steal intellectual property but the first thing that you'll notice is is stalking and you'll kind of go well you know i'm seeing this guy at the starbucks every day and you know maybe he says something to me or does the same thing every day or waves the same way or sneezes or coughs the same way uh, and you'll notice maybe people following you to and from work and initially it's subtle and you'll think to yourself well seems like they're kind of following me, but maybe I'm just being paranoid. Well, then eventually the stalking gets to the point where it's very obviously stalking. It's the same people following you, flashing their lights at you. And that's done you know, to induce fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety are themselves a form of mind control. Because once you induce fear and anxiety into someone, then they're easier to control in the mechanisms that you want to, want to control them. The most other common thing that I hear from people is tinnitus ringing in the ears. And in the targeted individual community, tinnitus uh, is about 500% more prevalent than in the non-targeted community. So the tinnitus starts, which is ringing in the ears, and then the ringing in the ear slowly turns into voice patterning or hearing what sounds like a, an AM radio slightly off tune. You know where you can hear voice patterning in the in the static, and then eventually that degrades to hearing the voices of the people that are actually watching you, and that's done through a very intricate form of ELF-based uh, transmissions that actually uh, are able to sync with your brain waves. You're actually hearing it through a form of bone conduction hearing. Mm -hmm. Some people will claim that they sound like it sounds like the voices are in their heads. Oftentimes, truly, it's hearing it in vibrations around you, whether that's a ceiling fan or a vent fan. And these aren't the voices of angels or God telling you to do something. These are voices describing what you're wearing, describing where you're at in your house, uh, answering your thoughts in real time. And why that, well, that may sound science fiction or very strange to people who've never heard about it. That technology was worked on in the 70s. Uh, one of the first um, places where it was actually used was in the Utah State Prison, where there were five prisoners at the time who described very accurately being put in a cell, being bombarded with electromagnetic waves, so repressing that it was hard to even get up off of the cot because of the amount of energy that was in the room. Every one of them described being spoken to um, with voices in their head that were um, obviously responding in real time and correctly to their thoughts back. So this is, is this is not new technology. It's been around for a while. Don't they call that remote neural monitoring? Because uh, a lot of people claim 
that uh, you know those who are monitoring them or those who are, are targeting them seem to have a fingerprint of their brain or or or, or they're being somehow uh, monitored with satellites or or some other method this is not like uh, simple stuff this isn't simple you know uh, another thing too is that they tell them that they're being monitored it's not that uh, they're, they're saying kill something kill something they're saying you're being monitored we're watching you we know what you're doing and we're telling you and it's and it's like you know they tell you because they know you can't do anything about it and that's the that's the rub is because you're you're helpless because you can't do anything about it they tell you they're monitoring you yeah and that's also meant to induce a um, a sense of helplessness and fear and anxiety. Like I said, fear and anxiety are strong stimulators for human beings uh, as far as control. If you can get somebody down to that level uh, where even people that are innocent of any type of crime, when you have these people telling you that, you know, we're watching you and we know what you've done, they, I mean, even normal sane people will start thinking, well, did I do something? Did I commit a crime? Did I accident? Did I do something and not know I did a crime? I've even had victims, you know, get a hold of me and say, well, maybe I am mentally ill. I'm, I'm hearing this and I shouldn't be hearing it. And I've heard of something too, and, and this may be something new, but uh, I had somebody once tell me that they felt like that they were being targeted but it wasn't they were being targeted mentally. They felt they were being targeted financially. And what I mean by this is, is that they would receive like a lot of money. So a lot of money would come to them from out of nowhere. And then that very total of money was used to pay a debt that they didn't know they had or to pay for some health problem they eventually get. And that it, they never seem to be able to make more money or be ahead. They're always constantly being put to break even or to fall into the red. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, and, and I have been contacted by many people who have been, their targeting was hired because they are the recipients of, you know, a lot of money, you know, after a death and a will or in a trust fund. Uh, and you would be surprised in the very wealthy families that can afford to hire this done to someone. They will hire this. Matter of fact, there was a very wealthy orthopedic surgeon uh, here in Texas that actually hired one of the PI groups who has access to this technology to target his ex-wife during a divorce because his family owned an incredible amount of land and, and buildings in a very wealthy area north of San Antonio. And um, he had his wife targeted so she could be diagnosed as mentally ill, precluding her from being able to take ownership of any of the property. Right. And also keeping her from getting the kids so he didn't have to pay child support when he moved on, you know, with his next wife. Uh, and that particular case actually made some news and made some online sources uh, here in Texas. So, uh, I mean, there's other... In its base, its experimentation, the technology itself is being was being used on a small subset of the population that we call targeted individuals. Now it's being expanded to actually control the bulk of the population, along with a lot of other control issues. You know, it's not just electronic control. Mm -hmm. um, now we have, you know, California wanting to change the, you know, how we refer to a felon or the way we teach or the language that we use and control the way you use language. And if once you start telling people what they can and can't say, and a lot of universities are doing that now, you control thought indirectly that way. If you control someone's language, you control their thought and you control their ability to communicate their feelings and their beliefs. So we're essentially all of this technology and all of the control factors that are being you know, used on the public now 
are really their goal is to control us as one hive would be one way to look at it or put us all of one hive mind where we're all a bunch of worker bees that kind of behave the same way. And that makes everything very predictable for um, a tyrannical government. Yeah, it, it seems to me that there's a lot of ways that uh, through targeting individuals that uh, someone who is that powerful, like if it's a if it's a corporate situation or a government situation, a lot of military uh, people involved in military have this happen to them. We see that this is a form of gaslighting. It's a, it's a gaslighting mechanism, uh, especially with this new financial stocking I've heard about, because it's not like your identity's been stolen. It's not like you know somebody has access to your account. It's just that all of a sudden you start realizing where did I get this money and how did I come into it, and then why is it that money I came into was just enough to pay for this thing that was coming or it was coming in the foreseeable or the non-foreseeable future and i've heard this many times before they're saying it's just funny and they some people even say well it's the lord providing and then when they realize well no this isn't the lord providing this is too weird uh they they tend to freak out and then they they also sometimes see like for example unexplained theft happens after they come into this money there's unexplained theft or there's something that is stolen from them or uh they 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 feel that they're being watched when they when they go to the ATMs, or or, or they feel they're they're being watched when they're making uh, payments on, for example, medical bills, or or even uh, when they buy things like uh, opiates, pain pills. It has to be a certain type of medication that they certainly will be monitored when they when they buy it. Well, you have to remember too, with remote neural monitoring, you know, they're actually picking up the signals in the parts of the brain that where your eyes see and the curious here, the visual cortex and the and the uh, hearing cortex. So you can decode those signals back into real time. And that's even being done in the private sector. It's been perfected in the government sector for some time. But there are even researchers at uh, Berkeley in California now that can have you watch a, a small video. They'll record the electrical signals from your brain while you watch it. And then they can regenerate that same video from the electrical signals they recorded in your brain on another screen. So, I mean, we're, we're getting around to it even in the private sector, but the financial aspects of it, you know, even subtly, I think all of us have noticed that if you're on your phone and you start, you know, thinking about German chocolate cake, mm -hmm. you know, and then you turn your phone on and you, you open up your browser on your iPhone and some of the first advertisements that come on are for German chocolate cake. You know, if you're thinking about a new car, all of a sudden you're bombarded with, you know, with car ads. And I mean, if you search for something one time, your email is flooded, you know, with people selling that item that you've looked for. So, you know, they were so bombarded electronically now, aside from the weaponized form of the electronics that, that you can be experimented on by the government with. Now we have, you know, thermostats in our homes that are, that are Wi-Fi. We've got electric meters that are smart meters that the, the government control. And in California, they were talking about actually controlling the thermostats themselves. Oh, yeah. I was saying what, that the uh, the best temperature to sleep in would be like 82 or seven. I don't know what the, this is crazy. So that's what they would uh, direct it. I, I would be like terrible in 82 degree heat sleeping in the house. Dr. John Hall with us. He is the author of Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control and a New Breed, Satellite Terrorism and 
America. He's a tireless advocate against non-consensual experimentation on the public. And of course, he is a uh, targeted individual advocate speaking on targeted individual day. Uh, this is some very important information for all of us to pay attention to right here on Ground Zero. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Dr. John Holmes with us tonight on Ground Zero talking about uh, targeted individual for our targeted individual. Today is Targeted Individuals Day. There was a group of people who were actually, uh, you know, setting up a number of booths and information centers at uh, here in Portland. But from what I understand, uh, uh, Doctor, the um, this is a worldwide phenomenon, is it not? It's worldwide. It's not just the United States. No, this is global. As a matter of fact, when I wrote my first book, A New Breed, uh, which has been a decade ago. Uh, now, I mean, as soon as I started doing some interviews for this, and you know, the interesting thing at the time, I I really wrote the book based on a story of a of a girl that that book I wrote about who was victimized here by a former FBI agent. And uh, after the book came out, I thought I was just kind of sharing a, a local story in the book. And once I did a couple of interviews that you know, like your show, was bombarded with emails from all over the world. Um, you know, people calling or emailing me from California, from Japan, from China, from saying, well, this is happening here, too. This exact phenomenon is happening here. And it turns out that in California probably is one of the hardest hit states uh, with this. Um, and it stands to reason that a lot of the research is done at Stanford uh, Research Institute, so which is there in California. So. Do you think it's an adjunct of, uh, you know, because a lot of people bring up things like MK Ultra, and they say, oh, this is just more of MK Ultra stuff, or is this something different? I would like to think, you know, there are the MK Ultra stories, and uh, of course they're more, I'd say, focused on certain groups and individuals in a lab sort of way, or have they opened the lab up to just do gain of function exercises on random individuals? It, it's. I think if you looked at the statistics, um, the way they did this. Now you've got to remember with MK Ultra, we did find the documents, mostly financial documents that weren't shredded, and a lot of MK Ultra was done through uh, legitimate universities, mm -hmm. or it was hidden through CIA front companies. Right. And they got their hands slapped pretty well um, in the commissions of in Congress, you know, that dealt with that. So they had to figure out a way, a better way to do it. In a way. It is a continuation of MK Ultra with mind control, but it's been farmed out to independent contractors in every major city. Right. It seems like they perfected their science, and now they want to try it on random individuals like we're cattle. And uh, that's the that's the terrible thing about targeted individuals is that it could be you, and it could be anywhere, and you don't have to be near a computer. Or, again, people say, "Well, I'm not affected because I don't use the computer." No, it's not about that. It's about just being selected because of something you've said or something you've done. That uh, maybe someone has hired a private investigator to investigate you. Maybe uh, maybe a, a corporate uh, investigator uh, maybe believes you stole money and they're trying to get you to come 
come out. And then, of course, there are government uh, groups that do this as well. And it's something that is uh, sick, and it, it, it will happen a lot more now that we have these uh, new laws going into effect. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Dr. John Hall with us tonight on Ground Zero. Back with your questions, and we'll have answers for you coming up. Don't go away. Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination for the past, present, and future. All come exist in the same timeline. Our happiness is an illusion. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up. The last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant, seductive screens we so love. Endlessly gaze upon. Much like you're doing right now. To a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Walk in the darkness. I hope you find it. Then I do. Tonight, the numbers are available 877-733-1011. Today is uh, National TI Day, targeted individuals, and I figured it would be appropriate to talk about this because a lot of things have transpired uh, with these red flag laws and uh, the way they want to weaponize uh, psychiatry now in this country. And how there are ways that you can make someone achieve cognitive and stalking and all the things that come with being a targeted individual. According to an official 2009 U.S. Department of Justice document release on stalking crimes in America, 
13.1% of the 3,398,630 U.S. citizens reported stalking crimes in the United States Department of Justice stalking victimization survey in the year 2006 alone, they reported that they were being stalked by a group of three or more people. So that amounts to well over 441,800 people who reported being subject to organized stalking to the Department of Justice survey. This report doesn't include all reportage of organized stalking crimes to the police, FBI, and related authorities in 2006. Only those victims that happened to hear about and report to the United States Department of Justice Stalking Victimization Survey in the year 2006. And this official document adds irrefutable evidence scale of organized stalking that's an epidemic now and further proves a massive and widespread occurrence or concurrence of the claims in the United States. Now, mind you, mind control devices and stalking, they don't have to be so advanced to condition the victim into submission. There are simple things like a cell phone or there's simple things like a doorbell ringing. There are simple things like knocking at the door, honking of horns by cars, all of these things to wake you up in the middle of the night. You're wondering, why does that horn always honk at three in the morning? Why is it I'm always hearing this thing happening? Why is that person in the red shirt always walking down the streets? I've never seen this person before. Who is this person? Is this person stalking me? It, you know. We always hear of the electronic harassment. There are other things, though, that would indicate that you're being stalked or that you're being targeted. Dr. John Hall is with us tonight on Ground Zero, and uh, he is uh, giving us the lowdown on uh, what all of this gang stalking is and what this targeted individual stuff is. Uh, Dr. John Hall is a medical doctor. He specializes in anesthesiology. He's written some very good books on the subject matter, uh, Guinea Pigs, Technologies to Control, and A New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America. And, and you know, I brought that up because I, th I think a lot lot of people you know i know that on my show uh i talk about all of these what i would call black mirror scenarios where we're seeing how electronics are influencing our lives and then when we talk about electronic harassment we tend to think that well if i'm not anywhere near the internet or if i'm not anywhere near this i'm not going to be affected that's not true is it no no that's not true i mean most a lot of this is satellite based and now that we're unveiling 5g that's essentially satellite on earth so, um, you know, 5G will be so many, so many columns and so many towers that there'll be no escaping it. But you're right on the physical aspect of the stalking done to intimidate the victim. Um, that is very common. And it's like you said, it's ringing the doorbell, you know, at three and four in the morning and then they leave or even just sitting in their car outside. And this happens a lot mm -hmm. where you'll have somebody just sitting in their car outside your home. You know, now I, I live out in the country. It would be very obvious you'd have to drive up a dirt road to, to do that to me. But if you live in a normal neighborhood and you see every night at midnight, some guy pulls up at the end of your drive and sits on the curb in his car and you can call the police, but the police can't do anything about it because as long as they're on a public roadway, they're, they're perfectly within their right to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's still meant to freak you out and to give you a state of anxiety. Another real common one is, um, victims will tell me, well, I, I know they were on my house. I could hear them walking. I just footsteps on the roof. Well, I hired counter PIs to actually surveil the private investigators that do this type of stalking in Texas. So I did learn some of the techniques. And one of the things that they would do is they would hire five or six people, and they would come out at midnight to a victim's house and throw rocks on the roof. 
Well, on a slanted roof, when you throw a big enough rock up there, it sounds like footsteps on a roof as it bangs its way down and off of the house. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, tell some of these victims, you need to check for that. And sure enough, they would go into their backyard and they would find, you know, 20, you know, three, four inch, you know, diameter stones, you know, back there where, you know, a group of people were just throwing rocks on the house. And, and that's meant to sleep deprive you because the ultimate goal of the stalking and some of this is to draw you a psychiatric diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So when your home gets broken into and things are gone through and you know things are gone through, cigarettes are left in your house and you don't smoke, things like that, or tiles are changed or, you know, maybe maybe an entire wall has been repainted. And the initial thing is people think, well, it's a PI group, they're coming in, they're putting hidden cameras in, they're putting microphones in, and they may be doing that. But a lot of it is they want you to know that your house has been entered. Because when you call the police and you say, well, somebody got in, but I don't see any signs of breaking and entering, and they took all my shoes and they put them on the island in my kitchen, and they painted this wall red, it used to be white. Well... The police, the first thing they asked that victim is, was anything stolen? No, they didn't steal anything. Well, are you sure you didn't move all your shoes in there and you don't remember it? Are you, are you sure that this wall wasn't always red? And I mean, it, it's it's meant to draw you a psychiatric diagnosis. And it's also meant to alienate you from police help. Because after you've called the police three or four times with these type of complaints, on the computer at the police department, they'll put a little asterisk next to your name that you're one of those crazy people that thinks their microwave is attacking them or thinks that somebody's breaking in, but there's never been evidence of a Mm break-in you have to remember the people that are hired to do this are often former cia and former fbi they have the devices to open your garage they have the know-how to pick your locks and break into your door without kicking the door in and once you're under monitoring they also know the code to your alarm so when they come in there they're going to unset your your alarm if you have one and they're going to reset it back before you go i even had one victim that when i helped them we called one of the alarm companies that was monitoring their alarm and they couldn't figure out why if the alarm was going off why nobody was showing up well all the numbers at the alarm company had been changed by one so when the alarm would go off their cell phone number was off by one digit the police number was off by one digit. The fire number was off by one digit. So even if they tripped the alarm, the alarm wasn't going to call anybody that was going to help that person. What about phishing schemes for uh, harassment? Because I know that you know most people don't think twice about if somebody calls up and they sound like they're authoritative and they say something like, uh, we need information about this. Could you give us your phone number? Could you give us this you, just for verification? I always say, no, if you called me, you know my phone number. If you, if you called me, you know this information. I'm not going to give it to you because what they do is they record the conversations and then they find ways to use your voice in order to order things you didn't order or they use your voice in order to sign you up for things that you didn't sign up for. And so then you find yourself in a situation where you're wondering why you're getting all this stuff or you're getting all this junk mail. You're wondering why you're getting all these harassing phone calls. It's because somebody used you uh, and, and they and they use authority to get your information from you. And once they have the, the information, they can do whatever they want to you. No, and that's a scheme that, you know, oftentimes the elderly really fall for badly. Uh, and the bad thing is made it almost impossible not to pay some of your bills online and uh and not to have to order some things online and i and i have friends that held out against that for years 
and finally had to break down and, mm-hmm. you know, and get that one special credit card that you keep a $200 limit on that's strictly to order stuff online. So that way, when you use a number, you don't get your entire account cleaned out if you use a, a debit card or something. I mean, the assault on our privacy is is to a point where there it's there's almost no way to defeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're we're fighting a tyrannical government now that I said all along, I, you know, even 10 years ago after my first book came out, people said, well, what's the ultimate goal with this? Why would they want to do this to people? Well, the ultimate goal is to control the entire population. Mm-hmm. You know, as you can see from where we're at now, you know, we whether you hate Trump or love Trump, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. But when you see a, a president get elected that's not a status quo politician, and they actually turn the entire intelligence apparatus of the American government out against that president to try to figure out a way to get him impeached, which also I think is one of the reasons that they have the attack on the Cuban embassy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to blame that on the Russians. I don't think it's the Russians. The Russians know how many nails are were, were built into that building. Right. And they have and they have low tech, you know, technology in there to, to scan that. They didn't need to attack the diplomats. Exactly. So, you know, we're at a point where we need to take control of our government. Most certainly we need to be able to expose the fact that these weapons exist and they can be turned on people. People, and again, a function exercise that most certainly will leave people feeling uh, isolated, angry, feel paranoid. And uh, of course, like I said, with all these new protection laws, with the red flag laws, uh, using psychiatry as a weapon, uh, doing what they did back in the days of the USSR. These are things that we really need to pay attention to. These are things that, you know, once I saw the patterns, once I knew of the social networks and the social credit systems, and once I knew of the psychopathological mechanisms that they're employing, I realized that this would be the time of the targeted individual. And now they have a day set aside to raise awareness. I'm certainly here to raise awareness for you. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Dr. John Hall with us. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. To Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. Dr. John Hall's with us tonight on Ground Zero. It is TI Day, recognizing targeted individuals. And I wanted to ask you uh, before the break, uh, you, you brought up the president. And uh, a number of people believe that uh, a lot of this gang stalking and a lot of this, uh, you know, just what's going on has always been targeting whistleblowers and those who wish to expose what's going on behind the scenes. Mostly a deep state operation has been around a lot longer than Donald Trump. But the question I have is, and what a lot of people are asking is, do you think that the president in some respects is being targeted, that he's a targeted individual, that for the first time, I don't know, in the history of, of the presidency, we have a president that most certainly may be targeted and uh, he, he's targeted in many ways. And it's certainly uh, taking a toll on his uh, on his ability to lead. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, if, if you look, it depends on what side of the aisle you're on, certainly. You know, one side of the aisle is probably glad he was targeted. Um, but like I said, yeah, I'm for the most part, I'm pretty apolitical. Um, if, if you look at any of my websites or my Facebook pages, I'm 
by staying out of the political arena. But one thing that I do recognize is that we now have an outsider, someone that is outside of the political system that wasn't the intended winner of the 2016 election. And for the first time in history, you're right, the FBI and the CIA and the Foreign Service and the Senior Executive Service all turned out to figure out a way to, number one, keep this president from being elected once they saw there was a chance of that happening, and then figuring out a way to topple him once he was elected. And it's my belief that not only is he, in, we know he's been targeted by the intelligence agencies, that um, that the whole Cuban thing was you know, to try to actually make it look like he was in bed with the Russians um, and allowed the Russians to attack uh, U.S. employees. Because the only impeachable offense for a president is high, high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. So a high crime would be treason, you know, which would be allowing a foreign power to attack government employees. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I realized something as you were talking about the Cuban embassy, uh, well, the U.S. embassy in Cuba, Havana. Apparently, uh, if I recall, um, President Trump's uh, president at the time. But it was three weeks after he was elected president that uh, this started happening. Because I know that Obama was still president, but after, it was just three weeks after the election and President Trump became president that these diplomats turned up with these, uh, this whole uh, electronic uh, harassment, this mechanical uh, concussive type of uh, sound. And, uh, and so that seems a little interesting and you know you're right it, I, I never thought of it that way that it would be another uh piece of evidence if there was any to provide for perhaps impeachment proceedings or what have you to say that our president was certainly in cahoots with russia or some other entity that would be able to use this type of technology in order to harm diplomats no, and that's the direction they were going. And unfortunately, the Mueller investigation uh, didn't find the evidence that they were intended to find in order to keep that narrative going. And the only true victims of that now are the people who are victimized by the, the weapons that we're talking about, because now they've been sent to a bunch of doctors intentionally that don't know anything about electromagnetic weapons. While they have found some physiologic changes on their MRIs, they're not giving these victims any answers, and all of them have had gag orders placed on them where they can't talk to anybody else. Now, several have come forward through other channels and have gotten a hold of me, and that's how on one of our last meetings I told you that it's it's not just hearing buzzing sounds and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're hearing voices and they're being attacked by energy weapons as well. It's they're having exactly all the same symptoms that that our public sector targeted individuals have. You know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that right after the embassy in Cuba, right after the, the embassy reports, there are several reports about high school students who were uh, under attack. Uh, basically, it was reported they were having immune deficiency disorders. We had about 20 students in Oklahoma. Uh, there was a high school in Oklahoma where they were attacked. There was also a school in upstate New York uh, where uh, parents were uh, panicking over the possibility that their children had been stricken with some sort, sort of unidentified immune disorder. But then we find out they, too, were victims of this type of stalking with this type of electronic uh, type of harassment, which was creating muscle spasms and the deterioration uh, of uh, uh, of uh, bone mass. 
And and that was a that was a scary thing, not knowing how that was going on, because the doctors were baffled. They didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, you have 20 students coming down with this, the same ailment of hearing uh, noises, having headaches, and then we have the 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 muscle mass that's basically being eliminated as they're going through these problems. Part of that is when you're exposed to electromagnetic um, energy for long periods of time, and now we're to a point where there's almost nowhere to escape that. Um, we have Wi-Fi everywhere. We're about to have 5G everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, radio signals of all kinds of times. So there's there's no escaping it. But when your the human body is under duress by electromagnetic energy, it uh, it, it degrades an enzyme that actually helps repair your cells. Exactly. Or the yeah, it contains. Yeah, it, it actually destroys the body's ability to maintain muscle mass and to maintain at least uh, uh, immunity. It, it, it busts down your immune system. Eight seven 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 three three one zero one one calls coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go away. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. With Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 
I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero. The numbers are called tonight, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. We have uh, Dr. John Hall with us. Can you go to the phones now and uh, get some questions for Dr. John Hall? Let's go to Tim in Washington. Hi, Tim. You're on Ground Zero. Hi, Clyde. Uh, hi, John. Yeah, I, uh, we spoke before, uh, actually, October 13th, 2017, on the Cuban ambassador uh, assault. Uh, I was targeted at that point and have been, you know, ever since. And uh, so one thing I wanted to highlight was that this is a federally recognized disability, electro-hypersensitivity. And so there are some things you can do, uh, but it, it's so true uh, what you were saying about... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the kids. Um, I tried to go to uh, one of my kids' parent-teacher conferences, and the electromagnetics in the room were so strong that I, I couldn't do it. I had to leave the, the school, and I, I did tell them before I left, you know, you guys are really subject to a, a lawsuit here. I mean, the, the cognitive uh, damage that's being done to our kids is amazing. And, and, you know, that's an amazing point. And, Tim, that's a great point. And I want to uh, ask Dr. Hall, uh, you know, it's true that they've done analytics in schools. And apparently the smog, the electromagnetic smog from the Internet and from all the things they do in schools is far higher than it is in other places. And that our children may be uh, subjected to this and it could uh, be bad for their uh, mental health. So what do you say to that? Well, I mean, and that's why finally there are some independent studies coming out. You know, all the original studies on the effects of electromagnetics and, and electromagnetic smog came from the exact same companies who make the cell phones. So, of course, those studies found that, you know, there was there was no damage being done. There are some independent studies being done now, and as we were talking before, the main culprit is the degradation of a of a, a enzyme called ornithine decarboxylase. And ornithine decarboxylase's job is as your cells start having injury, that enzyme is what helps the cell and it mobilizes other chemicals and, and enzymes within the cell to restructure itself and to heal itself. And when you degrade that, you get early cell death. And that's why we see people that are exposed to you know, high voltage lines and, and chronic EMF, radar operators, things like that is one of the early studies that, you know, they have a earlier incidence of graying in the hair, an earlier incidence of cataracts, uh, lower fertility rates, um, a higher incidence of cancer. Because as, as cells partially die, their um, replication mechanisms actually get altered and you have a higher rate of cancer with that. So, And that's why a lot of people initially thought they were being targeted with ionizing radiation rather than electromagnetic radiation. But electromagnetic radiation in high doses at, at a constant rate will cause a lot of the same symptoms as ionizing radiation or radiation like you would get from an x-ray machine. 877-733-1011. Chris is calling us. Chris in Arizona. Hi, Chris. You're on with Dr. John Hall. Go ahead. Hey, Clive. How's it going? Uh, first time calling. I just um, had a story I wanted to share with you guys really quick. Hope you're doing well, Dr. Hall. Um, so back in April, I was actually awakened by two FBI agents at my front door. I came inside and I grabbed my phone you know, to record them, obviously. Went back outside to have them properly identify themselves. 
Um, they refused. Three, two or three, maybe four times, so I'd open up, identify themselves. They would not show me their badge. They didn't have their gold badge. It looked like a couple of con artists, if you ask me. After about two, three minutes of, of trying to get them to identify themselves, I told them with a little uh, aggression that if they did not leave the property, I was going to call the county sheriff. Um, I actually followed them after they left the property and filmed the vehicle, called the county sheriff, had them run the plates, and they told me that the vehicle was registered to a shell corporation, which allegedly the FBI and various intelligence agencies use when they're investigating, uh, now that I'm understanding, targeted individuals. So um, this had to do with my dad working for companies that support the U.S. military. He was in Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia on two different occasions. I was associated with a civics organization that spoke very heavily of constitutional rights. And uh, they threatened to actually revoke my dad's secret clearance if he didn't meet them at the local office here. So he ended up doing that. And in the meeting, Allegedly, the agent asked about my mental health. If I had been ever diagnosed with any uh, bipolar disorder, I have not, by the way. Uh, a little anxiety once in a while, but other than that, nothing really. And he also suggested that my dad, which is really strange, but he suggested that my dad cut the internet off because I live in my dad's home. Uh, could not understand why. That just blew my mind. Isn't it interesting? Uh, isn't it interesting, Doctor, that they question Chris's mental health? Uh, that's that's one of the, like I say, they're weaponizing this, and this is something that uh, with these new red flag laws, we we having a prayer. I mean, I don't know why people aren't protesting in the streets about this. They should say no to red flag laws, and and the reason why they won't is because guns are are being used as the reason why we need them. We don't need these laws. They they create the slippery slope to make more targeted individuals. Would you agree? No, that's exactly what it's going to do. And what he experienced is actually pretty common. And I can tell you from my, my own investigations of some of these, these groups, like I told you, every city has usually a firm or a corporation that goes under a private investigative label. And almost always that company is going to be owned by a former CIA or former FBI guy, mm-hmm. which is may even be current, but uh, with, with connections to the DOD. And I can tell you in San Antonio, it was a um, private investigative group ran by a former FBI agent. His son was a lieutenant colonel and current lieutenant colonel in the DOD. And they all had fake IDs saying that they were the FBI. And, that, and one of the ways they would stall people was they would tell the neighbors that, well, when you see us sitting around this house, we're FBI and we're watching this couple. So that way the neighbors wouldn't question anything and call them the legitimate police. Yeah, and of course that, that puts you, Chris, that puts you in a, in a situation where you have to defend your integrity because, of course, it's uh, court by public, it's basically trial by public opinion. If your neighbors notice you have black suburbans sitting in your front yard watching you, they probably think you're up to no good. Well, typically what they tell yeah. neighbors is that you're a druggie and you're being investigated or you're a pedophile. Yeah, that's horrible. Chris, I hope that uh, somehow you can get out of this because it sounds like it's hell for you and your family. It, it has been, actually, um, for quite a while. It had me paranoid as to you know what they're really doing because I'm one of the people who researches a lot into the uh, 
veil that they throw over our eyes. You know, I've been listening to your show for six, seven years now, and um, I've heard Dr. Hall on here many times. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with the gang stalking community, and I'm, I'm very familiar with what they do. Right. So, um, well, Chris, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I would say to you, just keep fighting. And, and keep uh, making people aware because this is very important, especially now since we've got new laws on the books that are going to certainly put more people in the crosshairs of being targeted. Mary in Oregon, you're on Ground Zero. Hi. Hi. Great. Um, well, uh, what I initially told your screener that I was going to talk about, and I'll say this first really quick. Now I have new thoughts, you know, that I want to add to contribute, but um, was that Oregon on on the books in their statutes already has a statute that defines mental illness as anyone who is 18 or older who is unable to meet their basic needs. Now, if you go to the front of the phone book, um, it, it'll show you uh, when they're listing all the government agencies, the numbers to call, it'll say uh, under the category basic needs, and it'll have numbers for food assistance, housing assistance, utility assistance, and, and all things like that. So according to the state of Oregon, according to their statutes, anyone who is getting food stamps, anyone who's unemployed, anyone who's homeless, any, you know, and any number of other things, if you're over 18, you are mentally ill, according to statute in the state of Oregon. And they've been using this for decades. Oregon already institutionalizes and puts in mental wards massive numbers of people, more than any other state, more than any other place on the planet. Um, and, and they've had, you know, they've been doing this for decades. Um, I did want to also make some comments about uh, how easy it is to mess with electronics. Um, one of the ways that I'm targeted um, is that, you know, my, my messages are intercepted, both text and voicemail and email. Um, like, I will send text to people. In real time, they will receive my text, but I won't receive theirs. Um, but this can interfere with your life in massive ways. You know, if you're trying to get a job and you can't connect with people or, you know, you can't connect with the people that you need to for various reasons, this can really mess up your life. Um, you know, it's very hard. <laughs> Communication is so The other thing is screens. Um, I have noticed a lot of a lot of companies, um, big corporations that I've been looking into recently, banks and stuff. They are um, boasting that they're spending massive amounts of money to put screens in their headquarters and in all of their banks and in in all of these businesses. Um, and and you go into most restaurants now, and there's like ten or more uh, TVs up, <laughs> you know, at any given time. And I was in um, a business the other day that had one of these screens up. And I was thinking to myself, how does this benefit their business? I'm like, the people that are in here already like their business. They're already customers. You know, how is this about them receiving produce for their business or, you know, something like that? Mm -hmm. And then it hit me. It's, it's subliminal. It's subliminal. Well, it's, re it's a reinforcement. It's a reinforcement of brand. And I, I've seen this, too, uh, in the building that we're in. We have actually uh, a video screen that's up there, and it's constantly flashing information about the building and what it's about and what's going on. It's reinforcement of brand, and they're doing this more often. Soon it's going to be much like what we see in science fiction films where they'll be able to, with a chip or some other biometric, recognize speak to you directly.
It's right. Robocalls, I would say, are a form of targeting, too, because robocalls are out of hand, and you can get a person you know, to go absolutely nuts when 24 hours their phones are ringing off the hook with robocalls because somebody decided to target you and uh, send your information to some website or, or someplace where now you're getting junk calls and junk mail. It's a form of harassment. It certainly uh, is uh, a form of targeting. 877-733-1011. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. From the Pacific Office Automation Studios, this is FM News 101 KXL. Dr. John Hall's with us tonight on Ground Zero, 877-733-1011. We go to Jack in California. Hi, Jack, you're on Ground Zero. So, you know, California already has the red flag laws, mm-hmm. and doctors are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a catch-22. I mean, imagine if you went to your doctor and you told him that people are following you and you're hearing voices. Well, that's probably going to trigger... Uh, some kind of crisis report. I don't think it's going to be limited to guns. I can see people losing their driving privileges or, or other things. And I was just wondering from your guest, he mentioned um, we have to get control of the government. Well, I don't see that happening. But do you see a possibility of some type of... Um, of a coming dark age where people start to reject techno- technology? I could I could see that coming, and it's already to some extent happening. I mean, you're seeing more and more people try to move into rural areas and away from urban centers, which is exactly going against the grain of of, of what at least the, the government institutions of New World Order want in Agenda 21, which is you know their goal is to collect us tighter into urban centers for easier control. You know, as far as you know, kind of taking control of the government, I, I think we're at a point where it's probably still possible. I think um, just the fact that we were that, uh, an outsider was elected this time around a president. Now, the problem that we have is we've got to get other people with higher consciousness elected into Congress as well. And um, but it's hard when you have the major media, which is basically on the side of going more toward a socialist bent, actually kind of force feeding and brainwashing the public into seeing that as a good thing. And, you know, our public school system, we've got to thank for that, too. I mean, if you're talking to someone who's under 50, you know, like like you said in your your opening statements, Clyde, the, the young people now don't know the history of the Soviet Union and the Cold War and any of that well enough to, to know what they're asking for when they see socialism as a good thing. Well, and like I said before, too, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to make this statement again, if your kids know the political leanings of your teacher, that teacher should be fired. I don't think a teacher should be pushing their political leanings on any child, and I don't think they should be uh, uh, getting their getting their school children to march on behalf of their political leanings. And that's something that I'm very angry about, that I see that a lot, where you have teachers being well aware or uh, giving their political views. I mean, it's the same as giving your religious views. I think if a, if a, if a child knows the, the religious views of his teacher, I think the teacher should be fired as well. You know, and it, I know we're running out of time, but 
you know, one of the things that I think everyone should read is um, a book called Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era. It was written by Zerbik Nubrzinski, copyrighted in 1970. It's a very hard read, but if you read that book and then you read Game Pigs, you'll see exactly how we got here because that was the and I, I quote Zbigniew uh, Brzezinski many times with his idea of controlling and killing the populace. And of course, he was a CFR member. He organized Council on Foreign Relations, which of course was think tanks used to pretty much put together the blueprint for what I call the eschaton, or the idea of what the end times or the end times of our government would be and how they would eventually build the bridge to a more state socialist government. This has been in the planning stages for a good long time. Jack, thank you so much for the call. And Dr. John Hall, thank you so much for being a part of the program tonight. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Always good to be on, Clyde. Thank you so much. Coming up, we're going to be hearing from doc, uh, Dr. Matthew Arngard. So stay with us. Keep calling in with your questions. We'll have experts on the program all night long to talk about what it means to be a targeted individual and what the future holds for those who are targeted and, and what that means for Americans. Right here on Ground Zero. That's we'll be right back with more. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Ground Zero. So this is where the first guy got AIDS. Peter, this is the site of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Oh, so Saddam Hussein did this? No. No. That one lady who visited Iraq that one time? No, Peter, Iraq had nothing to do with this. It was a bunch of Saudi Arabians, Lebanese, and Egyptians financed by a Saudi Arabian guy living in Afghanistan and sheltered by Pakistanis. So you're saying we need to invade Iran? That's 877-733-1011. As I was explaining to Dr. Hall, I was uh, connecting the, what we call the through line.
new president-elect was there, President Trump. An American working at the U.S. Embassy in Havana, they call him patient zero, actually, he complained that he had heard strange noises outside his home. He said it was annoying to the point that you had to go in the house and close all the windows and doors and turn up the television. And this is what the diplomat told ProPublica, which is a newspaper. Uh, Patient Zero discussed the sound with his next-door neighbor, who also worked at the embassy. The neighbor said, yeah, he... Several months later, a third staffer at the embassy described suffering from hearing loss. He associated with strange sounds and he was here. He had bombarding him. Before long, more and more people at the embassy were talking about it. They too started to get sick. The symptoms were as diverse as they were terrifying. Memory loss, mental stupor, hearing problems, headaches. And also two dozen people were eventually evacuated for testing and of course treatment. The outbreak in the U.S. Embassy in Cuba wasn't the only mysterious illness to pop up in the headlines. Around the same time, around the time the embassy officials were preparing to fly home, more than 20 students at an Oklahoma high school suddenly came down with baffling symptoms that were similar. And also uncontrollable muscle spasms, paralysis. These things were happening to them a few years before that. A similar incident at a school in upstate New York had caught the attention of the local Fox News affiliate there, which sent parents into a panic over the possibility that their children had been stricken by an unidentified immune disorder. But the Cuban mystery, that Cuban mystery, the Trump administration insisted was different. Something about it just didn't make sense. It was not some environmental mishap. It was not hysteria. It was something more diabolical. Encouraged by U.S. officials, the story emerged that these incidents were an attack. In in the case of the diplomats, they were calling it an act of war. Some kind of acoustic weapon had been secretly aimed at these individuals. What is most disconcerting, though, is that it's not some conspiracy or secret. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency had long been working to develop an arsenal of sound and active denial weapons. The Pentagon was also proud of a weapon that used lasers to be messages in the minds of soldiers and civilians. Some of these weapons you may have heard of. We talked about the Medusa horn or Medusa, M-E-D-U-S-A, which stands for mob excess deterrent using silent audio. And then there's LRAD, which stands for long range acoustic device. So these weapons are known by a lot of people. They're known to cause excruciating pain when used on targeted individuals. The Joint Non-Lethal Weapons Directorate is a project aimed at developing new technologies that can both enhance brain function and also shut down parts of the brain to disable a person for apprehension, to apprehend them if they're a criminal. There's also new technologies provided by the Pentagon that are able to transmit clear snippets of human speech across long distances into the brain. And to accomplish this task, the weapon uses a principle called the laser-induced plasma effect, which involves firing an incredibly powerful laser to create a ball of plasma and then shooting at a second laser there to oscillate the plasma, creating sound waves. With enough laser bursts fired at the light frequencies, the plasma vibrations can actually mimic human speech. And this technology will enable military personnel to target specific people with messages or warnings while putting themselves at minimal risk. So the talking laser has been called a communication tool. However, slight variations can make the weapon useful for more aggressive controls on individuals and 
and crowds. For example, JNLWP scientists are also testing plasma laser lasers that can burn through clothing to irritate human skin and lasers that can pulse at frequencies similar to flashbang grenades. Weapons such as these have allegedly been used by criminal elements that have targeted individuals who claim they are victims of gang stalking. Tonight on Ground Zero, it is Targeted Individual Day, and we are recognizing it today with several distinguished guests that have a lot of information, uh, good information that we're giving you tonight uh, about what this is. It, it's far greater than just people who say they hear voices. There's more to it than this. Tonight, we have brought into the studio, directly into the studio, Dr. Matthew Arngard. He has a, a PhD in neurobiology and behavior uh, from Cornell University. He, is, he also is a, a, a TI. Well, he used to be. A, he was a TI. He was targeted in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, by a corporate entity. Presently, he works inside the Beltway in Washington D.C. And he's gone. He actually, he's one of the co-organizers for TI Day here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we are so happy to have Dr. Matthew Arngard with us. It's a pleasure to be here, Clyde. Man, I'll tell you, I have learned a lot today. I think more so than I've ever learned because of TI Day and how it seems that uh, this goes beyond that of those who hear voice uh, uh, tormented. This this uh, has gotten a little bit more advanced, and now we have new red flag laws and other laws where they're weaponizing psychiatry. I think we're looking at more and more people who are going to find themselves targeted. What do you say to that? Well, we've seen tremendous growth in this issue. I've been connected to it um, ever since I escaped from my targeting in Vancouver, in Vancouver and then returned to the U.S. And uh, I've been an activist ever since because it was an extremely violating situation. And uh, even in that short period of time uh, from 2016 to now, I, I've seen uh, tremendous growth um, in the number of victims that are coming forward. Are we finding that, I mean, you have a background in uh, neurobiology. Are we finding that uh, these weapons or whatever they may be, these uh, the, these weapons that are active, that are uh, bringing people down, are they find, Are we finding that they're more neuro-based, that we're looking at more uh, neurotech that's going in to basically disable people from, you know, deep Whoa. into their uh, neuro firings of the brain? Well, it is hard to the technology, because I will point out that there are targeted individuals who have been alleging this, uh, that it's been happening for decades. targeted individual uh, is largely um, not, not that more advanced. However, there are some very advanced cases. But I think the vast majority of, of targeted individuals are getting this um, technology leakage that uh, perhaps started a couple decades ago. You know, it's something uh, a lot of people don't realize. It was something yes. simple, low frequency pulsing at your house or a low frequency pulsing on your phone or something like that can be enough to drive you crazy. I know that the uh, the woodpecker uh, that was actually the woodpecker sound that was uh, developed by Russian by Russians. In fact, uh, it was Oregon that was affected by the woodpecker sound. People were thinking it was just maybe something in the wires or something, but really people were being targeted with the sound and it was driving them absolutely crazy. My targeting did include uh, weaponry that caused the microwave auditory effect. I, I'm not a V2K victim, but uh, the, the microwave auditory effect that I got was a mechanical um, uh, or almost like an alarm bell, but like a very, a very um, mechanical or electronic alarm bell. That's in my 
head. And um, I, I think that the that the rate of pulsing of that electronic dinging was um, exactly corresponded to the rate at which they were pulsing the energy. Um, I didn't get V2K, but I got um, some very strange visual phenomena. And we know that the targeting is all about uh, sensory intrusions or um, effects on your sensory system. So I'm very well aware of, of, what, you're, of your, what you're speaking about. Why do you think you were targeted? Well, I, I have a pretty good idea. I'm very um, fairly certain that um, in my um, high-rise apartment in Vancouver, uh, it was the first time I lived in a high-rise. If you know anything about Vancouver, it's a, a very much like a glass city. And from my high-rise, I looked out over the alley and saw a um, non-residential building in which there was very suspicious activity going on, which um, slowly evolved into um, harassment. And at, at one point, um, I think it was basically, you know, targeting, they can tune the targeting and really what they want to do is tune it down to a level where they're getting an effect, but it's not obvious. That's the sweet spot. And they did that for a couple of years. And then um, I confronted them. And then overnight, it was the essentially silent army or hidden army. Essentially, military-grade weaponry was was brought out. Now, was this uh, was this uh, harassment to get you to comply to something? Were you a whistleblower? Or was it a grooming process? I think the harassment, um, the amped-up harassment, was meant to drive me out of out of my apartment and out of town. But honestly, I feel like I moved into a situation in which I was sort of witness to almost a center of harassment, of this kind of harassment. And at first I was, I was observing it. I am a scientist, I'm a very observant person. And when I see something strange, I don't close my blinds. I actually take steps to, uh, I'm attracted to it. And, and I think that was what, not what they wanted. So you found yourself uh, being fascinated and intrigued and you were exploring it and they didn't want you to do that. They wanted you to be, they wanted you to kind of crack. Well, were, you, were you on the verge of cracking? I mean, I would be. What about, I mean, or did you find yourself working your way? I know you're not targeted anymore, you've told me. So so what was it that you did to break free? Uh well, let, let me say one thing real quick. So uh, some of this suspicious behavior that I saw actually involved um, young males in their 20s wearing ghillie suits and hiding among ve vegetation on the roof of this of this building. And, and, you, and one can say, well, how do you know there were people in ghillie suits? Uh, at night, I would see the um, reflection from the ambient light off their binoculars. And I, and I tested that by shine illuminating their binoculars with lasers and I, I could get them to jump back and um i i tested the parameters and one time i i i guess i enraged them because one of the guys took off his ghillie suit and basically made threatening gestures um at me right. now to answer your other question once it became basically they turned my apartment into a hot war zone with non-lethal electromagnetic weapons mm -hmm. and uh without giving them any notice I basically uh, got got in touch with family, and I abandoned my apartment with zero notice, and never returned. And and that might have helped me get away from it. And then after that, I went underground for a year. No um, no car, uh, no driver's license. Um, I had family support, and I stayed off the grid for a year. During that time, I wrote a essentially a report, an affidavit, but it's much more than that, uh, 500 pages, which I sent to the RCMP, the Attorney General of Canada, and, and the FBI. 
Fantastic story with Dr. Matthew Arngard tonight on Ground Zero. PhD in Neurobiology and Behavior from Cornell University. I'm in here tonight on TI Day, uh, targeting individuals. And as I said before, we're looking at a time uh, with the changing of the laws, the red flag laws, uh, the behavior laws, uh, be behavioral economics, all these things that are happening, and the social credit system they're proposing. We're going to be seeing a lot of people become targeted individuals where they'll lose their lives, they'll lose their livelihoods, they'll lose their, their, their life, liberty, and their ability to own property. It's going to be a very interesting time if we don't speak up against this sort of legislation and law. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Back with more from Dr. Matthew Arngard, right here on Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News 101 KSL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. Matthew Arngard is with us tonight on Ground Zero. It is TI Day, and we're recognizing the targeted individual. And uh, he and I were having a discussion during the protection orders. You know, ever since the, the shootings in El Paso and the shootings in Dayton, we've been emotionally done about guns. And, of course, uh, I know that uh, from the very beginning, we were having a lot of people who consider themselves fringe analysts saying, well, most of And I thought, you know, okay, you keep saying that. And, yeah, maybe they are mentally ill. But if we keep pushing this issue, they're eventually going to be made laws where they're going to find ways to determine that you are mentally ill, and it gives them the advantage over you. It makes you, uh, it makes you more uh, of a of a servant to what would be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a, these things called extreme risk protection orders. Uh, they call them red flag laws, but they're actually extreme risk protection orders, where they actually wonder if you are at extreme risk, where they do a threat assessment on you, do a threat assessment on your children in schools, and if they show any signs of being withdrawn or isolated or disassociative. And, and a lot of children, you know, find themselves in a situation where they wonder if they're under some sort of control or they're being harassed. You have a lot of young people who come forward and say that they think they may be harassed. We are seeing more of that. Um, generally, we have a, a, an older age demographic in this community. Um, but even at the rally today, we, we had um, uh, two people that were under 18 um, at the rally. And we're seeing more of that. But I, I'm not sure if the younger demographic has having less maturity has a harder time discerning that something's wrong and um perhaps that's part of it um perhaps they're not being targeted as much because they're um not um targeting them doesn't produce a, a, the desired result I, I'm, I'm not sure but it is an older demographic generally how do you separate schizophreniform activity from what is going on here well, I'm not a psychiatrist, but um, I, I know a thing or two, and I think um, people that have schizophrenia have um, language um, impact. Uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, you know, you kind of know when someone has genuine schizophrenia. We all have an intuitive sense of that. They're, they have a hard time communicating. They have a hard time, even in extreme cases, forming um, thoughts, coherent thoughts. Community, um, 
by and large, doesn't have that. So um, we, we have an intuitive sense that this is a group different from schizophrenics who you see, um, the, you know, yeah, I've noticed that, uh, and I think a lot of people, when you're involved and you and you get to know these people, I mean, there's more to it than just hearing voices. There's more to it than the electronic harassment. I was talking about that. Now they're saying they feel like they're being financially harassed, but on beyond the fact that you know there's identity theft, but beyond identity, a gaslighting effect that's going on. It's an electronic gaslighting where uh, people start to have this this ability to become subservient to whatever it is that's harassing them. They are becoming worn down, and they and they don't know what else to do except to basically uh, uh, obey. Either they obey or they don't obey, and if they don't obey, then it becomes harder for them. I can I can relate to that. I can that did not happen to me. I guess I have the personality, and I was able to break the perimeter, so to speak. But it took an extreme move, and I um I, I guess I also have a kind of a um a fighting type personality, a a, a resistant personality. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I can relate to imagine. I can imagine if I was in that situation for a decade, it, it would wear me down and um it would be it'd be horrific yeah i, I think uh, that's i think that's one of the things is that we need to uh at this time where we're in a situation where extreme risk protection orders will be enforced we have to be a little bit more uh, considerate i think uh, of what people are saying and listen to what's being said rather than making judgment calls and saying up oh, gotta call the cops up oh, gotta do a visit up oh, gotta do that Immediately they're put into uh, jails or they're put into psychiatric wards without any due process and this is something that needs to be focused on and, and this makes it harder for everybody and this is why these laws i think are draconian they should not be uh, at all being enforced or they should be taken away because they certainly are selective. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero and Everest to call tonight, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Hey guys, it's Clyde and I'm excited to tell you about Longevity, a supplement company that I've been associated with since 2002. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. On top of all this, that, that um, well, I I believe it. Uh, so I are talking like gangbusters during the breaks. And are talking like gangbusters during the breaks and I want to bottle everything and just kind of throw it back out there. Uh, the vilifying, the vilification of targeted individuals is now evident with Google. Tell me about that. Well, I, I believe it. Uh, so that's happened. Targeted individual content Comments are quickly um, neutralized. Uh, the comments are essentially suspended, um, and uh, it, it even seems channels can be taken down. Although I can't say for sure that I know the, all the parameters around that, and um, we just have a sense or a suspicion that our our content is not being pushed um, equally, and. Um, I look forward to the day when there will be lawsuits because that is a type of discrimination against a very serious issue. Uh, we don't have very good direct evidence of that um, 
but of course we're not inside Google. So, well, and it was funny when I was doing research today, I was uh, typing in, you know, what the overall attitudes were about targeting individuals. There was an article I was reading. I can't remember what source it was from. And it was really interesting how cynical the article was about targeting individuals saying things like, well, when the loneliness comes, the aliens arrive. When the isolation comes, the voices are heard. It's almost like, you know, people just eventually develop schizophrenic disorders. And Dr. Hall was saying, no, schizophrenia comes, it's detected at a very young age, and it's very rare for you to pick up on schizophrenia later on in your life or to pick up on the voices or what have you. I mean, I know dementia may set in, but this isn't dementia. This is something more than that. Right. Absolutely. And um, it's actually a mischaracterization of of the targeted individual and, and the community, because if you're inside it and if you're a sensitive person and you're willing to look at that aren't um, lonely and, and looking for attention. Um, actually, we're doing the right thing and speaking out. And, and I think there'll come a day when people will, will look back and, and be proud of, of us for doing that. Okay, now, and, and, and forgive me if this is a simplistic question, but it's gotta be said. What is the overall goal? Well, that's a tricky question because I, I, I actually, my, my personal view is that this stalking and harassment playbook and even the weaponry um, improvised microwave weapons I believe that's spreading culturally and so I don't think there's a single entity doing this and so uh, what's wanted is is is, um, is various things just awareness right um, there might be a, a larger um, overarching It's a it's a black box. Well, I, well, yeah, I agree. I, I want I want people to understand that you know when you're dealing with this thing, it's supposed to government. I mean, you have corporate entities to know how to use this. You have criminal elements that use this. Drug cartels use this. Uh, you know, and government agencies use this. We know that a lot of veterans are being targeted. We know a lot of people who have had relationships with the CIA, maybe NSA, a lot of security groups, psychological operation groups. They become. I even, uh, I think I remember you telling me that you were targeted because some of the work you did for the government, am I correct? Was that the government of Canada? Government of Canada. I okay. think you're, you're probably thinking of someone else. Okay. I, I was targeted. What appeared to be an organized, a white collar organized crime group. Okay. Um, possibly a center of this harassment because I sort of witnessed it happening to other people okay. before I was targeted. All right, all right, because I mean, maybe I did confuse you with someone else. Let's go to uh, Nate in Canada. Hi, Nate, you're on ground zero. Nate, hi, you're on hey. ground zero. Thank, thank you so much. I'd like to firstly uh, 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 dialogue by quoting Dr. Robert Becker and uh, quote, Obvious application in covert operations designed to drive a target crazy with voices. <laughs> uh, they're doing this. Um, and secondly, I'd like to uh, ask uh, the second guest if they know about uh, Donald Friedman. Ten years ago, I'd call in... CI patient zero. I, 
I don't know Donald Friedman, and um, but I've heard from from targets and even some Canadian targets who uh, claim, um, and I have no reason to doubt them, that they were targeted more than starting more than 10 years ago. So uh, what do you mean by um, targeted individual patient zero? Oh, uh, he, uh, 10 years ago, he, uh, I'm not sure of his backstory, but he believes he was targeted by the U.S. government, of course, and uh, he uh, filed uh, freedom of information requests. And one of the documents he uh drug up was from the U.S. Army and it, it was titled Bioeffects of Selected Non-Lethal Weapons which discussed weapons that can uh, beam voice into people's heads give them seizures and even cause epileptic seizures and this is a quote and this is from their patent I'm, I'm familiar with that document. I've, it's, a, it's a back pocket classic of TIs, and I'm grateful that the Department of Army released that document. Um, in all fairness, uh, that document, I believe, was written as a, a list of um, things that were in development and not, not necessarily in use, but I do know the document you're talking about. It's, a, it's an important document. Yeah, I was just going over uh, Friedman's statement. Uh, apparently, it says here, Friedman believed that Secret Service agents had, among other things, arranged to have him molested when he was 13, fired an electromagnetic radiation-based weapon at him that caused his shoes to melt, uh, fired a similar weapon at his father that caused him to develop prostate cancer and eventually killed him. Prior to this time, Friedman had apparently filed a Freedom of Information Act request for Secret Service records pertaining to him, but was dissatisfied with the response he received. Friedman handed his letter to the FBI, FBI uh, agent on duty at the front desk of the field office. The agent read the letter and asked Friedman three times whether he was sure that he really wanted it delivered to the special agent. Uh, Friedman responded each time in the affirmative. The agent explained to Friedman that the letter constituted a threat against a federal officer and therefore a federal crime. Friedman replied that he understood that he was about to commit a federal crime as a result of delivering the letter that he expected to be arrested that day. Finally, the agent asked Friedman if he really intended to torture Secret Service agents if his demands were not met, and Friedman confirmed that he did. Friedman was then placed under arrest and subsequently charged with one count of threatening to assault a federal officer. But apparently, Friedman has maintained at all times a position that he has been harassed, that he was harassed a lot, that he was also molested, and that he's perfectly competent to stand trial. So that's that's pretty much uh, the Friedman case, uh, the, uh, the uh, Donald Friedman case in a nutshell. That help you, Nate? Uh, thank you for that. You bet. Thank you for calling. Let's go to Liam in California. Hi, Liam. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Thanks so much. Um, oh, man, you guys have my, my synapses popping tonight. Um, so I think um, we should teach a course to um, kids called The Horrors or the Perils of Human Nature. Um, I was a school teacher who was targeted, and... Um, What's really sad is um, I should have seen it all coming. You know what I mean? Um, I should have seen that I, I was a little bit front and center, and um, I would, you know, question um, that, you know, it's, it's California. You know, some of the stuff we do out here is stupid, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, um, times, like yeah. Sending, you know, sending our board of directors on a trip to um, China um, with taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, 
and, and, and you know, like grandma said. Well, let's let's go there. back to I want to go back to how did you see it coming? I just want to get this story out because we're running out of time, Liam. So how did you see this coming um, as a teacher? Well, I think what happened was just if, if I would have known how wicked people will be if they're threatened, that they will throw you in the gutter and rationalize that they were right. And sleep like a baby at night. Some of them. I, did you, I mean, did I you cross some, someone? Is that what happened with your with your targeting? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um, I crossed people because um, you know I questioned like wasting wasting money. Um, just you know just to give one little example, like I did, just just wasting money that's supposed to go to the kids, and 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 you question that, and now you're a threat. And, and once you're a threat, it's like all bets are off. I mean, they, they, and you know, like they, you guys were talking about like, you know, shooting a weapon at somebody to make them sick. They don't have to shoot a weapon at you. They'll, they'll just start sending their lawyers after you and threaten to fire you when they really can't, but they'll, they'll, they'll run you through the ringer and drain you financially mm -hmm. and make you sick and kill you. Yeah, we were um, talking that uh, earlier about what was the financial targeting that happens where you immediately run into money and you're wondering where it's coming from and then that money goes for a debt that you owe or that money goes for a future debt that you owe or a firing that's about to happen to you and they do that because they can. They can basically get into your bank account and they can do things like that to you and you're thinking, how did this happen? Why is it I'm getting this money? And then all of a sudden, oh, this is why I'm getting the money because I have an aunt that was dying and I have to pay for insurance. These are things that are just really peculiar and people have said that this is a new way to get at you. It also raises another interesting point, and that is that this um, basically these uh, targeting uh, techniques are age old. Yeah, and 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 they uh, yeah. we just have a high tech spin to them now, but uh, really they they're as old as humanity. It's gaslighting. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of gaslighting. Liam, thank you for the call. It, it's it's a form of gaslighting with technology. They can do it a lot better now. They can fool you into thinking you've done one thing when you haven't, or they. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing way that they can do this, and that's why I worry about uh, these new laws and these threat assessments and these social programs or these social credit programs that they want to initiate because they can certainly target people and mark them uh, and they would have a horrible life in the process. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Tonight on Ground Zero, targeted individuals. That's what we're talking about. If you're a targeted individual, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you know someone that has been, or if you want to know more information, ask more questions. We have Dr. Matthew, Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. We'll be right back with more. 877-733-1011. We've opened a few lines, so if you had a hard time getting in, they're open now. 877-733-1011. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News. We do justice to targeting individuals. And the reason why is because for the longest time, CIs have been, you know, ridiculed, vilified, and I don't think talk show hosts have, uh, have really taken a serious look into the phenomenon. Electronic harassment, synthetic telepathy, we're looking at uh, cognitive dissonance, we're looking at uh, uh, basically violations of cognitive liberty. See, that's the thing too, uh, Matthew, is that we, you know, we're running into uh, cognitive liberty issues, and that is that, you know, uh, they, the founding fathers, when they put together the Constitution, when they put together you know, the amendments to the to the rights you have and all this, you know, I don't think they even considered the fact that, you know, when we're searching, you, know, so you, you have the right not to be searched. Well, do you have the right not to have your brain tampered with or to be harassed or to have your, 
your mind opened up like it's a like like it's a can of worms and you just go in there and look into it and see what's going on or maybe monitor people what they talk about and what they do absolutely cognitive and mental human rights are are coming there are a lot of people that feel rather hopeless about this situation but i'm i'm an optimist and i think the human spirit and um and uh human rights will will prevail um, and when, when it does, the pendulum is going to swing back hard and there's going to be ramifications basically in, in all kinds of different aspects. And the founding fathers would absolutely uh, be supporting targeted individuals uh, right now. I really do believe that, too. I just think that, you know, once again, we have the Pentagon, we have uh, the Defense Department, DARPA and all these groups that are proud of their silent weapons. They're proud of their active denial weapons, their voice to skull technology, their LRAD technologies. And while they're saying that these technologies will be used in the battlefield, we're, we're seeing them being used in gain-of-function exercises. What can be done that we can actually uh, petition and say the military has no right experimenting with – I mean, they, they, they eliminated the experiments allegedly back in the 1980s. Uh, and in fact, uh, during the church hearings, they found out that uh, you know this was being done with chemicals. We had all these – we had MK Naomi. We had, uh, of course, MK Ultra. We had all these other things that were being exposed. Now we have to deal with things like Project Pandora and dealing with all the other biological effects of low-level microwaves. And I don't think people really know about these programs and that they're being implemented and being used on American people. In a sense, um, I, I feel like it's possible that uh, you mentioned Pandora. It just made me think of the metaphor Pandora's box. In a sense, it's been opened, and I think the resistance to getting this situation under control is because of the consequences that, that are going to happen when people are outraged about this. Um, but because there's no accountability and there's such high deniability, people on the inside must know how dangerous this uh, this technology is. Oh, sure. They know the benefits. They know what they can use to uh, uh, basically harm someone if they really want to target them and harm them. And that, that's available. If the, if the uh, technology exists, there is that potential that can be used for ill will. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. Uh, if you want to chime into the show, I'm sure you have a, an opinion on this, or if you've experienced something like this, you can always call us 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Stay tuned. Dr. Matthew Arngard will be with us for another hour, and he'll be answering questions as well. Coming up on Ground Zero, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. 877 That's 877-733-1011. It's our final hour talking about targeting individuals. I was doing a search during the break. FBI targeting individuals and what a lot of the websites say about it. And I, I saw something that was interesting that uh, insensitive. Okay, very insensitive because you can tell that the person who wrote the article was ill-informed and ignorant about what it is what, what this all entails. They, the, the person who wrote the article said that they, they, it said gangs was no targeted individuals when mental illness becomes coordinated, meaning that people who are mentally ill have found a way to group with others who have the same mental illness and have decided to be to become a, a, a cult or a group. It is so far from the truth, and I'll tell you why. Because when you're looking at you're looking at targeted individuals and what what, what the whole idea of TI is, TI has been reduced to that kind of attitude because of the approach. When you have a minimal amount of talk show hosts, a minimal amount of document 
or give uh, an editorialized version of the story, if they don't know enough about it, they'll just go off and say this is the way it is. And the balance thing would be, as I've asked many questions before about, uh, let's let's kind of divide the schizophrenia, the schizophreniform, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, concepts and put them to the test with targeted individuals. Targeted individuals are those who are experiencing various forms of surveillance harassment. That's why I think it's important after we've heard about red flag laws and other surveillance laws, that surveillance harassment is something that it is. It's more so surveillance harassment than it is anything else, okay? Just about all TIs experience chronic, highly organized stalking. Many targets also experience the sudden, uh, sudden inexplicable fracturing of personal and work relationships. Businesses are sabotaged and become impossible to sustain. Items from locked homes and cars are routinely found missing. Computers consistently malfunction and appear to be externally controlled. Phones are hacked. Automobiles need constant repair. Then... There are what appear to be electronic assault activities affecting both the mind and body. Symptoms right in various parts of the body. We have these burning sensations where they start hearing internal voices. But it's not that the voices are saying, kill, kill, kill. The voices are saying, guess what? We got you and we are going to continue to harass you. Okay. So these internal voices that basically push people. And, and wear them down. You have uncontrolled movements of the arms and legs. You have deterioration of muscle mass and bone mass because of, of what's going on. Various parts of the body are, are certainly being, uh, being uh, you know, reduced or destroyed, okay? And this is something that I think is very important, and that is what it does is it creates a life that is full of uncontrolled or actually what I'd say unrelenting fear, resentment, pain, despair. In the United States, the military is credited with having developed the technology to implement this stuff, okay? They are very glad to tell you that they have this type of technology, but then there are other groups who'll be very glad to tell you that the people that say this technology is being used on them are crazy. Now, how is that happening? Why is that happening? I mean, everything they've got, every every uh, silent weapon they have is there to implement this fantastic campaign to destroy the human psyche. But, but that's not the whole, that's not the whole story. Okay, that's that's not that's not it. The reality is is that targeting is by no means limited to being an American or being having it as an American problem. Obviously, with my guest tonight, we know this. Okay, the truth is, targets are there. Targets have a reason for being targeted. And tonight we have Dr. Matthew Arngard with us on Ground Zero to talk about this. Of course, once again, from Canada, okay? You're, you're Canadian and you were targeted and uh, you were targeted for a number of reasons. How many people that you've talked with, what are some of the reasons they say they're targeted? Actually, I'll make a quick correction. I'm a U.S. citizen. I, I was working in Canada when I was targeted. Okay. And uh, that was a, a, a fortunate situation for me because I was able to return to my native land, which took me out of the targeting situation. Um, if I was Canadian, maybe the system could have followed me uh, better in that country. Okay. Of course, the, the reciprocal happens to U.S. citizens. Now, uh, as to motives, um, one of one of the um, 
most sensible motives um, that I've heard a, a few times, several times, is that um, elderly people who are living in rent-controlled properties are are targeted to uh, basically um, e evict them from that space. Uh, whistleblowers, of course, um, that's when you get into the more potentially high-value targets. Um, and I could go on and on uh, in this list of sensible reasons, but honestly, I would say the the most common reason is one that doesn't make sense to the target and for which they have no idea who's doing it or why. So it, it, it seems like um, messing with them as some kind of a game or uh, I, I personally don't like to go that way, but it it could be some kind of an experimentation. It's kind of like mind game theory when you mind think game. about it. And, and here's something, a listener once brought up in an email to me the idea that smartphones, she was, she had this great, this, she was telling me that, you know, there's a conspiracy to get everybody acclimated to targeting. And that is your smartphone. Because she was telling me that she felt that she was a victim of electronic harassment. She believed that someone was targeting her and they were using microwave technology to beam voices into her head. And she expressed to me the idea that smartphones, smartwatches, they're gateway devices for creating artificial telepathy. And, and, I, and I never heard the term artificial telepathy before until I, uh, I read the email. And she explained that her she had this smartwatch. And she says, when you look at smartwatches, they're electronic assistance to your phone. And then it's a convenience to use a watch instead of looking at the phone. So you're looking at the watch on the phone, and you're trying to synchronize both. But she says this acclimation is the idea of Think, tap, receive. Think, tap, receive. Think, it's an exercise that eventually will become a mental imperative. It's like brushing your teeth or automatically using a car signal to make a turn. And no longer will you have to physically answer your phone or your watch. You just think, tap, receive. Think, tap, receive. And, and that's the thing is that it becomes more or less a, a model for mind reading. It's a model for grooming. It's a model for the continuation of, uh, of pushing this, like they would say it's a science fiction model of grooming people into accepting the idea that their thoughts are not gonna be their own, that they can actually be pushed into thinking a certain way. And, and with these devices, we certainly are all gonna become targeted individuals because we're not gonna have any control over choice or cognitive liberty or anything else because we're constantly being bombarded with the algorithmic you or the algorithmic me. Well, even people that have a hard time uh, believing or um, grappling with targeting or understanding it, uh, or, or maybe they don't even believe it and they think it's nonsense, um, I think they can understand how these devices that we have coupled with Facebook and these little rewards that you get for going through that cycle of tapping and and uh, receiving and tapping and looking that you were just giving, um, you know, they get a little dopamine surge. It's very much like a slot machine. And uh, I, I think it's in, it makes intuitive sense. Um, we all know that there's like addiction to um, internet and devices and it's, uh, and, and, you know, if, if you can believe that, then what, what you're saying, there's a, just a, it's just a couple steps beyond that. Well, they call it the dopamine squirt. You get yeah. a little dopamine here right. or you get a little oxytocin there. But people don't realize that they can get the oxytocin and dopamine by doing other things like petting a cat, hugging someone, right. giving them a kiss, saying hello, getting a smile right. out of the deal. And but you see it, when they you can get too much dopamine, there's dopamine poisoning that goes on. And, and that's another thing is that if, if there are things that raise the levels of dopamine or dismiss or 
diminish the levels of dopamine electronically. We're looking at people that will have ups and downs, highs and lows. They can mimic things like manic depression, for example, isolation, disassociative disorders. These are the things that I worry about because when you're bombarded constantly with these things, you really don't want to go out. You really don't want to uh, participate in anything because you're afraid of your shadow. You're afraid of anything. And this is the point. The whole point of this is to make you appear to be mentally ill. Well, I think that what we're going to see, you know, uh, for the first time, um, the longevity, uh, average longevity in the U.S. Uh, started declining. That happened recently, that that turning point. And I think with um, with the spread of targeting in the near future, what we're going to see is um, basically an epidemic of cognitive decline and uh, Alzheimer's and things like that. That's that's a prediction. Um, so there's going to be chronic effects that we won't see right away that are going to be population level that are really going to be tough questions. Do you think that'll be um, a byproduct of 5G technology and the smart cities that are going to be proposed for the future? It, it could be. I, obviously, the experiment on 5G hasn't been done, so we're going to be living in the soup of 5G, and that's going to be an experiment that we'll only see the effects when the system is erected. You can't really test those kinds of effects um, proactively or preemptively. So a few people have to die and lose their minds before we finally realize that 5G is basically screwing with us. I'm not sure if 5G is going to be screwing with us, but we'll we'll find out. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of... Uh... Uh, experiments have gone wrong where birds have died or, you know, we've, we've read about those situations where, you know, the, the magnetite in the brain sometimes, you know, it goes off and the birds fly into things and die. And you make an important point, actually, yeah. when you were um, talking about um, the schizophrenic, I, I'm not sure the word you used for it, but schizophreniform, schizophreniform. And um, you were, you were uh, delving into that and, and explaining that. Well, actually, um, these sensory phenomena that targeted individuals get, their pets get them too. We also have targeted individuals that experience these in groups. They're witnesses for each other. And about so their pets are affected. This is amazing. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Hold yeah. the phone. Their pets are affected. Well, when, if you hear the high-pitched um, microwave auditory effect and the, the, the width of the beam is big enough, you know, you can feel these beams. You, you can tell oh, yeah. when you're in the beam. Uh -huh. It's not just a high-pitched ringing. It's also other effects. Sure. And if your dog is in that uh, field as well, they'll start looking around for the, for the signal. And um, there are also visual sensory effects. Even targeted individuals don't like to talk about them because they really sound wild and out there but um the, the visual um sensory intrusions were happening to me in vancouver and the cat that i was taking care of it wasn't my cat but it was responding to these um through wall visual effects and the last thing i'll say is that um small animals birds especially we hear reports of chickens and people's pet birds um uh, being killed by this because they have a smaller cranium and they're very susceptible to these uh, microwave energy fields it's amazing. That's that's one thing I haven't heard in the whole time I've uh, discussed this with doctors and, and the people who are in the field saying that pets are affected or animals can be affected if they're in the way of the beams. It only makes sense. I never really thought about it. It only makes sense. I wonder why I never thought about it. It's, it's certainly not schizophrenia when, when you have a, you know, a cluster like I that. I fully agree with you there. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Definitely the most informative show on TI I've done in a long time because the experts tonight are amazing.
and they're here to ask your questions from Dr. Hall earlier and now Dr. Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Glad to have him here. Uh, he was involved with uh, the gatherings today, uh, the, the get-togethers for the targeted individuals. Want to say hi to a few people who may be listening tonight? Sure. Um, I, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, my co-coordinator, Ella Free, at freedomfortargetedindividuals.org. Uh, she's a main uh, big um personality in the TI community and of FFTI, Freedom for Targeted Individuals, which I work with, actually sponsored the event here in Portland. But we did it in partnership with Alliance to End Targeting. And that's this umbrella group that that coordinated um, more than 30 events around the world, ar- around 15 in the U.S. and approximately 15 in other countries. Right. And uh, there's many people involved in that, but I'd just like to quickly say that two movers and shakers that really are pushing that effort are Shayla Avance and Earl Watts, and of course, Lewis, Lewis Rowe is the person who originated the TI Day concept. Fantastic, let's go to Dave in New York. Thank you, Dave, for your patience, and you're on Ground Zero, go ahead. Hi, I'm in an internet and cell phone dead zone, so if you could stick me back on hold so I can hear the rest of the show, it would be great. Fascinating tonight. Big question I've got regarding red flag laws. Are the mass shooters mentally ill or are they targeted individuals? That's a that's a big question because we go back uh, with some of the uh, the shooters that uh, in the past have stated that they have been targeted. I, I remember the, the 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 one shooter. I can't remember who he was. He was the one that was at the uh, the the shipping lane shooter, the port shooter, and uh, he had a weapon that he called his ELF weapon because he said that he was being targeted. And uh, some people, you know, they get worn down enough that they do sometimes uh, freak out. And then again, we were talking a lot about the idea of what is known as live action role playing that's now happening, where uh, people are being groomed into thinking they're going into like what would be like a video game or they're going into a scenario that would be virtual. And they're being told this is a virtual situation. Nothing's going to happen. They go into the virtual situation. They find their guns are loaded. They start shooting and immediately they realize that they've been part of some live action role playing game. That was Aaron Alexis, the name yeah, Aaron Alexis, yeah, exactly. Navy art shooter. Navy art shooter, yeah. 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 Okay, Binghamton, New York, right, right along the Pennsylvania border. Uh, American Civic Center, 10 years ago, this guy from Vietnam, Jibberly Vong, said he had been harassed by all kinds of strange things. He was uh, actually hearing music in his head. Appliances were doing strange things. Um, his body was warming up, uh, possibly due to some kind of directed energy. And he had all kinds of crazy things going on while he was in California. When he moved back to the Northeast, he had the same problem that followed him. And finally, he just seemed to snap and kill 13 people. Uh, police say, oh, he was just crazy. And 10 years later, nobody talks about it. Well, that happens all the time where we have... Uh... You know, some people who say, you know, I was hearing voices, I was feeling like when there was one story, there are a lot of stories right now that I go back to my Rolodex in my brain where uh, one of the, there was a shooter that would check into a hotel and he said that he was trying to check into a hotel to get away from people who were harassing him. He was telling people that a guy in a sweater was harassing him. They kept seeing the same guy with a sweater. Uh, 
They knew that he was being gang stalked and they did nothing for him. And so then when he finally freaked out and started shooting, that's when they said, well, now we're going to throw him in jail because he, he basically, uh, you know, he's basically out of his mind. But they knew damn good and well he was being stalked. So sometimes I think, you know, the police, once again, without any uh, training with this type of thing, whether they write it off as pure mental illness or something else, they know nothing about the harassment that can go on. And maybe some of them are part of the harassment. That's the scary thing. Yeah, I'm hoping I get to hear the rest of this. A great show tonight. Thank you. I've thought about this a lot. Oh, thank you, Dave. Hold on. We'll, we'll keep you running through the nighttime. So stay with us, and uh, we'll be talking more about this right here on Ground Zero with Dr. Matthew Arngard. We'll get to your calls coming up, too. 877-733-1011. That's 877-targeted individuals. Arngard is with us tonight. What a fascinating show. Breaking the mold, if you will. Here's here's something interesting that just uh, fell at my feet right now. And, and this is something that will give you the creeps. This is something that will make you realize that we're living in a genuine sci-fi dystopia. Scientists have now successfully created and implanted an artificial memory. That is a memory of an event that never happened, created from the ground up and implanted into an animal. Now, they've only done it with a mouse so far, so we still got a bit of time before this whole thing starts feeling like a David Lynch movie or some Kafka thing. Uh, but it feels like one of those moments where uh, while we're talking about synthetic telepathy, while we're talking about what can be done to the mind, according to uh, a uh, an article that's been published in the journal Nature, titled Memory Formation in the Absence of Experience, scientists reverse engineered a memory to map the brain circuits involved in creating it. In this case, the association of the smell of cherry blossoms with an electrical shock to the foot that artificially implanted that memory into a mouse. Tests show that the mouse behaved as if it actually remembered being shocked in the foot whenever it smelled cherry blossoms, despite the mouse never having been shocked nor been exposed to the scent of cherry blossoms. Previous research has shown that it was possible to partially transfer memories from one rodent to another via reproducing the electrical activity associated with specific memory in one mouse and jolting it into the brain of another mouse. This new experiment is different. This time, the memory was created completely artificially from the ground up. It only consisted of a few parts. And now, using optogenetics, which of course we've talked about before, they're able to do this. It's another form of mind control, another form of planting memories, another form of planting ideas, or even taking away memories if they do, erase the mind, if you will. So uh, this certainly is uh, very startling, very chilling. Uh, Dr. Matthew Arngard, what do you think about what we just talked about just now? Well, I am a trained neurobiologist. I have a PhD in neurobiology, and um, I don't know the details of that study. I do recall seeing the title, but I know now we've had this conversation. As soon as I get back to DC, I'm going to look up that paper and find out the details. And uh, give, I can send you, I can email you a synopsis, but I, I wish I could give you the details on exactly what part of the brain and how they did that. Um, but, you know, even uh, to me, it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, basically, there's an expanding horizon of that kind of uh, research. We were just talking about uh, Vertrinity the other night, where they're saying that maybe we can digitize thoughts and put them into avatars. If they can digitize thoughts and put them into mice, imagine what they can do with human beings. And you know what? If you do read that paper and you do give me that information, we will have you back again to talk about this topic because it certainly is 
you know, it's kind of an adjunct bridge to what we're talking about tonight about the harassment and planting things into people's minds and harassing them to the point where they wear down. And I think uh, it's very important we're talking about, uh, you know, people who are uh, targeted individuals. And this is something that uh, most certainly is uh, worth uh, discussing further. Let's go to Mike in California. Mike, hi, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, how's it going? Um, the cousin of mine that he's uh he got uh targeted pretty much and um it all started once they started uh, installing the cell phone towers in the early 2000s and she experienced the stalking and the voices and your guest just uh confirmed the other one that they actually put in uh, an image in his head and it was pretty freaky and once he told me about the image i knew about the other two things but he, once he told me about the image, I thought, man, I think he is really losing it. What was so, the image, uh, if I if I could ask Mike? What's the image? So he was in his apartment, and uh, next thing you know, the some car came with some white dude, and uh, he, he stayed inside, and he said uh, he saw a white, really tall, white, naked guy come into his house, and he knelt down, like, crouched, and once he crouched, he turned into a baby. You turn into a baby? Yeah. Wow. And, and he, uh, he saw that image as yeah. if it was right there with him. Some lady that was taking care of me, right? I thought, yeah, I, I just mentioned, yeah, the enemy, the, en the really enemy of the, the people is the banks. And a couple months later, I went back. My money was missing, uh, close to 30000 and that was gone, pretty Jeez. much. And, um... Uh, you, I don't know if you heard about now that the Amazon is going to be conjoining with the police departments to watch us and videos. And one last thing, I think the end result you were talking about is what they did already in uh, Mexico City in this one clinic called San Rafael. And they pretty much, if you had money and uh, you or you had an enemy that was powerful, they would just go get you give you a lobotomy, drug you, and disappear you, and pretty much turn you into a zombie forever. They did, they did the same thing in South America during the Dirty War. They were able to do that. They were proficient in harassment, drugging, and then, of course, you get a knock at the door, 3 a.m., with the uh, policia showing up and uh, dragging you out of your home and then drugging you. And, and then, it's worldwide, yeah, you're getting yeah. It's terrifying what they can do. It really is. Let's go to Joshua in Oregon. Hi, Joshua. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Um, a nice, interesting show tonight. Um, I've been a victim for about three years now, uh, hearing voices. And it, it all started out with uh, them saying I had cameras around my house and things like that, and that they were able to able to see me. But um, uh, I started hearing my own inner dialogue. And so I when I started hearing my own inner dialogue, I was starting to think, and me thinking was uh, me talking to myself and me talking and being able to communicate with them and their voices. And so I could be sitting in a room with other people, having them talk to and having normal conversation, and actually be having conversation with these voices that are that are being brought towards me. And uh, I've been able to see the, the delusions. I've been able to see clowns walk around. I've been able to see ogres drinking. I've been able to see other things that 
um, that, um, that seemed invisible, but only I could see. And so the miraculous thing uh, about these things is that um, when you uh, been able, I've been able to communicate with them. So if I if I point out one finger, it means yes, and two fingers means no. And so I'll ask them questions, and they'll on my own hand they'll put either one for yes or two for no. And I've been able to communicate with these things, as well as when uh, I would I'd write down on a piece of paper and ask them questions, and they would write back on on the piece of paper uh with the it, with the pen in my hand and they would be writing back uh the answer the question at times so uh so you're actually being affected in many ways uh both with seeing and automatic writing and uh, communication yeah and so i i this 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 technology is so amazing. At first, it was harassing. Uh, they they know my most inner dialogue, my most, most inner conscious thoughts, and it will be be, be repeated back to me. Right, Doctor Arngard, uh, what 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 is your opinion of what Josh was talking about? Uh, well, um, I it, it's it's really hard to. Uh, get into mechanism and what's really going on but i think we have to be uh, i mean i just admitted to, uh, to you that um, i had similar phenomena happen to me and uh, i know v2k voice to skull is it's it's real and it's widespread but i do think that because they're doing sensory attacks and sensory intrusions and they can send messages to you and there's all this harassment going on that I believe there is an element of almost like a mentalist sleight of hand. And so um, it, it's it's hard to know uh, where that sleight of hand is happening. I think, I think um, we have to be a little bit careful and restrained in um, kind of saying exactly what's going on i don't think the uh push the mental levels to the point where he's seeing clowns i mean that's the thing is that you know they're not projecting them but he's he's he says he's seeing clowns no seeing... i believe i believe there is a way to project it and to affect the um uh, basically the to stimulate the eyes at a very low level and uh, generally uh, i found and i've heard from others and you know again we're, we're in very murky territory but i believe if it, that you're most susceptible in low light conditions and sometimes when you're almost um in a in a near sleep state and um uh, one thing you can try is just flooding the room with lights that's a good uh, countermeasure for these things but um i actually think they are projecting through the wall which is stimulating your retina reminds me of the uh, the story that uh, was told about the, the the image of the naked man turning into a baby which yeah. is uh, I, I haven't heard any of my images. Yes, Joshua, go ahead. The, the interesting thing is, is that when I'm in a dark room, such as my bathroom, where there's no windows and the lights are turned off, I can see actual shadows walking around and basically attached to my own arm. Like, and and they say they say Joshua. They call me by Joshua. They say Joshua. We're around you all the time. You know, we're we're around you, and so I I see things in the dark. I used to be able to see uh, red light with my eyes closed or with my eyes open in my bathroom, and there would be illuminating red light uh, flashing on the wall. Where do we go from being though harassed to maybe him being a clairvoyant of some kind, or or maybe having that 
that intuitive one one foot in and one dimension, one foot in the other dimension. Well, I mean, all just, I all I can say is yeah. that the, the the things that uh, he's describing are are eerily similar to some of these uh, through wall visual um, effects and harassments that I was getting. Wow. So, uh, and I, I personally, I don't I don't think of myself as a clairvoyant person. So, okay. uh, Joshua, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, things like I said once again, the show is even opening my eyes to things I didn't know about before as well here on uh, Ground Zero. And uh, yeah, the calls are amazing tonight. 877-733-1011. Dr. Matthew Arngarn with us tonight. 877-733-1011. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Go ahead. Um, hi. Yeah, I've been a TI for about five years now. I just wanted to call in and uh, uh, share some of my story with you. Um I remember when it first started, uh, I was just going to sleep and, uh, just before, you know, dream state or whatever, I woke up and felt like there was something wrong and that there was somebody in my house and I got up and I thought, well, I'm the only one here. I was living alone at the time. I said, you know, nobody's going to hear this. So I, I decided to start talking and said, I, you know, I said, uh, I know you're there, whoever you are, show yourself. And what I heard was a voice say, you're the first one to discover us. I can't really remember the conversation after that, but it got more and more intense over the past few years. And I, in uh, June of 2016, I started keeping accurate records and journals of all my experiences. And these voices were harassing me. There's basically a lot of ridicule, um, a lot of laughter, a lot of putting down, stuff like that. Um, and uh, I've had a lot of visuals with it. Uh, I remember speaking with my daughter on her balcony at her house, and I started to tell her about this. And all of a sudden, there was a bright red flash across the sky, and it streaked across the sky, kind of like a comet would or something. And my daughter says, what do you suppose that was? And I says, that was a flare. And uh, the voice had told me when it shot that, it said, don't you say anything to her. Another time, I'm at my parents' house, and uh, I'm standing in the driveway. It's about 4.30 in the morning, and I'm having a cigarette, and I hear this voice say, How won't say anything? Uh, don't, and don't, don't you tell anybody about my project. And what I saw come around the corner of the house, it was, it was, sort of, it was stealth, and it pulsated in lights, like four pulsating lights, yellowish white is boom, 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 boom. and I hear a voice say there it is there it is and then uh, there was another time about the same time of night uh, in the driveway as well and uh, I hear this voice come back say you're going away anyway so I want to show you something and what I saw was this craft that briefly appeared to decloak and you know about long enough for me to catch a glimpse of it maybe two seconds and then it recloaked and then I, the un, this unknown voice says, do you know what that was? And just taking a wild guess, I said, government? He says, that's right, government contract. And what it looked like was the craft that, um, and I didn't find this out till after I drew, draw, uh, drew the picture and I saw it in a documentary somewhere. It looks like the craft from uh, uh, that Arnold, uh, Kenneth Arnold drew. In 1947. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Chevron, the Chevron shapes. Yeah, exactly. The boom, the boomerang. The boomerang yeah, look, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's true. I mean, you could be getting, uh, you know, some sort of information that was showing you 
perhaps exotic craft or you're having inside information. I, I'm not so sure, but uh, you know, that happens to people, especially contractors and people who've been involved with contracting. And, and so, uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to this phenomenon that needs to be explored, and we just don't have enough time tonight to do so. Uh, we're actually out of time right now. I'd like to thank Dr. Matthew Arngard for being on the program tonight. Thank you so much for being a part yeah, of this. Thank show. you. This has been a fantastic experience, and we, we've had uh, real movement out on. You has been the perfect end to TI Day because, I mean, uh, you really take on this issue. Uh, your callers are great, and I can see that um, it's glad. To, I'm glad that we have uh, people like you um, talking to us and advocating for this issue. Well, thank you. I was glad to be a part of it because I have done shows in the past about it, but I never really had the opportunity to have as many professionals on the program to talk seriously about it and what every little aspect entails. So I, I thank you for being on the program, and Dr. John Hall too for being on the program. Yeah, my tonight. pleasure. Thank you bet. Uh, join us tomorrow night. We've got another great show for you planned on Ground Zero, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. So, John, I mean, I want to kind of, uh, every time, you know, we've had you on the program, we've talked about this as if everybody understands how this works. And most people, when they hear about it, I think they immediately have a little bit of cynicism about it saying that well here we are giving a forum for people who may be schizophrenic or manic depressive how are we how are we differentiating between those who are i guess you could say having uh, some sort of uh, psych psychotic break or they're having some sort of uh, schizophreniform uh Well, I mean, one of the things that, that I always tell people, and you know, I, I am a medical doctor, I'm a physician, so I'm not going to sit and deny that schizophrenia doesn't exist or anything like that. It certainly does exist, and we've known about it for some time. The difference between someone who is truly schizophrenic and someone who is identifying themselves as a targeted individual, for one, schizophrenia starts at an early age. Most of the time, those are people that are recognized as correct or not early on in, in, in males a little bit sooner than, than females, but typically in childhood, um, certainly by 20, 21, 22, um, are usually devoid from reality in some aspect, whether that's visual delusion. You know, saturated in a belief system that is as only seen real. Now, the difference between that and someone that's targeted, uh, most of the victims that I've been exposed to and I may have interviewed by this time, probably tens of thousands, uh, typically will come forward with these types of complaints, usually late 30s, early 40s. Um, some of the last statistics, majority of the uh, victims were female living alone. And um, it's, they usually identify uh, first with stalking, that uh, they notice like strangers following them around. These aren't boyfriends or loved ones or, you know, private investigators that are investigating a crime. But usually it is organized private investigators following them around, getting biometrics on them, breaking into the home, going through their stuff, getting anything that helps further the anxiety and the stalking. Uh, and then after they get biometrics on them, then they are able to use electronic talking with them and then that's where what most people you hear talking about that that sounds insane is being communicated 
to it in what they would describe as a synthetic telepathic uh, type of way where you're hearing voices in your head of the people who are watching you and you can respond back to those people um, in thought. Yeah. Um, and that does sound schizophrenic and it, and it, it was designed to sound schizophrenic. It, it's obvious that now we have uh, a reason with the surveillance state increasing its power to try and single out or like I say psychologically out people whether it be to reveal their deepest secrets about their psychological uh, help or trying to out them in a way where they would embarrass them or otherwise stalk them and raise paranoia within them that immediately they find themselves in a jail cell. We'll be back. With hey guys, it's Clyde. I want to talk to you about something we tend to ignore or may want to consider. Now is a great time to focus attention on the importance of preparing our families, homes, businesses, and communities for disasters that threaten our lives, property, and homeland. Preparedness is a shared responsibility. It is critical to maintain readiness. Each step we take to become better prepared makes a real difference in how we will persevere when faced with the unexpected. Well, there are two things you can count on when you buy from My Patriot Supply, getting high quality food for the best value and freedom. The emergency food you'll depend on is made from the freshest ingredients. Meals are freeze dried and sealed airtight with an oxygen absorber enclosed in a resealable zipper pack for a long term storage that lasts up to 25 years. That's amazing. To order, go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. Or call and speak to a preparedness advisor at 888-440-8150. That's 888-440-8150. Be sure to mention Prepare With Ground Zero, 888-440-8150. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord. My soul to take.
Individual Day, 29th. We had rallies going on here in downtown Portland. People raising awareness for targeted individuals. And of course, you know, uh, now more than ever, we need to pay attention to this, as I said before, because of uh, the way they're going to be uh, issuing extreme risk protection orders and how easy it would be to actually target someone and make them feel paranoid or otherwise sick or feeling they don't have control of their minds anymore, uh, telling them they can't take their medications if they need them. Um, and, and not only that, but you know, we know that DARPA and several other groups, Pentagon, they're proud of these weapons they use. They're proud of these things. And uh, Dr. John Hall's with us tonight. And, and another thing too, is I, I, I hadn't, uh, I wanted to pretty much go with the idea Oh, I wanted to kind of have you explain some things because usually, you know, we go in with the attitude that everybody knows what TI is, but I wanted, I wanted you to kind of describe for me uh, just what someone who is targeted, what they need to be looking for, what they need to, what are the things that best describe, or what are the symptoms that most people who are targeted tell you, or what is it that uh, we need to look for? Well, I can tell you the most common things, and usually the, the first thing that someone will notice is what they think is stalking, and the stalking initially is very subtle, um, and, and that's why people don't report it, and if you can actually figure out that part of it, that's the best time to, to curtail it, because initially, whether this is hired, done to you, or you're just randomly chosen for this, because it, it, at its basis, it's all experimental it's non-consent a form of non-consensual experimentation but the private investigative groups that do have this technology that are mostly composed of former former cia and former fbi agents can choose people randomly and, and they'll have their own biases on on who they um decide to victimize and and it can also be hired done to you you know if you're a ceo of a big company you may be targeted by another company who's wanting to steal intellectual property but the first thing that you'll notice is is stalking and you'll kind of go well you know i'm seeing this guy at the starbucks every day and you know maybe he says something to me or does the same thing every day or waves the same way or sneezes or coughs the same way uh, and you'll notice maybe people following you to and from work and initially it's subtle and you'll think to yourself well seems like they're kind of following me but maybe i'm just being paranoid well then eventually the stalking gets to the point where it's very obviously stalking it's the same people following you flashing their lights at you and that's done you know, to induce fear and anxiety fear and anxiety are themselves a form of mind control because once you induce fear and anxiety into someone then they're easier to control in the mechanisms that you want to want to control them the most other common thing that I hear from people is tinnitus ringing in the ears. And in the targeted individual community, tinnitus uh, is about 500% more 
prevalent than in the non-targeted community. So the tinnitus starts, which is ringing in the ears, and then the ringing in the ear slowly turns into voice patterning or hearing what sounds like a, an AM radio slightly off tune, you know, where you can hear voice patterning in the in the static, and then eventually that degrades to hearing the voices of the people that are actually watching you. And that's done through a very intricate form of ELF-based uh, transmissions that actually uh, are able to sync with your brain waves. You're actually hearing it through a form of bone conduction hearing. Mm -hmm. Some people will claim that they sound like it sounds like the voices are in their heads. Oftentimes, truly, it's hearing it in vibrations around you, whether that's a ceiling fan or a vent fan. And these aren't the voices of angels or God telling you to do something. These are voices describing what you're wearing, describing where you're at in your house, uh, answering your thoughts in real time. And why that, well, that may sound science fiction or very strange to people who have never heard about it. That technology was worked on in the 70s. Uh, one of the first um, places where it was actually used was in the Utah State Prison, where there were five prisoners at the time who described very accurately being put in a cell, being bombarded with electromagnetic waves, so repressing that it was hard to even get up off of the cot because of the amount of energy that was in the room. Every one of them described being spoken to um, with voices in their head that were um, obviously responding in real time and correctly to their thoughts back. So this is, is this is not new technology. It's been around for a while. Don't they call that remote neural monitoring? Because uh, a lot of people claim that uh, you know those who are monitoring them or those who are, are targeting them seem to have a fingerprint of their brain or or, or, or they're being somehow uh, monitored with satellites or, or some other method. This is not like s uh, simple stuff. This isn't simple, you know, uh, another thing too is that they tell them that they're being monitored. It's not that uh, they're, they're saying kill something, kill something. They're saying you're being monitored, we're watching you, we know what you're doing and we're telling you and it's, and it's like, you know, they tell you because they know you can't do anything about it, and that's the that's the rub. It's because you're you're helpless because you can't do anything about it. They tell you they're monitoring you. Yeah, and that's also meant to induce a um, a sense of helplessness and fear. Fear and anxiety are strong stimulators for human beings uh, as far as control. If you can get somebody down to that level, uh, where even people that are innocent of any type of crime. When you have these people telling you that, you know, we're watching you and we know what you've done, they, I mean, even normal sane people will start thinking, well, did I do something? Did I commit a crime? Did I actually did I do something and not know I did a crime? I've even had victims, you know, get a hold of me and say, well, maybe I am mentally ill. I'm, I'm hearing this and I shouldn't be hearing it. And I've heard of something, too, and, and this may be something new, but uh, I had somebody once tell me that they felt like that they were being targeted but it wasn't they were being targeted mentally. They felt they were being targeted financially. And what I mean by this is, is that they would receive like a lot of money. So a lot of money would come to them from out of nowhere. And then that very total of money was used to pay a debt that they didn't know they had or to pay for some health problem they eventually get. And that it, they never seem to be able to make more money or be ahead. They're always constantly being put to break even or to fall into the red. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, and, and I have been contacted by many people who have been, their targeting was hired because they are the recipients of 
you know, a lot of money, you know, after a death and a will or in a trust fund. Uh, and you would be surprised in the very wealthy families that can afford to hire this done to someone. They will hire this. Matter of fact, there was a very wealthy orthopedic surgeon uh, here in Texas that actually hired one of the PI groups who has access to this technology to target his ex-wife during a divorce because his family owned an incredible amount of land and, and buildings in a very wealthy area north of San Antonio. And um, he had his wife targeted so she could be diagnosed as mentally ill, precluding her from being able to take ownership of any of the property right. and also keeping her from getting the kids so he didn't have to pay child support when he moved on, you know, with his next wife. Uh, in that particular case, actually made some news and made some online sources uh, here in Texas. So, I mean, there's other... In its base, it's experimentation. The technology itself is being was being used on a small subset of the population that we call targeted individuals. Now it's being expanded to actually control the bulk of the population, along with a lot of other control issues. You know, it's not just electronic control. Mm -hmm. um, now we have, you know, California wanting to change the, you know, how we refer to a felon or the way we teach or the language that we use and control the way you use language. And if once you start telling people what they can and can't say, and a lot of universities are doing that now, you control thought indirectly. That way, if you control someone's language, you control their thought and you control their ability to communicate their feelings and their beliefs. So we're essentially all of this technology and all of the control factors that are being you know, used on the public now are really their goal is to control us as one hive would be one way to look at it or mm -hmm. put us all of one hive mind where we're all a bunch of worker bees that kind of behave the same way. And that makes everything very predictable for a, a tyrannical government. Yeah, it, it seems to me that there's a lot of ways that uh, through targeting individuals, that uh, someone who is that powerful, like if it's a if it's a corporate situation or a government situation, a lot of military uh, people involved in the military have this happen to them. We see that this is a form of gaslighting. It's a, it's a gaslighting mechanism, uh, especially with this new financial stocking I've heard about, because it's not like your identity's been stolen. It's not like you know somebody has access to your account. It's just that all of a sudden you start realizing where did I get this money and how did I come into it? And then why is it that money I came into was just enough to pay for this thing that was coming or it was coming in the foreseeable or the non-foreseeable future? And I've heard this many times before. They're saying, it's just funny. And they, some people even say, well, it's the Lord providing. And then when they realize, well, no, this isn't the Lord providing. This is too weird. Uh, they, they tend to freak out. And then they, they also sometimes see, like, for example, unexplained theft happens after they come into this money. There's unexplained theft, or there's something that is stolen from them, or uh, they they feel that they're being watched when they when they go to the ATMs, or or, or they feel they're they're being watched when they're making uh, payments on, for example, medical bills, or or even uh, when they buy things like uh, opiates, pain pills. It has to be a certain type of medication that they certainly will be monitored when they when they buy it. Well, you have to remember too, with remote neural monitoring, you know, they're actually picking up the signals in the parts of the brain that where your eyes see and the curious here, the visual cortex and the, and the, uh, hearing cortex. So you can decode those signals back into real time. And that's even being done in the private sector. It's been perfected in the government sector for some time. 
that there are even researchers at uh, Berkeley in California now that can have you watch a, a small video. They'll record the electrical signals from your brain while you watch it, and then they can regenerate that same video from the electrical signals they recorded in your brain on another screen. So, I mean, we're, we're getting around to it even in the private sector, but the financial aspects of it, uh, you know, even subtly, I think all of us have noticed that if you're on your phone and you start, you know, thinking about German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. you know, and then you turn your phone on and you, you open up your browser on your iPhone and some of the first advertisements that come on are for German chocolate cake. You know, if you're thinking about a new car, all of a sudden you're bombarded with, you know, with car ads. And I mean, if you search for something one time, your email is flooded, you know, with people selling that item that you've looked for. So, you know, they were so bombarded electronically now, aside from the weaponized form of the electronics that, that you can be experimented on by the government with. Now we have, you know, thermostats in our homes that are, that are Wi-Fi. We've got electric meters that are smart meters that the, the government control. And in California, they were talking about actually controlling the thermostats themselves. Oh, yeah. I was saying, what, that the uh, the best temperature to sleep in would be like 82 or 7. I don't know what the, this is crazy. So that's what they would uh, direct it. I, I would be, like, terrible in 82-degree heat sleeping in the house. Dr. John Hall with us. He is the author of Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control and a New Breed, Satellite Terrorism and America. He's a tireless advocate against non-consensual experimentation on the public. And of course, he is a uh, targeted individual advocate speaking on targeted individual day. Uh, this is some very important information for all of us to pay attention to right here on Ground Zero. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Dr. John Hall is with us tonight on Ground Zero talking about uh, targeted individual or a targeted individual. Today is Targeted Individuals Day. There was a group of people who were actually, uh, you know, setting up a number of booths and information centers at uh, here in Portland. But from what I understand, uh, uh, Doctor, the um, this is a worldwide phenomenon, is it not? It's worldwide. It's not just the United States. No, this is global. As a matter of fact, when I wrote my first book, A New Breed, uh, which has been a decade ago. Uh, now, I mean, as soon as I started doing some interviews for this, and it, you know, and the interesting thing at the time, I I really wrote the book based on a story of a of a girl that that book I wrote about who was victimized here by a former FBI agent. And uh, after the book came out, I thought I was just kind of sharing a, a local story in the book. And once I did a couple of interviews that you know, like your show, was bombarded with emails from all over the world. Um, you know, people calling or emailing me from California, from Japan, from China, from saying, well, this is happening here, too. This exact phenomenon is happening here. And it turns out that in California probably is one of the hardest hit states uh, with this. Um, and it stands to reason there's a lot of the research is done at Stanford uh, Research Institute, so which is there in California. So, 
Do you think it's an adjunct of, uh, you know, because a lot of people bring up things like MK Ultra, and they say, oh, this is just more of MK Ultra stuff, or is this something different? I would like to think, you know, there are the MK Ultra stories, and uh, of course they're more, I'd say, focused on certain groups and individuals in a lab sort of way, or have they opened the lab up to just do gain of function exercises on random individuals? It, it's. I think if you looked at the statistics, um, the way they did this. Now you've got to remember with MK Ultra, we did find the documents, mostly financial documents that weren't shredded, and a lot of MK Ultra was done through uh, legitimate universities, mm -hmm. or it was hidden through CIA front companies. Right. And they got their hands slapped pretty well um, in the commissions of, in Congress, you know, that dealt with that. So they had to figure out a way, a better way to do it. In a way, it is a continuation of MKUltra with mind control, but it's been farmed out to independent contractors in every major city. Right. It seems like they perfected their science, and now they want to try it on random individuals like we're cattle. And uh, that's the that's the terrible thing about targeted individuals is that it can be you, and it could be anywhere. And you don't have to be near a computer. Or, again, people say, well, I'm not affected because I don't use the computer. No, it's not about that. It's about just being selected because of something you've said or something you've done that uh, maybe someone has hired a private investigator to investigate you, maybe uh, maybe a, a corporate uh, investigator uh, maybe believes you stole money and they're trying to get you to come out. And then, of course, there are government uh, groups that do this as well, and it's something that is uh, sick, and it, it, it will happen a lot more now that we have these uh, new laws going into effect. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Dr. John Hall with us tonight on Ground Zero, back with your questions, and we'll have answers for you coming up. Don't go away. that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. -R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Join me on a journey when getting lost is the only true destination for the past, present, and future. All coexist in the same timeline. What happiness is an illusion. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up, the last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant, seductive screens we so love. Give up! Give up! Give up! 
Conversation tonight. The numbers are available 877 
So, um, you know, 5G will be so many, so many columns and so many towers that there'll be no escaping it. But you're right on the physical aspect of the stalking done to intimidate the victim. Um, that is very common. And it's like you said, it's ringing the doorbell, you know, at three and four in the morning and then they leave or even just sitting in their car outside. And this happens a lot mm-hmm. where you'll have somebody just sitting in their car outside your home. You know, now I, I live out in the country. It would be very obvious you'd have to drive up a dirt road to, to do that to me. But if you live in a normal neighborhood and you see every night at midnight, some guy pulls up at the end of your drive and sits on the curb in his car and you can call the police, but the police can't do anything about it because as long as they're on a public roadway, they're they're perfectly within their right to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's still meant to freak you out and to give you a state of anxiety. Another real common one is um, victims will tell me, well, I, I know they were on my house. I could hear them walking. I hit footsteps on the roof. Well, I hired counter PIs to actually surveil the private investigators that do this type of stalking in Texas. So I did learn some of the techniques. And one of the things that they would do is they would hire five or six people and they would come out at midnight to a victim's house and throw rocks on the roof. Well, on a slanted roof, when you throw a big enough rock, it sounds like footsteps on a roof as it bangs its way down and off of the house. Mm-hmm. Their backyard and they would find, you know, 20, you know, three, four inch, you know, diameter stones, you know, back there where, you know, a group of people were just throwing rocks on the house. And, and that's meant to sleep deprive you because the ultimate goal of the stalking and some of this is to draw you a psychiatric diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So when your home gets broken into and things are gone through and you know things are gone through, cigarettes are left in your house and you don't smoke, things like that, or tiles are changed or, you know, maybe maybe an entire wall has been repainted. And the initial thing is people think, well, it's a PI group, they're coming in, they're putting hidden cameras in, they're putting microphones in, and they may be doing that. But a lot of it is they want you to know that your house has been entered. Because when you call the police and you say, well, somebody got in, but I don't see any signs of breaking and entering, and they took all my shoes and they put them on the island in my kitchen, and they painted this wall red, it used to be white. Well... The police, the first thing they asked that victim is, was anything stolen? No. Well, are you sure you didn't move all your shoes in there and you don't remember it? Are you, are you sure that this wall wasn't always red? And I mean, it, it's it's meant to draw you a psychiatric diagnosis. And it's also meant to alienate you from police help. Because after you've called the police three or four times with these type of complaints, on the computer at the police department, they'll put a little asterisk next to your name that you're one of those crazy people that thinks their microwave is attacking them or thinks that somebody's breaking in, but there's never been evidence of a break-in. Mm-hmm. You have to remember the people that are hired to do this are often former CIA and former FBI. Yeah. They have the devices to open your garage. They have the know-how to pick your locks and break into your door without kicking the door in. And once you're under monitoring, they also know the code to your alarm. So when they come in there, they're going to unset your your alarm if you have one, and they're going to reset it back before you go. I even had one victim that when I helped them, we called one of the alarm companies that was monitoring their alarm, and they couldn't figure out why if the alarm was going off, why nobody was showing up. Well, all the numbers at the alarm company had been changed by one. So when the alarm would go off, their cell phone number was off by one digit. 
the police number was off by one digit, the fire number was off by one digit. So even if they tripped the alarm, the alarm wasn't going to call anybody that was going to help that person. What about phishing schemes for uh, harassment? Because I know that you know most people don't think twice about if somebody calls up and they sound like they're authoritative and they say something like, uh, we need information about this. Could you give us your phone number? Could you give us this you, just for verification? I always say, no, if you called me, you know my phone number. If you, if you called me, you know this information. I'm not going to give it to you because what they do is they record the conversations and then they find ways to use your voice in order to order things you didn't order or they use your voice in order to sign you up for things that you didn't sign up for. And so then you find yourself in a situation where you're wondering why you're getting all this stuff or you're getting all this junk mail or you're wondering why you're getting all these harassing phone calls. It's because somebody used you uh, and, and, they, and they used authority to get your information from you. And once they have the, the information, they can do whatever they want to you. No, and that's a scheme that you know, oftentimes the elderly really fall for badly. Uh, and the bad thing with today's society is it's, they've made it almost impossible not to pay some of your bills online and, uh, and not to have to order some things online. And I, and I have friends that held out against that for years and finally had to break down and, mm -hmm. you know, and get that one special credit card that you keep a $200 limit on that's strictly to order stuff online. So that way, when you use a number, you don't get your entire account cleaned out if you use a, a debit card or something. I mean, the assault on our privacy is is to a point where there it's there's almost no way to defeat it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're we're fighting a tyrannical government now that I said all along. You know, even ten years ago, after my first book came out, people said, "Well, what's the ultimate goal?" with this, why would they want to do this to people? Well, the ultimate goal is to control the entire population. Mm -hmm. You know, as you can see from where we're at now, you know, we, whether you hate Trump or love Trump, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. But when you see a, a president get elected that's not a status quo politician, and they actually turn the entire intelligence apparatus of the American government out against that president, to try to figure out a way to get him impeached, which also I think is one of the reasons that they have the attack on the Cuban embassy. Mm -hmm. They're trying to blame that on the Russians. I don't think it's the Russians. The Russians know how many nails are were, were built into that building. Right. And they have and they have low tech, you know, technology in there to, to scan that. They didn't need to attack the diplomats. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're at a point where we need to take control of our Government. Most certainly, we need to be able to expose the fact that these weapons exist and they can be turned on people and again, a function exercise that most certainly will leave people feeling uh, isolated, angry, feel paranoid. And uh, of course, like I said, with all these new protection laws, with the red flag laws, uh, using psychiatry as a weapon, uh, doing what they did back in the days of the USSR, these are things that we really need to pay attention to. These are things that, you know, once I saw the patterns, once I knew of the social networks and the social social credit systems. And once I knew of the psychopathological mechanisms that they're employing, I realized that this would be the time of the targeted individual. And now they have a day set aside to raise awareness. I'm certainly here to raise awareness for you. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Dr. John Hall with us. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. News 101 KXL. You're listening to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. 
because now they've been sent to a bunch of doctors intentionally that don't know anything about electromagnetic weapons. While they have found some physiologic changes on their MRIs, they're not giving these victims any answers, and all of them have had gag orders placed on them where they can't talk to anybody else. Now, several have come forward through other channels and have gotten a hold of me, and that's how in one of our last meetings I told you that it's it's not just hearing buzzing sounds and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're hearing voices and they're being attacked by energy weapons as well. It's They're having exactly all the same symptoms that, that our public sector targeted individuals have. You know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that right after the embassy in Cuba, right after the, the embassy reports, there were several reports about high school students who were uh, under attack. Uh, basically, it was reported they were having immune deficiency disorders. We had about 20 students in Oklahoma. Uh, there was a high school in Oklahoma where they were attacked. There was also a school in upstate New York uh, where uh, parents were uh, panicking over the possibility that their children had been stricken with some sort of unidentified immune disorder. But then we find out they, too, were victims of this type of stalking with this type of electronic uh, type of harassment, which was creating muscle spasms. Uh, of uh, bone mass, and and that was a that was a scary thing, not knowing how that was going on, because the doctors were baffled. They didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, you have twenty students coming down with this, the same ailment of hearing uh, noises, having headaches, and then we have the, the the muscle mass that's basically being eliminated as they're going through these problems. And part of that is when you're exposed to electromagnetic. Um, energy for long periods of time and now we're to a point where there's almost nowhere to escape that um, we have wi-fi everywhere we're about to have 5g everywhere mm-hmm. um you know radio signals of all kinds of times so there's there's no escaping it but when you're the human body is under duress by electromagnetic energy it uh it, it degrades an enzyme that actually helps repair your cells exactly the theme decarboxylates so. yeah it contains yeah it, it actually destroys the body's ability to maintain at least uh, uh, immunity. It, it busts down your immune system. 877-733-1011. Calls coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go away. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101.
Dr. Hall, uh, you know, it's true that they've done analytics in schools and apparently the smog, the electromagnetic smog from the Internet and from all the things they do in schools is far higher than it is in other places and that our children may be uh, subjected to this and it could uh, be bad for their uh, mental health. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, and that's why finally there are some independent studies coming out. You know, all the original studies on the effects of electromagnetics and, and electromagnetic smog came from the exact same companies who make the cell phones. So, of course, those studies found that, you know, there was there was no damage being done. There are some independent studies being done now, and as we were talking before, the main culprit is the degradation of a of a, a enzyme called ornithine decarboxylase. And ornithine decarboxylase's job is as your cells start having injury, that enzyme is what helps the cell and it mobilizes other chemicals and, and enzymes within the cell to restructure itself and to heal itself. And when you degrade that, you get early cell death. And that's why we see people that are exposed to you know, high voltage lines and, and chronic EMF, radar operators, things like that is one of the early studies that, you know, they have a earlier incidence of graying in the hair, an earlier incidence of cataracts, uh, lower fertility rates, um, a higher incidence of cancer. 
because as as cells partially die, their um, replication mechanisms actually get altered, and you have a higher rate of cancer with that. So, and that's why a lot of people initially thought they were being targeted with ionizing radiation rather than electromagnetic radiation. But electromagnetic radiation in high doses at, at a constant rate will cause a lot of the same symptoms as ionizing radiation or radiation like you would get from an X-ray machine. Eight seven 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 three three one zero one one. Chris is calling us. Chris in Arizona. Hi, John Hall. Go ahead. Hey, Clyde. How's it going? Uh, first time calling. I just um, had a story. Really quick. Hope you're doing well, Doctor Hall. Um, so back in April, I was actually awakened by two FBI agents at my front door. I came inside and I grabbed my phone you know, to record them. Obviously, went back outside to have them properly identify themselves. Um, they refused three, two or three, maybe four times so I'd identify themselves. They would not show me their badge. They didn't have their gold badge. It looked like a couple of con artists, if you ask me. After about two, three minutes of, of trying to get them to identify themselves, I told them with a little aggression that if they did not leave the property, I was going to call the county sheriff. Uh, I actually followed them after they left the property and filmed the vehicle called the county sheriff, had them run the plates, and they told me that the vehicle was registered to a shell corporation, which allegedly the FBI and various intelligence agencies use when they're investigating, uh, now that I'm understanding, targeted individuals. So um, this had to do with my dad working for companies that support the U.S. military overseas. He was in Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia on two different occasions. And within a 12-month period, I was associated with a civics organization that spoke very heavily of constitutional rights. And uh, they threatened to actually revoke my dad's secret clearance if he didn't meet them at the local office here. So he ended up doing that. And in the meeting, allegedly, the agent asked about my mental health. If I had been ever diagnosed with any... Uh, bipolar disorder. I have not, by the way. Uh, a little anxiety once in a while, but other than that, nothing really. And he also suggested that my dad, which is really strange, but he suggested that my dad cut the internet off because I live in my dad's home. Uh, could not understand why. That just blew my mind. Isn't it interesting, uh, isn't it interesting, doctor, that they question Chris's mental health uh, that's that's one of like I say they're weaponizing this and this is something that uh, with these new red flag laws we we having a prayer I mean I don't know why people aren't protesting in the streets about this they should say no to red flag laws and and the reason why they won't is because guns are are being used as the reason why we need them we don't need these laws they they create the slippery slope to make more targeted individuals would you agree? No, that's exactly what it's going to do. And what he experienced is actually pretty common. And I can tell you from my, my own investigations of some of these, these groups, like I told you, every city has usually a firm or a corporation that goes under a private investigative label. And almost always that company is going to be owned by a former CIA or former FBI guy, mm -hmm. which is, may even be current. 
but uh, with, with connections to the DOD, and I can tell you in San Antonio, it was a um, private investigative group ran by a former FBI agent. His son was a lieutenant colonel and current lieutenant colonel in the DOD. And they all had fake IDs saying that they were the FBI. And, that, and one of the ways they would stall people was they would tell the neighbors that, well, when you see us sitting around this house, we're FBI and we're watching this couple. So that way the neighbors wouldn't question anything and call them the legitimate police. Yeah, and of course that that puts you, Chris. That puts you in a in a situation where you have to defend your integrity, because of course it's uh, court by public, it's basically trial by public opinion. If your neighbors notice you have black suburbans sitting in your front yard watching you, they probably think you're up to no good. Well, typically what they tell yeah. neighbors is that you're a druggie and you're being investigated, or you're a pedophile. Yeah, that's horrible. Chris, I hope that uh, somehow you can get out of this because it sounds like it's hell for you and your family. It has been actually um, for quite a while. It had me paranoid as to you know what they're really doing because I'm one of the people who researches a lot into the uh, veil that they throw over our eyes. You know, I've been listening to your show for six, seven years now, and um, I've heard Dr. Hall on here many times. So I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with the gang stalking community, and I'm, I'm very familiar with what they do. Right. So, um, well, Chris, I'm. I'm uh, I would say to you, just keep fighting and, and keep uh, making people aware because this is very important, especially now since we've got new laws on the books that are going to certainly put more people in the crosshairs of being targeted. Mary in Oregon, you're on Ground Zero. Hi. Hi. Great. Um, well, uh, what I initially told your screener that I was going to talk about, and I'll say this first really quick. Now I have new thoughts you know, that I want to add to contribute, but um, was that Oregon on – on the books in their statutes already has a statute that defines mental illness as anyone who is 18 or older who is unable to meet their basic needs. Now, if you go to the front of the phone book, um, it, it'll show you uh, when they're listing all the government agencies, the numbers to call, it'll say uh, under the category basic needs, and it'll have numbers for food assistance, housing assistance, utility assistance, and, and all things like that. So according to the state of Oregon, according to their statutes, anyone who is getting food stamps, anyone who's unemployed, anyone who's homeless, any, you know, any number of other things, if you're over 18, you are mentally ill, according to statute in the state of Oregon. And they've been using this for decades. Oregon already institutionalizes and put in mental wards massive numbers of people, more than any other state, more than any other place on the planet. Um, and, and they've had, you know, they've been doing this for decades. Um, I did want to also make some comments about uh, how easy it is to mess with electronics. Um, one of the ways that I'm targeted um, is that, you know, my, my messages are intercepted, both text and voicemail and email. Um, like, I will send text to people. In real time, they will receive my text, but I won't receive theirs. Um, but this can interfere with your life in massive ways. You know, if you're trying to get a job and you can't connect with people or, you know, you can't connect with the people that you need to for various reasons, this can really mess up your life. Um, you know, it's very hard. <laughs> Communication is so key in everything that we do, you know, nowadays. Yes. Um, the other thing is screens. Um, I have noticed a lot of a lot of companies, um, big corporations that I've been looking into recently, banks and stuff. They are um, boasting that they're spending massive amounts of money to put screens 
in their headquarters and in all of their banks and in, in all of these businesses. Um, and, and you go into most restaurants now and there's like 10 or more uh, TVs up, <laughs> you know, at any given time. And then I was in um, a business the other day that had one of these screens up. And I was thinking to myself, how does this benefit their business? I'm like, the people that are in here already like their business. They're already customers. You know, how is this about them receiving produce for their business or, you know, something like that? Mm-hmm. And then it hit me. It's, it's subliminal. It's subliminal. Well, it's, re- it's a reinforcement. It's a reinforcement of brand. And I, I've seen this, too, uh, in the building that we're in. We have actually uh, a video screen that's up there, and it's constantly flashing information about the building and what it's about and what's going on. It's reinforcement of brand, and they're doing this more often. Soon it's going to be much like what we see in science fiction films where they'll be able to, with a chip or some other biometric, recognize who you are and will be able to effectively speak to you directly through screens and holograms saying, hi, how are you? Hey, you know what I you know I heard? I heard that you were on the internet today looking for car insurance. Here, we'll guide you to a place where you can get this car insurance. And so they're immediately it's already outrageous right. And robocalls, I would say, are a form of targeting too, because robocalls sure. are out of hand and you can get a person you know, to go absolutely nuts when 24 hours their phones are ringing off the hook with robocalls because somebody decided to target you and uh, send your information to some website or, or some place where now you're getting junk calls and junk mail. It's a form of harassment, and it certainly uh, is uh, a form of targeting. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Dr. John Hall with us. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. From the Pacific Office Automation Studios, this is FM News 101 KXL. Dr. John Hall's with us tonight on Ground Zero, 877-733-1011. Jack, you're on Ground Zero. So, you know, California already has the red flag laws. Mm-hmm. And doctors are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a catch-22. I mean, imagine if you went to your doctor and you told him that people are following you and you're hearing voices. Well, that's probably going to trigger uh, some kind of crisis report and you're going to have your guns taken. But I don't think it's going to be limited to guns. I could see people losing their driving privileges or, or other things. And... Well, I was just wondering from your guest, he mentioned um, we have to get control of the government. Well, I don't see that happening. But do you see a possibility of some type of, um, of a coming dark age where people start to reject te- technology? I could, I could see that coming, and it's already to some extent happening. I mean, you're seeing... More and more people try to move into rural areas and away from urban centers, which is exactly going against the grain of of, of what at least the, the government institutions of New World Order want in Agenda 21, which is, you know, their goal is to collect us tighter into urban centers for easier control. You know, as far as, you know, kind of taking control of the government, I, I think we're at a point where it's probably still possible, I think. Um, just the fact that we were that, uh, an outsider was elected this time around a president 
Now, the problem that we have is we've got to get other people with higher consciousness elected into Congress as well. And um, But it's hard when you have the major media, which is basically on the side of going more toward a socialist bent, actually kind of force-feeding and brainwashing the public into seeing that as a good thing. And, you know, our public school system, we've got to thank for that, too. I mean, if you're talking to someone who's under 50, you know, like like you said in your, your opening statements, Clyde, that the young people now don't know the history of the Soviet Union and the Cold War and any of that well enough to, to know what they're asking for when they see socialism as a good thing. Well, and like I said before, too, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to make this statement again, if your kids know the political leanings of your teacher, that teacher should be fired. I don't think a teacher should be pushing their political leanings on any child, and I don't think they should be uh, uh, getting their getting their school children to march on behalf of their political leanings. And that's something that I'm very angry about, that I see that a lot, where you have teachers being well aware or uh, giving their political views. I mean, it's the same as giving your religious views. I think if a, if a, if a child knows the, the religious views of his teacher, I think the teacher should be fired as well. You know, and it, I know we're running out of time, but, you know, one of the things that I think everyone should read is um, a book called Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era. It was written by Zerbik Brzezinski, copyrighted in 1970. It's a very hard read, but if you read that book and then you read Guinea Pigs, you'll see exactly how we got here because that was the blueprint of what we're going through today. Exactly, and I, I quote uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski many times with his idea of controlling and killing the populace. And, of course, he was a CFR member. He organized Council on Foreign Relations, which, of course, was think tanks used to pretty much put together the blueprint for what I call the eschaton, or the idea of what the end times or the end times of our government would be and how they would eventually build the bridge to a more state socialist government. This has been in the planning stages for a good long time. Jack, thank you so much for the call. And Dr. John Hall, thank you so much for being a part of the program tonight. Always a pleasure. Always good to be on, Clyde. Thank you so much. Coming up, we're going to be hearing from do uh, Dr. Matthew Arngard. So stay with us. Keep calling in with your questions. We'll have experts on the program all night long to talk about what it means to be a targeted individual and what the future holds for those and, and, and what that means for Americans right here on Ground Zero. Listen to GroundZero.com. That's listen to GroundZero.com to listen well into the nighttime. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. We'll be right back with more. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Ground Zero. So this is where the first guy got AIDS. Peter, this is the site of the 9-11 terror. This? No. Some guys from Iraq? No. That one lady who visited Iraq that one time? No, Peter, Iraq had nothing to do with this. It was a bunch of Saudi Arabians, Lebanese, and Egyptians financed by a Saudi Arabian guy living in Afghanistan and sheltered. So you're saying we need to...
acoustic device. So these weapons are known by a lot of people. They're known to cause excruciating pain when used on targeted individuals. The Joint Non-Lethal Weapons Directorate is a project aimed at developing new technologies that can both enhance brain function and also shut down parts of the brain to disable a person for apprehension, to apprehend them if they're a criminal. There's also new techno technologies provided by the Pentagon that are able to transmit clear snippets of human speech across long distances into the brain. And to accomplish this task, the weapon uses a principle called the laser-induced plasma effect, which involves firing an incredibly powerful laser to create a ball of plasma and then shooting at a second laser there to oscillate the plasma, creating sound waves. And with enough laser bursts fired at the light frequencies, the plasma vibrations can actually mimic human speech. And this technology will enable military personnel to target specific people with messages or warnings while putting themselves at minimal risk. So the talking laser has been called a communication tool. However, slight variations can make the weapon useful for more aggressive controls on individuals and, and crowds. For example, JNLWP scientists are also testing plasma laser, lasers that can burn through clothing to irritate human skin and lasers that can pulse at frequencies similar to flashbang grenades. Weapons such as these have allegedly been used by criminal elements that have targeted individuals who claim they are victims of gang stalking. Tonight on Ground Zero, it is Targeted Individual Day, and we are recognizing it today with several distinguished guests that have a lot of information, uh, good information that we're giving you tonight uh, about what this is. It, it, it's far greater than just people who say they hear voices. There's more to it than this. Tonight, we have brought into the studio, directly into the studio, Dr. Matthew Arngard. He has a, a PhD in neurobiology and behavior uh, from Cornell University, he also is a, a, a TI, well, he used to be, a, he was a TI, he was targeted in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, by a corporate entity. Presently, he works inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., and he's gone, he actually, he's one of the co-organizers for TI Day here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we are so happy to have Dr. Matthew Arngard with us. It's a pleasure to be here, Clyde. Man, I'll tell you, I have learned a lot today, I think more so than I've ever learned because of TI Day and how it seems that uh, this goes beyond that of those who hear voices or or those that say they're being uh, uh, tormented. This this has uh, gotten a little bit more advanced, and now we have new red flag laws and other laws where they're weaponizing psychiatry. I think we're looking at more and more people who are going to find themselves targeted. What do you say to that? Well, I've, we've seen tremendous growth in this issue. I've been connected to it um, ever since I escaped from my targeting in Vancouver, in Vancouver and then returned to the U.S., and uh, I've been an activist ever since because it was an extremely violating situation and uh, even in that short period of time uh, from 2016 to now I, I've seen uh, tremendous growth um, in the number of victims that are coming forward. Are we finding that I mean you have a background in uh, neurobiology are we finding that uh, these weapons or whatever they may be these uh, the, these weapons that are active that are bringing people down are they find are we finding that they're more neuro based that we're looking at more uh, neurotech that's going in to basically disable people from you know deep into their uh, uh, neuro firings of the brain well, it is hard to say um, about the development of the technology because I will point out that there are targeted individuals who have been alleging this, uh, that it's been happening for decades. And uh, from what they say, the technology that's affecting the run of the mill targeted individual uh, is largely um, 
not not that more advanced. However, that doesn't rule out the possibility that there are some very advanced cases. But I think the vast majority of, of targeted individuals are getting this um, technology leakage that uh, perhaps started a couple decades ago. You know, it's something uh, a lot of people don't realize, but something as simple as just a low frequency pulsing at your house or a low frequency pulsing on your phone or something like that. The woodpecker was uh, actually a woodpecker sound that was uh, developed by Russian. By Russians. In fact, uh, it was Oregon that was affected by the woodpecker sound. People were thinking it was just maybe something in the wires or something, but really people were being targeted with this sound and it was driving them absolutely crazy. My targeting did include uh, weaponry that caused the microwave auditory effect. I, I'm not a V2K victim, but uh, the, the microwave auditory effect that I got was a mechanical. Um, uh, dinging or almost like an alarm bell, but like a very, a very um, mechanical or electronic alarm bell that's in my head. And um, I, I think that the, that the rate of pulsing of that electronic dinging was um, exactly corresponded to the rate at which they were pulsing the energy. Um, I didn't get V2K, but I got um, some very strange visual phenomena. And we know that the targeting is all about uh, intrusions or your sensory systems. So I'm very well aware of, of what you're of your what you're speaking about. Why do you think you were targeted? Well, I I have a pretty good idea. I'm very um, fairly certain that um, in my um, high rise apartment in Vancouver, uh, it was the first time I lived in a high rise. And if you know anything about Vancouver, it's a, a very much like a glass city. And from my high rise, I looked out over the alley and saw a um, non-residential building in which there was very suspicious activity going on, which um, slowly evolved into um, harassment. And at, at one point, um, I think it was basically, you know, targeting, they can tune the targeting. And really what they want to do is tune it down to a level where they're getting an effect, but it's not obvious. That's the sweet spot. And they did that for a couple of years. And then um, I confronted them. And then overnight, it was the uh, essentially silent army or hidden army of, of stalkers and the essentially military grade weaponry was was brought out now was this uh, was this uh, harassment to get you to comply to something were you a whistleblower or was it a grooming process i think the harassment um the the amped up harassment was meant to drive me out of out of my apartment and out of town but honestly i feel like i moved into a situation in which i was sort of witness to almost a center of harassment of this kind of harassment and at first i was I was observing it. I am a scientist. I'm a very observant person. And when I see something strange, I don't close my blinds. I actually take steps to uh, I'm attracted to it. And, and I think that was what not what they wanted. So you found yourself uh, being fascinated and intrigued and you were exploring it and they didn't want you to do that. They wanted you to be they wanted you to kind of crack. Well, were, you, were you on the verge of cracking? I mean, I would be. What about, I mean, or did you find yourself working your way? I know you're not targeted anymore, you've told me. So so what was it that you did to break free? Uh, well, let, let me say one thing real quick. So uh, some of this suspicious behavior that I saw actually involved um, young males in their 20s wearing ghillie suits and hiding among ve vegetation on the roof of this of this building wow. and and you and one can say well how do you know they were people in ghillie suits uh, at night i would see the um reflection from the ambient light off their binoculars and i and i tested that by 
shine, illuminating their binoculars with lasers, and I, I could get them to jump back. And um, I, I tested the parameters, and one time I, I, I guess I enraged them because one of the guys took off his ghillie suit and basically made threatening gestures um, at me. Right. Now, to answer your other question, once it became basically they turned my apartment into a hot war zone with non-lethal electromagnetic weapons and uh without giving them any notice i basically uh got got in touch with family and i abandoned my apartment with zero notice and never returned and and that might have helped me get away from it and then after that i went underground for a year no um no car uh, no driver's license um, i had family support and i stayed off the grid for a year during that time i wrote a essentially a report an affidavit but it's much more than that uh, 500 pages which i sent to the rcmp the attorney general of canada and, and the fbi fantastic story with dr matthew arngard tonight on ground zero phd in neurobiology and behavior from cornell university we're very grateful to have him here tonight on TI Day, uh, targeted individuals. And as I said before, we're looking at a time uh, with the changing of the laws, red flag laws, uh, the behavior laws, uh, be behavioral economics, all these things that are happening and the social credit system they're proposing. We're going to be seeing a lot of people become targeted individuals where they'll lose their lives, they'll lose their livelihoods, they'll lose their, their, their life, liberty, and their ability to own property. It's going to be a very interesting time if we don't speak up against this sort of legislation and law. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Back with more from Dr. Matthew Arngard, right here on Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News 101 KSL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. Matthew Arngard is with us tonight on Ground Zero. It is TI Day, and we're recognizing the targeted individual. And uh, he and I were having a discussion during the break about my concerns about extreme risk protection orders. You know, ever since the, the shootings in El Paso and the shootings in Dayton, we've been emotionally charged with the idea that something needs to be done about guns. And, of course, uh, I know that uh, from the very beginning, we were having a lot of people who consider themselves fringe analysts saying, well, most of the people who are involved in these shootings are mentally ill. And I thought, you know, okay, you keep saying that. And, yeah, maybe they are mentally ill. But if we keep pushing this issue, they're eventually going to be made laws where they're going to find ways to determine that you are mentally ill, and it gives them the advantage over you. It makes you, uh, it makes you more uh, of a of a servant to what would be, uh, you know, a, a, I don't know, a, a tyrannical government. And so they they create these things called extreme risk protection orders. Uh, they call them red flag laws, but they're actually extreme risk protection orders, where they actually wonder if you are at extreme risk, where they do a threat assessment on you, they do a threat assessment on your children in schools, and if they show any signs of being withdrawn or isolated, it's dissociative, and, and a lot of children, you know, find themselves in a situation where they wonder if they're under some sort of control or they're being harassed. Do you have a lot of young people who come forward and say that they think they may be harassed? We are seeing more of that. Um, generally, we have a, a, an older age demographic in this community. Um, but even at the rally today, we, we had um, 
uh, two people that were under 18 um, at the rally. And we're seeing more of that, but I I'm not sure if the younger demographic has having less maturity has a harder time discerning that something's wrong and um perhaps that's part of it um perhaps they're not being targeted as much because they're um not um targeting them doesn't produce a, a, the desired result I, I'm, I'm not sure but it is an older demographic generally how do you separate schizophreniform activity from what is going on here well, I'm not a psychiatrist, but um, I, I, I know a thing or two. And I think um, people that have schizophrenia have um, language um, impacts on their language. And so uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, you know, you kind of know when someone has genuine schizophrenia. We all have an intuitive sense of that. They're, they have a hard time communicating. They have a hard time, even in extreme cases, forming um, thoughts, coherent thoughts. And the targeted individual community, um, by and large, doesn't have that. So um, we, we have an intuitive sense that right. this is a group different from schizophrenics who you see, um, the, you know, mumbling to themselves on the streets and, and whatnot. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, and I think a lot of people when you're involved and you, and you get to know these people, I mean, there's more to it than just hearing voices. There's more to it than the electronic harassment. I was talking about that with Dr. Hall. I said, you know, there's even people now that are saying they feel like they're being financially harassed but on beyond the fact that, you know, there's identity theft, but beyond identity theft, there's also what would be a gaslighting effect that's going on. It's an electronic gaslighting where uh, people start to have this, this ability to become subservient to whatever it is that's harassing them. They are becoming worn down and they, and they don't know what else to do except to basically uh, uh, obey. Either they obey or they don't obey. And if they don't obey, then it becomes harder for them. I can, I can relate to that. I can, that did not happen to me. I guess I have the personality and I was able to break the perimeter, so to speak, but it took an extreme move. And I, um, I, I guess I also have a kind of a, um, a fighting type personality, a, a, a resistant personality. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I can relate to imagine, I can imagine if I was in that situation for a decade, it, it would wear me down. And, um, it would be it would be horrific. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's I think that's one of the things is that we need to uh, at this time where we're in a situation where extreme risk protection orders will be enforced, that we have to be a little bit more uh, considerate, I think, uh, of what people are saying and listen to what's being said rather than making judgment calls and saying, oh, we got to call the cops up, oh, got to do a visit up, oh, got to do that. And either they're put into uh, jails or they're put into psychiatric wards without any due process. And this is something that needs to be focused on. And, and this makes it harder for everybody. And this is why these laws, I think, are draconian. They should not be uh, at all being enforced or they should be taken away because they certainly are selective. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Hey guys, it's Clyde, and I'm excited to tell you about Longevity, a supplement company that I've been associated with since 2016. After one year, I lost 140 pounds and felt so much more energetic. Since 1997, Longevity has had one objective, to enhance the lives of people through lively health and wealth. Dr. Joel Wallach and Longevity have pioneered the mineral supplement market, spreading the 90 for life message throughout the world. Over the years, continued development and innovation has established Longevity as one of the most successful companies in the health supplement market. If you'd like to feel 
healthier, look better, you can go to our special website, www.groundzeroforlife.com. That's www.groundzeroforlife.com. Or talk to one of our health specialists by calling 877-877-4202. That's 877-877-4202. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. On top of all this, Fiend, that sucks, Missouri. You know, we were discussing during the break, he and I are talking like gangbusters during the breaks, and I want to bottle everything and just kind of throw it back out there. Uh, the vilifying, the vilification of targeted individuals is now evident with Google. Tell me about that. Well, I I believe it. Uh, so it's hard to know to what extent that's happening. I know that um, on targeted individual content comments are quickly um, neutralized. Uh, the comments are essentially suspended. Um, and uh, it, it even seems that uh, sometimes um, channels can be taken down, although I can't say for sure that I know the, all the parameters around that. And um, we just have a sense or a suspicion that our, our content is not being pushed um, equally. And um, I look forward to the day when there will be lawsuits because that is a type of discrimination against a very serious issue. Uh, we don't have very good direct evidence of that, um, but of course we're not inside Google, so. Well, and it was funny when I was doing research today, I was uh, typing in you know, what the overall attitudes were about targeting individuals. There was an article I was reading, I can't remember what source it was from, and it was really interesting how cynical the article was about targeting individuals saying things like, well, when the loneliness comes, the aliens arrive. When the isolation comes, the voices are heard. It's almost like, you know, people just eventually develop schizophrenic disorders. And Dr. Hall was saying, no, schizophrenia comes, it's detected at a very young age. And it's very rare for you to pick up on schizophrenia later on in your life or to pick up on the voices or what have you. I mean, I know dementia may set in, but this isn't dementia. This is something more than that. Right. Absolutely. And um, it's actually a mischaracterization of of the targeted individual and, and the community, because if you're inside it and if you're a sensitive person and you're willing to look into the topic, to drill down into it, you'll quickly find high-functioning people that aren't um, lonely and, and looking for attention. Um, actually, we're doing the right thing and speaking out. And, and I think there'll come a day when people will, will look back and, and be proud of, of us for doing that. Okay, now, is, and, and, and forgive me if this is a simplistic question, but it's gotta be said, what is wanted? What is the overall goal? Well, that's a tricky question because I, I I actually, my my personal view is that this targeting playbook, this organized stalking and harassment playbook, and even the weaponry, the um, directed energy devices, um, improvised microwave weapons, I believe that's spreading culturally. And so I don't think there's a single entity doing this. And so uh, what's wanted is, 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 um, is various things. Just awareness, right? Um, there might be a, a larger... Um, 
overarching, more sinister uh, thing, but I, I can't really go there. I'm, I'm reluctant to say anything because it's a it's a black box. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I want I want people to understand that, you know, when you're dealing with this thing, everybody says, oh, it's the government. Everybody says, oh, it's the government. Well, it's not just the government. I mean, you have corporate entities that know how to use this. You have criminal elements that use this. Drug cartels use this, uh, you know, and government agencies use this. We know that a lot of veterans are being targeted. We know a lot of people who have had relationships with the CIA, maybe NSA, a lot of security groups, psychological operation groups, they become targeted. Uh, you know, I even, uh, I think I remember you telling me that you were targeted because some of the work, am I correct? Was that the government of Canada or was that another government? No, I wasn't working for the government of Canada. I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. I, I was targeted just because of proximity to what appeared to be an organized, a white collar organized crime group, Okay, um, possibly a center of this harassment because I sort of witnessed it happening to other people okay. before I was targeted. All right, all right, because maybe I did confuse you with someone else. Let's go to uh, Nate in Canada. Hi, Nate, you're on ground zero. Nate, hi, you're on hey. ground zero. Thank, thank you so much. I, I'd like to firstly uh, support uh, Dr. Hall's uh, uh, dialogue by quoting Dr. Robert Becker and uh, quote, Obvious application in covert operations designed to drive a target crazy with voices. <laughs> uh, they're doing this. Um, and secondly, I'd like to uh, ask uh, the second guest if they know about uh, Donald Friedman. Ten years ago, I'd call in... Patient zero. I, I don't know Donald Friedman, and um, but I heard from from targets and even some Canadian targets who uh, claim, um, and I have no reason to doubt them, that they were targeted more than starting more than ten years ago. So, uh, what do you mean by um, targeted individual patient zero? Oh, uh, he, uh, ten years ago, he. Uh his backstory, but he believes he was targeted by the U.S. government, of course, and uh, he uh, filed uh, freedom of information requests, and one of the documents he uh, drug up was from the U.S. Army, and it, it was titled Bioeffects of Selected Non-Lethal Weapons, which discussed weapons that can uh, beam voices into people's heads, give them seizures, and even cause epileptic seizures. And this is a quote, and this is from their patent. I'm, I'm familiar with that document. I've, it's, a, it's a back pocket classic of TIs, and I'm grateful that the Department of Army released that document. Um, in all fairness, uh, that document, I believe, was written as a, a list of um, things that were in development and not not necessarily in use. But I do know the document you're talking about. It's a it's an important document. Yeah, I was just going over uh, Friedman's statement. Uh, apparently, it says here Friedman believed that the Secret Service agents had, among other things, arranged to have him molested when he was 13, fired an electromagnetic radiation-based weapon at him that caused his shoes to melt, uh, fired a similar weapon at his father that caused him to develop prostate cancer and eventually killed him. Prior to this time, Friedman had apparently filed a Freedom of Information Act request 
for Secret Service records pertaining to him, but was dissatisfied with the response he received. Friedman handed his letter to the FBI. FBI uh, agent on duty at the front desk of the field office. The agent read the letter and asked Friedman whether he was sure that he really wanted it delivered to the special agent. Uh, Friedman responded each time the affirmative. The agent explained to Friedman that the letter constituted a threat against a federal officer and therefore a federal crime. Friedman replied that he understood that he was about to commit a federal crime as a result of delivering the letter that he expected to be arrested that day. Finally, the agent asked Friedman if he really intended to torture Secret Service agents if his demands were not met, and Friedman confirmed that he did. Friedman was then placed under arrest and subsequently charged with one count of threatening to assault a federal officer. But apparently, Friedman has maintained at all times a position that he has been harassed, that he was harassed a lot, that he was also molested, and that he's perfectly competent to stand trial. So that's that's pretty much uh, the Friedman case, uh, the, uh, the uh, Donald Friedman case in a nutshell. Does that help you, Nate? Uh, thank you for that. You bet. Thank you for calling. Let's go to Liam in California. Hi, Liam. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Thanks so much. Um, oh, man, you guys have my, my synapses popping tonight. Um, so I think um, we should teach a course to um, kids called The Horrors or the Perils of Human Nature. Um, I was a school teacher who was targeted, and... Um, What's really sad is um, I should have seen it all coming. You know what I mean? Um, I should have seen that I, I was a little bit front and center, and um, I would, you know, question um, that, you know, it's, it's California. You know, some of the stuff we do out here is stupid, you know? It's crazy, yeah, at um, times, like yeah. Sending, you know, sending our board of directors on a trip to um, China um, with taxpayer money, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, and, 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 you know, like grandma said, well, let's, let's go yeah. back to, I want to go back to how did you see it coming? I just want to get this story out because we're running out of time, Liam. So how did you see this coming um, as a teacher? Well, I think what happened was just, if, if I would have known how wicked people will be, if they're threatened, that they will throw you in the gutter and rationalize that they were right. And sleep like a baby at night. Some of them. Did you, I mean, did I you cross someone? Is that what happened with your with your targeting? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um, I crossed people because um, you know I questioned like wasting wasting money. Um, just you know just to give one little example, like I did, just just wasting money that's supposed to go to the kids, and 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 you question that, and now you're a threat. And, and once you're a threat, it's like all bets are off. I mean, they, they and you know, like they, you guys were talking about, like you know, shooting a weapon at somebody to make them sick. They don't have to shoot a weapon at you. They'll they'll just start sending their lawyers after you, and threaten to fire you when they really can't. But they'll 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 run you through the ringer and drain you financially mm-hmm. and make you sick and kill you. Yeah, we were um, talking that uh, earlier about what was the financial targeting that happens where you immediately run into money and you're wondering where it's coming from. And then that money goes for a debt that you owe or that money goes for a future debt that you owe or a firing that's about to happen to you. And they do that because they can. They can basically get into your bank account and they can do things like that to you. And you're thinking, how did this happen? Why is that I'm getting this money? And then all of a sudden, oh, this is why I'm getting the money because I have an aunt that was dying and I have to pay for insurance. These are things that are just really peculiar. And people have said that this is a new way to get at you. It also raises another interesting point, and that is that this um, basically these uh, targeting uh, techniques are age old. 
and 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 they've uh, yeah. it, it, we just have a high tech spin to them now. But uh, really, they they're as old as humanity. It's gaslighting. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of gaslighting. Liam, thank you for calling. It, it's it's a form of gaslighting with technology. They can do it a lot better now. They can fool you into thinking you've done one thing when you haven't, or they. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing way that they can do this, and that's why I worry about uh, these new laws and these threat assessments and these social programs or these social credit programs that they want to initiate because they can certainly target people and mark them uh, and they would have a horrible life in the process. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Tonight on Ground Zero, targeted individuals. That's what we're talking about. If you're a targeted individual, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you know of someone that has been, or if you want to know more information, ask more questions. We have Dr. Matthew Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. We'll be right back with more. 877-733-1011. We've opened a few lines, so if you had a hard time getting in, they're open now. 877-733-1011. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News. Do justice to targeting individuals. The reason why is because for the longest time, CIs have been, you know, ridiculed, vilified, and I don't think talk show hosts have, uh, have really taken a serious look into the phenomenon. We're looking at electronic harassment, synthetic telepathy. We're looking at uh, cognitive dissonance. We're looking at uh, uh, basically violations of cognitive liberty. See, that's the thing too, uh, Matthew, is that we, you know, we're running into uh, cognitive liberty issues, and that is that, you know, the, the founding fathers, when they put together the Constitution, when they put together you know, the amendments to the to the rights you have, and all this, you know, I don't think they even considered the fact that, you know, when we're searching, you know, so you you have the right not to be searched. Well, do you have the right not to have your brain tampered with, or to be harassed, or to have your your mind opened up like it's a like like it's a can of worms, and you just go in there and look into it and see what's going on, or maybe monitor people what they talk about and what they do. Absolutely, cognitive and mental human rights are are coming. There are a lot of people that feel rather hopeless about this situation, but I'm I'm an optimist, and I think the human spirit and um and uh, human rights will will prevail. Um, and when when it does, the pendulum is going to swing back hard, and there's going to be ramifications basically in in all kinds of different aspects. And the founding fathers would absolutely uh, be supporting targeted individuals uh, right now. I really do believe that too. I just think that you know, once again, we have the Pentagon, we have uh, the Defense Department, DARPA, and all these groups that are proud of their silent weapons. They're proud of their active denial weapons, their voice to skull technology, their LRAD technologies. And while they're saying that these technologies will be used in the battlefield, we're, we're seeing them being used in gain-of-function exercises. What can be done that we can actually uh, petition and say the military has no right experimenting with – I mean, they, they, they eliminated the experiments allegedly back in the 1980s. Uh, and in fact, uh, during the church hearings, they found out that uh, you know this was being done with chemicals. We had all these – we had MK Naomi. We had, uh, of course, MK Ultra. We had all these other things that were being exposed. Now we have to deal with things like Project Pandora and dealing with all the other biological effects of low-level microwaves. And I don't think people really know about these programs and that they're being implemented and being used on American people. In a sense, um, I, I feel like it's possible that uh, you, you mentioned Pandora. It just made me think of the metaphor Pandora's box. In a sense, it's been opened, and I think the resistance to getting this situation under control is 
because of the consequences that, that are going to happen when people are outraged about this. Um, but because there's no accountability and there's such high deniability, people on the inside must know how dangerous this uh, this technology is. Oh, sure. They know the benefits. They know what they can use to uh, uh, basically harm someone if they really want to target them and harm them. And that, that's available. If the, if the uh, technology exists, there is that potential that can be used for ill will. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. Uh, if you want to chime into the show, I'm sure you have an opinion on this, or if you've experienced something like this, you can always call us 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Stay tuned. Dr. Matthew Arngard will be with us for another hour, and he'll be answering questions as well. Coming up on Ground Zero. 877 That's 877-733-1011. We'll be back aboard. Don't go away. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. It's our final hour talking about targeting individuals. I was doing a search during the break of TI, targeting individuals, and what a lot of the websites say about it. And I, I saw something that was interesting that, uh, insensitive, okay, very insensitive, because you can tell that the person who wrote the article was ill-informed and ignorant about what it is, what, what this all entails. They, the, the person who wrote the article said that, they, they, it said, gangs, no, targeted individuals when mental illness becomes coordinated. Meaning that people who are mentally ill have found a way to group with others who have the same mental illness and have decided to be to become a, a, a cult or a group. It is so far from the truth, and I'll tell you why. Because when you're looking at when you're looking at targeted individuals and what it, what, what the whole idea of TI is, TI has been reduced to that kind of attitude because of the approach. When you have a minimal amount of talk show hosts, a minimal amount of documentary writers and producers that give an opinion or give uh, an editorialized version of the story, if they don't know enough about it, they'll just go off and say, this is the way it is. And the balanced thing would be, as I've asked many questions before about, uh, let's let's kind of divide the schizophrenia or the schizophreniform uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, concepts and put them to the test with targeted individuals. Targeted individuals are those who are experiencing various forms of surveillance harassment. That's why I think it's important after we've heard about red flag laws and other surveillance laws, that surveillance harassment is something that it is. It's more so surveillance harassment than it is anything else, okay? Just about all TIs experience chronic, highly organized stalking. Many targets also experience the sudden relationships. Businesses are sabotaged and become impossible to sustain. Items from lock routinely found missing. Computers consistently malfunction and appear to be externally controlled. Phones are hacked. Automobiles need constant repair. Then there are what appear to be electronic assault activities affecting both the mind and body. Symptoms range from burning sensations or in various parts of the body, we have these burning sensations where they start hearing internal voices. But it's not that the voices are saying, kill, kill, kill. The voices are saying, guess what? We got you and we are going to continue to harass you. Okay. So these internal voices that basically push people 
and, and wear them down. You have uncontrolled movements of the arms and legs. You have deterioration of muscle mass and bone mass because of, of what's going on. Various parts of the body are, are certainly being, uh, being uh, you know, okay. And this is something that I think is very important, and that is what it does is it creates a life that is full of uncontrolled or actually what I'd say unrelenting fear, resentment, pain, despair. In the United States, the military is credited with having developed the technology to implement this stuff, okay? They are very glad to tell you that they have this type of technology, but then there are other groups who'll be very glad to tell you that the people that say this technology is being used on them are crazy. Now, how is that happening? Why is that happening? I mean, everything they've got, every every uh, silent weapon they have is there to implement this fantastic campaign to destroy the human psyche. But that's not the whole, that's not the whole story. Okay, that's that's not that's not it. The reality is is that targeting is by no means limited to being an American or being having it as an American problem. Obviously, with my guest tonight, we know this. Okay, the truth is, targets are there. Targets have a reason for being targeted. And tonight we have Dr. Matthew Arngard with us on Ground Zero to talk about this. Of course, once again, from Canada, okay, you're, you're Canadian and you were targeted and uh, you were targeted for a number of reasons. How many people that you've talked with, what are some of the reasons they say they're targeted? Actually, I'll make a quick correction. I'm a U.S. citizen. I was working in Canada when I was targeted. Okay. And uh, that was a, a fortunate situation for me because I was able to return to my native land, which took me out of the targeting situation. Um, if I was Canadian, maybe the system could have followed me uh, better in that country. Okay. Of course, the, the reciprocal happens to U.S. citizens. Now, uh, as to motives, um, one of, one of the um, most sensible motives um, that I've heard a, a few times, several times, is that um, elderly people who are living in rent-controlled properties are are targeted to uh, basically um, e evict them from that space. Uh, whistleblowers, of course, um, that's when you get into the more potentially high-value targets. Um, and I could go on and on uh, in this list of sensible reasons, but honestly, I would say the, the most common reason is one that doesn't make sense to the target and for which they have no idea who's doing it or why. So it, it, it seems like um, messing with them as some kind of a game or uh, I, I personally don't like to go that way, but it it could be some kind of an experimentation. It's kind of like mind game theory when you mind think about it. And, and here's something to do. A listener once brought up in an email to me the idea that smartphones, she was, she had this great, this, she was telling me that, you know, there's a conspiracy to get everybody acclimated to targeting. And that is your smartphone. Because she was telling me that she felt that she was a victim of electronic harassment. She believed that someone was targeting her and they were using microwave technology to beam voices into her head. And she expressed to me the idea that smartphones, smartwatches, they're gateway devices for creating artificial telepathy. And, and, I, and I never heard the term artificial telepathy before until I, uh, I read the email. And she explained that her she had this smartwatch. And she says, when you look at smartwatches, they're electronic assistance to your phone. And then it's a convenience to use a watch instead of looking at the phone. So you're looking at the watch on the phone and you're trying to synchronize both. But she says this acclimation is the idea of think tap receive 
Think, tap, receive. Think, it's an exercise that eventually will become a mental imperative. It's like brushing your teeth or automatically using a car signal to make a turn. And no longer will you have to physically answer your phone or your watch. You just think, tap, receive. Think, tap, receive. And, and that's the thing is that it becomes more or less a, a model for mind reading. It's a model for grooming. It's a model for the continuation of, uh, of pushing this, like they would say it's a science fiction model of grooming people into accepting the idea that their thoughts are not gonna be their own, that they can actually be pushed into thinking a certain way. And, and with these devices, we certainly are all gonna become targeted individuals because we're not gonna have any control over choice or cognitive liberty or anything else because we're constantly being bombarded with the algorithmic you or the algorithmic me. Well, even people that have a hard time uh, believing or um, grappling with targeting or understanding it, uh, or, or maybe they don't even believe it and they think it's nonsense. Um, I think they can understand how these devices that we have coupled with Facebook and these little rewards that you get for going through that cycle of tapping and, and uh, receiving and tapping and looking that you were just giving, um, you know, they get a little dopamine surge. It's very much like a slot machine. And uh, I, I think it's in, it makes intuitive sense. Um, we all know that there's like addiction to um, internet and devices and it's, uh, uh, and and you know if if you can believe that then what what you're saying there's a, just a it's just a couple steps beyond that. Well, they call it the dopamine squirt. You get yeah. a little dopamine here, right. or you get a little oxytocin there. But people don't realize that they can get the oxytocin and dopamine by doing other things like petting a cat, hugging someone, right. giving them a kiss, saying hello, getting a smile right. out of the deal. And but you see it, when they you can get too much dopamine. There's dopamine poisoning that goes on, and, and that's another thing is that if if there are things that raise the levels of dopamine or dismiss or diminish the levels of dopamine electronically. We're looking at people that will have ups and downs, highs and lows. They can mimic things like manic depression, for example, isolation, disassociative disorders. These are the things that I worry about because when you're bombarded constantly with these things, you really don't want to go out. You really don't want to uh, participate in anything because you're afraid of your shadow. You're afraid of anything. And this is the point. The whole point of this is to make you appear to be mentally ill. Well, I think that what we're going to see, you know, uh, for the first time, um, the longevity, uh, average longevity in the U.S. Uh, started declining. That happened recently, that that turning point. And I think with, um, with the spread of targeting in the near future, what we're going to see is um, basically an decline and uh, Alzheimer's and things like that. That's that's a prediction. Um, so there's going to be chronic effects that we won't see right away that are going to be population level that are really going to be tough questions. Do you think that'll be um, a byproduct of 5G technology and the smart cities that are going to be proposed for the future? It, it could be. I, obviously, the experiment on 5G hasn't been done, so we're going to be living in the soup of 5G, and that's going to be an experiment that we'll only see the effects when the system is erected. You can't really test those kinds of effects. Um, I'm not sure if 5G is going to be screwing with us, but we'll we'll find out. Yeah, we, we've been seeing a lot of... Uh, uh, experiments have gone wrong where birds have died or, you know, we've, we've read about those situations where, you know, the, the, the magnetite in the brain sometimes, you know, it goes off and the birds fly into things and die. And You make an important point, actually. Yeah. When you were um, talking about um, the schizophrenic, I, I'm not sure the word you used for it, but schizophreniform. Schizophreniform. And um, you were, you were uh, delving into that and, and explaining that. 
Well, actually, um, these sensory phenomena that targeted individuals get, their pets get them too. We also have targeted individuals that experience these in groups. They're witnesses for each other. And about so their pets are affected. This is amazing. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Hold yeah. the phone. Their pets are affected. Well, when, if you hear the high-pitched um, microwave auditory effect and the, the, the width of the beam is big enough, you know, you can feel these beams. You, you can tell oh, yeah. when you're in the beam. Uh -huh. It's not just a high-pitched ringing. It's also other effects. Sure. And if your dog is in that uh, field as well, they'll start looking around for the, for the signal. And um, there are also visual sensory effects. Even targeted individuals don't like to talk about them because they really sound wild and out there but um the, the visual um sensory intrusions were happening to me in vancouver and the cat that i was taking care of it wasn't my cat but it was responding to these um through wall visual effects and the last thing i'll say is that um small animals birds especially we hear reports of chickens and people's pet birds um uh, being killed by this because they have a smaller cranium and they're very susceptible to these uh, microwave energy fields it's amazing. That's that's one thing I haven't heard in the whole time I've uh, discussed this with doctors and, and the people who are in the field saying that pets are affected or animals can be affected if they're in the way of the beams. It only makes sense. I never really thought about it. It only makes sense. I wonder why I never thought about it. It's, a, it's certainly not schizophrenia when, when you have a, you know, a cluster like I that. I fully agree with you there. Dr. Matthew Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero, 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. Definitely the most informative show on TI I've done in a long time because the experts tonight are amazing. And they're here to ask your questions from Dr. Hall earlier. And now Dr. Arngard with us tonight on Ground Zero. 877-733-1011. That's 877-733-1011. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Glad to have him here. Uh, he was involved with uh, the gatherings today, uh, the, the get-togethers for the targeted individuals. Want to say hi to a few people that may be listening tonight? Sure. Um, I, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, my co-coordinator, Ella Free, at freedomfortargetedindividuals.org. Uh, she's a main uh, big. Um, personality in the TI community and of FFTI, Freedom for Targeted Individuals, which I work with, actually sponsored the event here in Portland. But we did it in partnership with Alliance to End Targeting. And that's this umbrella group that that coordinated um, more than 30 events around the world, ar around 15 in the US and approximately 15 in other countries. Right. And uh, there's many people involved in that, but I'd just like to quickly say that two movers and shakers that really are pushing that effort are Shayla Avance and Earl Watts, and of course, Lewis, Lewis Rowe is the person who originated the TI Day concept. Fantastic. Let's go to Dave in New York. Thank you, Dave, for your patience, and you're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hi, I'm in an internet and cell phone dead zone, so if you could stick me back on hold so I can hear the rest of the show, it would be great. Fascinating tonight. Big question I've got regarding red flag laws. Are the mass shooters mentally ill or... Are they targeted individuals? That's a, that's a big question because we go back uh, with some of the uh, the shooters that uh, in the past have stated that they have been targeted. I, I remember the, the 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 one shooter. I can't remember who he was. He was the one that was at the uh, the the shipping lane shooter, the port shooter, and uh, he had a weapon that he called his ELF weapon because he said that he was being targeted. And uh, some people, you know, they get worn down enough. 
that they do sometimes uh, freak out. And then again, we were talking a lot about the idea of what is known as live action role playing that's now happening, where uh, people are being groomed into thinking they're going into like what would be like a video game or they're going into a scenario that'd be virtual and they're being told this is a virtual situation. Nothing's going to happen. They go into the virtual situation. They find their guns are loaded. They start shooting and immediately realize that they've been part of some live action role playing game. That was Aaron Alexis, the name yeah, you're Aaron Alexis, yeah. exactly. Navy yard shooter. Navy yard shooter, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Binghamton, New York, right, right along the Pennsylvania border. Uh, American Civic Center, 10 years ago, this guy from Vietnam, Jibberly Vong, said he had been harassed by all kinds of strange things. He was uh, actually hearing music in his head. Appliances were doing strange things. Um, his body was warming up, uh, possibly due to some kind of directed energy. And he had all kinds of crazy things going on while he was in California. When he moved back to the Northeast, he had the same problem that followed him. And finally, he just seemed to snap and kill 13 people. Uh, police say, oh, he was just crazy. And 10 years later, nobody talks about it. Well, that happens all the time where we have... Uh you know, some people who say, you know, I was hearing voices, I was feeling like when there was a, a one story, there are a lot of stories right now that I go back to my Rolodex in my brain where uh, one of the, there was a shooter that would check into a hotel and he said that he was trying to check into a hotel to get away from people who were harassing him. He was telling people that a guy in a sweater was harassing him. They kept seeing the same guy with a sweater. And the funny thing was, is that the, the police department knew he was being harassed. They knew that he was being gang stalked and they did nothing for him. And so then when he finally freaked out and started shooting, that's when they said, well, now we're going to throw him in jail because he, he basically, uh, you know, he's basically out of his mind. But they knew damn good and well he was being stalked. So sometimes I think, you know, the police, once again, without any uh, training with this type of thing, whether they write it off as pure mental illness or something else, they know nothing about the harassment that can go on. And maybe some of them are part of the harassment. That's the scary thing. Yeah, I'm hoping I get to hear the rest of this. A great show tonight. Thank you. I've thought about this a lot. Oh, thank you, Dave. Hold on. We'll, we'll keep you running through the nighttime. So stay with us, and uh, we'll be talking more about this right here on Ground Zero with Dr. Matthew Arngard. We'll meet you your calls coming up to 877-733-1011. That's 877-targeted individuals. It is T.I. Day. Dr. Matthew Arngard is with us tonight. What a fascinating show. Breaking the mold, if you will. Here's here's something interesting that just uh, fell at my feet right now. And, and this is something that will give you the creeps. This is something that will make you realize that we're living in a genuine sci-fi dystopia. Scientists have now successfully created and implanted an artificial memory that is a memory of an event that never happened, created from the ground up and implanted into an animal. Now, they've only done it with a mouse so far, so we still got a bit of time before this whole thing starts feeling like a David Lynch movie or some Kafka thing. Uh, but it feels like one of those moments where, uh, while we're talking about synthetic telepathy, while we're talking about what can be done to the mind, according to uh, a, uh, an article that's been published in the journal Nature, titled Memory Formation in the Absence of Experience, scientists reverse-engineered a memory to map the brain circuits involved in creating it. In this case, the association of the smell of cherry blossoms with an electrical shock to the foot, then artificially implanted that memory into a mouse. 
Tests show that the mouse behaved as if it actually remembered being shocked in the foot whenever it smelled cherry blossoms, despite the mouse never having been shocked nor been exposed to the scent of cherry blossoms. Previous research has shown that it was possible to partially transfer memories from one rodent to another via reproducing the electrical activity associated with specific memory in one mouse and jolting it into the brain of another mouse. This new experiment is different. This time, the memory was created completely artificially from the ground up. It only consisted of a few parts. And now, using optogenetics, which of course we've talked about before, they're able to do this. It's another form of mind control, another form of planting memories, another form of planting ideas, or even taking away memories that they do, erase the mind, if you will. So uh, this certainly is uh, very startling, very chilling. Uh, Dr. Matthew Arngar, what do you think about what we just talked about just now? Well, I am a trained neurobiologist. I have a PhD in neurobiology, and um, I don't know the details of that study. I do recall seeing the title, but I know now we've had this conversation. As soon as I get back to DC, I'm going to look up that paper and find out the details. And uh, give, I can send you, I can email you a synopsis, but I, I wish I could give you the details on exactly what part of the brain and how they did that. Um, but, you know, even uh, to me, it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, basically, there's an expanding horizon of that kind of of, uh, research. We were just talking about uh, Vaternity the other night, where they're saying that maybe we can digitize thoughts and put them into avatars. If they can digitize thoughts and put them in device, imagine what they can do with human beings. And you know what? If you do read that paper and you do give me that information, we will have you back again to talk about this topic because it certainly is, you know, it's kind of an adjunct bridge to what we're talking about tonight about the harassment and planting things into people's minds and harassing them to the point where they wear down. And I think uh, it's very important we're talking about, uh, you know, people who are. Uh, targeted individuals, and this is something that uh, most certainly is uh, worth uh, discussing further. Let's go to Mike in California. Mike, hi, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, I had a, an experience with a cousin of mine that he's uh, he got uh, targeted pretty much, and uh, it all started once they started uh, installing the cell phone towers in the early 2000s, and he experienced the stalking and the voices, and your guess just uh, confirmed the other one that they actually put in, uh, an image in his head, and it was pretty freaky. And once he told me about the image, I knew about the other two things, but he, once he told me about the image, I thought, man, I think he is really losing it. What was so, the image, uh, if, I, if I could ask Mike? It's the image. So he was in his apartment, and uh, next thing you know, the some car came, with some white dude, and uh, he stayed inside, and he said uh, he saw a white, really tall, white, naked guy come into his house, and he knelt down, like, crouched, and once he crouched, he turned into a baby. He turned into a baby? Yeah. Wow. And he, and, uh, he saw that image as yeah. if it was right there with him. Some lady that was taking care of me, right? I thought, yeah, I, I just mentioned... Yeah, the, anim, the, end, the really enemy of the, the people is the banks. And a couple months later, I went back. My money was missing, uh, close to 30000 and that was gone, pretty Jeez. much. And uh, you, I don't know if you heard about now that the Amazon is going to be conjoining with the uh, police departments to watch us and videos. And one last thing, I think the Aristotle you were talking about, is what they did already in uh, Mexico City in this one clinic called San Rafael. And they pretty much, if you had money, 
and uh, you or you had an enemy that was powerful, they would just go get you, give you a lobotomy, drug you, and disappear you, and pretty much turn you into a zombie forever. They did, they did the same thing like in South America during the Dirty War. They were able to do that. They were proficient in harassment, drugging, and then, of course, you get a knock at the door 3 a.m. with the uh, policia showing up and uh, dragging you out of your home and then drugging you. And, and it's worldwide. Yeah, you're getting yeah. it. This is worldwide, man. I know. It's, so. it's, it's terrifying what they can do. It really is. Let's go to Joshua in Oregon. Hi, Joshua. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Um, nice, interesting show tonight. Um, I've been a victim for about three years now, uh, hearing voices, and it, it all started out with uh, them saying I had cameras around my house and things like that, and that they were able to able to see me. But um, uh, I started hearing my own inner dialogue. And so I when I started hearing my own inner dialogue, I was starting to think, and me thinking was uh, me talking to myself and me talking and being able to communicate with them and their voices. And so I could be sitting in a room with other people, having them talk to and having normal conversation and actually be having conversation with these voices that are, that are being brought towards me. And uh, I've been able to see the, the delusions. I've been able to see clowns walk around. I've been able to see ogres drinking. <laughs> I've been able to see other things that um, that, um, <clears throat> that seem invisible, but only I could see. And so the miraculous thing uh, about these things is that um, when you... Um, been able, I've been able to communicate with them. So if I if I point out one finger, it means yes, and two fingers means no. And so I'll ask them questions, and they'll on my own hand they'll put either one for yes or two for no. And I've been able to communicate with these things, as well as when uh, I would I'd write down a piece of paper and ask them questions, and they would write back on on the piece of paper uh with the it, with the pen in my hand and they would be writing back uh the answer and the question at times so uh so you're actually being affected in many ways uh both with seeing and automatic writing and uh, communication yeah and so i i this 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 technology is so amazing. At first, it was harassing. Uh, they they know my most inner dialogue, my most most inner conscious thoughts, and it will be be, be repeated back to me. Right, Doctor Arngard, uh, what 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 is your opinion of what Josh was talking about? Uh, well, um, I it, it's it's really hard to. Uh, get into mechanism and what's really going on but i think we have to be uh, i mean i just admitted uh, to you that um, i had similar phenomena happen to me and uh, i know v2k voice to skull is it's it's real and it's widespread but i do think that because they're doing sensory attacks and sensory intrusions and they can send messages to you and there's all this harassment going on that I believe there is an element of almost like a mentalist sleight of hand. And so um, it, it's it's hard to know uh, where that sleight of hand is happening. I think, I think um, we have to be a little bit careful and restrained in um, kind of 
saying exactly what's going on. I don't think the uh, push the mental levels to the point where he's seeing clowns. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, they're not projecting them, but he's he's he says he's seeing clowns. No, seeing I, I believe I believe there is a way to project it and to affect the um, uh, basically the to stimulate the eyes at a very low level. And uh, generally, uh, I found and I've heard from others. And, you know, again, we're, we're in very murky territory, but I believe if it, that you're most susceptible in low light conditions. And sometimes when you're almost um, in, a, in a near sleep state and um, uh, one thing you can try is just flooding the room with lights. That's a good uh, countermeasure for these things. But um, I actually think they are projecting through the wall, which is stimulating your retina. Reminds me of the, uh, the story that uh, was told about the, the, the image of the naked man turning into a baby, which yeah. is, uh, I, I haven't heard any of images. Yes, Joshua, go ahead. The, the interesting thing is, is that when I'm in a dark room, such as my bathroom, where there's no windows and the lights are turned off, I can see actual shadows walking around and basically attached to my own arm. Like, and and they say they say Joshua. They call me by Joshua. They say Joshua. We're around you all the time. You know, we're, we're around you. And so I, I see things in the dark. I used to be able to see uh, red light with my eyes closed or with my eyes open in my bathroom and there would be illuminating red light uh, flashing on the wall. Where do we go from being, though, harassed to maybe him being a clairvoyant of some kind or, or maybe having that that intuitive one one foot in, in one dimension, one foot in the other dimension. Well, just, all, I, all I can say is yeah, that the, the, the things that uh, he's describing are, are eerily similar to some of these uh, through wall visual um, effects and harassments that I was getting. Wow. So, uh, and I, I personally, I don't, I don't think of myself as a clairvoyant person. So okay. well, Joshua, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. Things, like I said, once again, the show is even opening my eyes to things I didn't know about before as well here on uh, ground zero. And uh, yeah, the calls are amazing tonight. 877-733-1011. Dr. Matthew Arngarn with us tonight. 877-733-1011. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Go ahead. Um, hi. Yeah, I've been a TI for about five years now. I just wanted to call in and uh, uh, share some of my story with you. Um, I remember when it first started, uh, I was just going to sleep. And uh, just before, you know, dream state or whatever, I woke up and felt like there was something wrong and that there was somebody in my house. And I got up and I thought, well, I'm the only one here. I was living alone at the time. I said, you know, nobody's going to hear this. So I, I decided to start talking and said, I, you know, I said, uh, I know you're there. Whoever you are, show yourself. And what I heard was a voice say, you're the first one to discover us. I can't really remember the conversation after that, but it got more and more intense over the past few years. And I, in uh, June of 2016, I started keeping accurate records and journals of all my experiences. And these voices were harassing me. There's basically a lot of ridicule, um, a lot of laughter, a lot of putting down, stuff like that. Um, and uh, I've had a lot of visuals with it. Uh, I remember speaking with my daughter on her balcony at her house, and I started to tell her about this. And all of a sudden, there was a bright red flash across the sky, and it streaked across the sky, kind of like a comet would or something. And my daughter says, what do you suppose that was? And I says, that was a flare. And uh, the voice had told me when it shot that, it said, don't you say anything to her. Another time, I'm at my parents' house, and uh, 
I'm standing in the driveway. It's about 4.30 in the morning, and I'm having a cigarette, and I hear this voice say, Hal won't say anything, uh, Don't and don't, don't you tell anybody about my project. And what I saw come around the corner of the house, it was it was sort of it was stealth and it pulsated in lights like four pulsating lights, yellowish, whitish, and I hear a voice say, There it is, there it is. And then uh there was another time, about the same time of night, uh in the driveway as well, and uh I hear this voice come back say, You're going away anyway, so I want to show you something. And what I saw was this craft that briefly appeared to decloak and, you know, about long enough for me to catch a glimpse of it, maybe two seconds, and then it recloaked. And then I, uh, un, this unknown voice says, do you know what that was? And just taking a wild guess, I said, government? He says, that's right, government contract. And what it looked like was the craft that, um, and I didn't find this out till after I drew, draw, uh, drew the picture and I saw it in a documentary somewhere. It looks like the craft from uh, uh, that Arnold, uh, Kenneth Arnold drew in 1947. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Chevron, Chevron shapes. Yeah, exactly. The, boom, the boomerang. The boomerang. Yeah, boomerang look, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you could be getting, uh, you know, some sort of information that was showing you perhaps exotic craft or you were having inside. Not so sure, but uh, you know that happens to people, especially contractors and people who've been involved with contracting, and and so uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to this phenomenon that needs to be explored, and we're just don't have enough time tonight to do so. Uh, we're actually out of time right now. I'd like to thank Dr. Matthew Arngard for being on the program tonight. Thank you so much for being a part. Yeah, of the thank show. you. This has been a fantastic experience, and we we've had uh, real movement out on the streets, and it's given me hope. But talking to you has been the perfect end to TI Day because. I mean, uh, you really take on this issue. Uh, your callers are great, and I can see that um, it's glad. To, I'm glad that we have uh, people like you um, talking to us and advocating for this issue. Well, thank you. I was glad to be a part of it because I have done shows in the past about it, but I never really had the opportunity to have as many professionals on the program to talk seriously about it and what every little aspect entails. So I, I thank you for being on the program, and Dr. John Hall too for being on the program. Yeah, my tonight. pleasure. Thank you. That uh, join us tomorrow night. Another great show for you planned on ground zero and we'll see you tomorrow take care so john i mean i want to kind of uh, every time you know we've had you on the program we've talked about this as if everybody understands how this works and most people when they hear about it i think they immediately have a little bit of cynicism about it saying that, well, here we are giving a forum for people who may be schizophrenic or manic depressive. How are we, how are we differentiating between those who are, I guess you could say, having uh, some sort of uh, psych psychotic break or they're having some sort of a schizophreniform uh, type of uh, condition? I mean, how do we differentiate? Well, I mean, one of the things that, that I always tell people, you know, I, I am a medical doctor, I'm a physician, so I'm not going to sit and deny that schizophrenia doesn't exist or anything like that. It certainly does exist, and we've known about it for some time. The difference between someone who is truly schizophrenic and someone who is identifying themselves as a targeted individual, for one, schizophrenia starts at an early age. Most of the time, those are people that are recognized as 
not mentally correct or not mentally right early on in, in, in males a little bit sooner than, than females, but typically in childhood, um, certainly by 20, 21, 22, um, are usually devoid from reality in some aspect, whether that's visual delusions or auditory delusions or, you know, saturated in a belief system that is as always unreal. Now, the difference between that and someone that's targeted, uh, most of the victims that I've been exposed to and I've have interviewed by this time, probably tens of thousands, uh, typically will come forward with these types of complaints, usually late 30s, early 40s. Um, on some of the last statistics, majority of the victims were female living alone. And um, it's they usually identify uh, first with stalking. Uh, that they notice like strangers following them around. These aren't boyfriends or loved ones or, you know, private investigators that are investigating a crime, but usually it is organized private investigators following them around, getting biometrics on them, breaking into the home, going through their stuff, getting anything that helps further the anxiety and the stalking. Uh, and then after they get biometrics on them, then they are able to use electronic talking with them and then that's where what most people you hear talking about that that sounds insane is being communicated to it in what they would describe as a synthetic telepathic uh, type of way where you're hearing voices in your head of the people who are watching you and you can respond back to those people um in thought yeah um and that does sound schizophrenic and it and it, it was designed to sound schizophrenic it, it's obvious that now we have uh, a reason with the surveillance state increasing its power to try and single out or like i say psychologically out people whether it be to reveal their deepest secrets about their psychological uh, help or trying to out them in a way where they would embarrass them or otherwise stalk them and raise paranoia within them that immediately they find themselves in a jail cell. We'll be back with Hey guys, it's Clyde. I want to talk to you about something we tend to ignore or may want to consider. Now is a great time to focus attention on the importance of preparing our families, homes, businesses, and communities for disasters that threaten our lives, property, and homeland. Preparedness is a shared responsibility. It is critical to maintain readiness. Each step we take to become better prepared makes a real difference in how we will persevere when faced with the unexpected. Well, there are two things you can count on when you buy from My Patriot Supply, getting high quality food for the best value and freedom. The emergency food you'll depend on is made from the freshest ingredients. Meals are freeze dried and sealed airtight with an oxygen absorber enclosed in a resealable zipper pack for a long-term storage that lasts up to 25 years. That's amazing. To order, go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. Or call and speak to a preparedness advisor at 888-440-8150. That's 888-440-8150. Be sure to mention Prepare with Ground Zero, 888-440-8150. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. to keep if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord 
to take.